So like if we oh, if yeah. we wrap all that stuff in, I think we just we might I would feel more comfortable leaving Horizon on here just for now until we kind of yeah I, I don't think Horizon's like an immediate takeoff. Um, you know, like they're if we talk about near, like I really disliked interacting yeah, mechanically totally, with yeah. that world, like getting around in near fucking like sucks. talk about invisible walls, like yeah. that thing was like there are open windows that you just jump up against and they block you out, but then there's like an open door underneath that you just like can run in, uh, like all that stuff I thought was terrible, but. The fiction stuff was really fun, or, or uh, I really liked how they kind of tried to tie some of that in, like you said, with the the achievements or like the map stuff, yeah. and like I, I like that stuff a lot. But the like this was a open up a box. There's an empty MMO, and like let's write our story yeah, here. It's world. also I think that game is not good looking. Like I don't know how yeah. much that's factoring th- into. I think some of the design it, is really good, I, but the but. I think technical it, execution of right, a lot of it's like a lot of like yeah. empty concrete buildings. Yeah. They are. They have to like run up a million flights, yeah, and it's I'm like okay, this is so boring. In, like in, I don't care about this at all. In terms of environments, like the bunker and the alien, the, the underground stuff. Yeah, and like yeah. maybe one other thing. Like the tower, the, the forest tower, 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 kindest thing I can say about yeah. that. I yeah. think we should remove Nier. From I, I think yeah. I think in that case, I, I'm willing to let it go. Yeah. I, I, I do think that the way they tie, like you said, that lore and that story into just sort of like all the little corners of that world is kind of cool, and I yeah. don't mind some of the limitations they apply to it, but I think that there are other games where the actual world part of it, I had a yeah. way better time exploring. I, I feel like I don't know what this category is anymore. So the thing, the thing that I feel like yeah. I'm, I'm coming to is, like, if you if you say a game is purely in here because of the world building that it does, like, we have best story, which is kind of where that belongs. Yeah. So, like, if... This it's is, not, though. I, like, I wouldn't necessarily this call... This originally seemed to be pitched as, like, a world... Not necessarily a world I want to live in, but a world that seems, like, realized well enough. Fleshed and out. It, it seems fleshed yeah. out. It seems like a place where... You want to like you want to visit or something? Is it, yeah. Is it like, oh, I want to yeah. experience everything it has to offer. I want to be there and be in it and like see it up close and travel around it myself. Like I've I've seen it in this video game, but like it's so it, it captivated me that yeah, it seems like, like a real location. Well, it's like the thing I, I would say about Nier is that like yeah, it's full of bombed out buildings that are empty and and lifeless, but that's because it's a torn up city. Yeah, the way that translates into just mechanically interacting with it is not good. But like, no. you're right. But I, I don't think that's like that to me is not this I, category at all. I think like, for me, mechanically interacting with it, is, it doesn't seem like a factor here. I, 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 I think near, like I, I'm trying. That's why I'm trying yeah, to figure out like, I, what is this. So I think for me, near doesn't doesn't deliver on both of those. Right. Like yeah. I, I think I think uh, there's a story in near and the characters in near are very good. Okay, like but that, what that. is the, okay? So what, I, what is this category? So I but I think the way the environment helps tell that story is not. Like I think the what like, I think it hinders some of that by being so monotonous and not having you be able to explore that world, not in a way that like uh, Horizon like has you like fall through the ground into these areas that like add to that storytelling. Like near 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 is a static diorama that you occasionally you know it takes me out of that yeah. a lot right yeah. where I'm just like you have this you have this iron gate that I can easily jump over in near that's like. You're gonna make me push this dumb block out of the yeah. way, which is like I'm a super killing robot. Like make right. me jump over this thing. But yeah. you, you've I, just destroyed some of this lore that you're trying to build here. I think even outside yeah. of that, near, I don't. I don't like factoring that into. I, I, yeah, I guess I, I, just, I don't like, know. I, I, I muddy. I, I feel like this issue got way muddier because I'm looking at it in terms of like, 
oh man, yeah, th- like of course it is a bombed out city. Of course it is all this like torn up shit because it is I feel the like... ruins of another civilization and they've carved out new areas in it because the machines have built their village and the copied city yeah. exists for this reason. I just and think I none of those like... are good. Right. Yeah. I feel like okay, I have... but, but like, but the stuff you're, you, that, that's fine. And if that's the reason we take it off, we take it off. I'm that's not, I'm not saying it's on here. I'm saying, what is this category? Because that that's the argument I would listen to. Like, not being able to jump over a wall feels I think there, way I think, less. I think you could do both. I'm not saying it has to just be that. Yeah. Like, I'm saying that, like, the best when it starts to do both. I say when it starts yeah. to detract from that, when, okay. like, when, when you have made, you have not taken into account how your character interacts in this world. Like, you can have a gorgeous world and have your like character... Like in Zelda, when yeah. you climb a tower, like, that's the physical act of you climbing this tower, yeah. and then you get to the top, and yeah. it's just a and beautiful, there's, like, there's heart there's sort of, yeah. there, And there's also the sort of cartography of, of yeah. looking yeah. around and marking things that you want to go do. Like, I think all that stuff factors in. Like, I am probably the biggest fan of Nier, you know, at this table, and the thing I will say is that the parts of that world that I really enjoyed exploring and the parts that I, I, I really wanted to interact with, a lot of that was me going, yes, this is good. Boy, it could have been better. Yeah. You know? It, it, yeah. It, it, but, and then the thing I would say about Zelda is like, man, the like environment is really amazing, but boy, the story and like the world and lore they fill it with sure is nothing. So, yeah. I mean, I was uh, just using an example of like how interacting with the world. I, I agree that Zelda is not necessarily my favorite world either, but. Yeah. See, I think, yeah, Zelda is like an inverse argument where I fall on like, yeah. yeah, it's kind of they interact with the world very well, but it's barren. But see, when I, when I think about this category, I think of like that Zelda case being absolutely a case for removal, but like the near the knocks against near don't line up with what I think this category is. I think so we, I feel we like have, we, we need to talk about this less about these two games and more about what are we actually doing. Yeah, I think here. we have opposite impressions of what yeah. this category yeah. is. I thought yeah. it was like here's a world you want to explore. Yeah, I, I I came into this feeling like this was focused on physical spaces and how you interact yes. with them because I'm super interested I mean, in how games yeah. use. But things. see, that's the thing is that like part of those physical spaces is creating world design and interesting elements to those worlds that 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 you want to interact with. It's beyond just basic mechanics. Like in the case of like Assassin's Creed Origins, which is honestly the game that most inspired me to like suggest this category. Like mechanically, it's just Assassin's Creed. You know, it's it's the way you interact with any Assassin's Creed world. But the way they have designed their rendition of Egypt, the way they have poured detail into so the environment cool. design and just like every little corner, like it, there, even if I don't care about the missions that I'm doing, I want to go find every fucking question mark on that map and see what it is and find out what's going on. And you know, five times out of ten, it's a bandit camp, but that's fine. It's inviting, yeah, because it's very inviting. It's it's lovely and like, and on top of that, the way they tie the fiction into that stuff, like the the stuff that's going on politically in the world and all of that, like I think it all ties together incredibly well. Yeah. So yeah, I think. For me, it's like, does the world become a character in this yeah. game? Or, or, or a story. Right. Yeah. I think abstractly, like, this is, like, you know, best story in, in you know, the case of, like, a world. Do you know what I mean? Like, like environmental the world storytelling. Like, in a way, yeah, in a way but like, not actually, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, coming through Like, Nier actively was pushing me against exploring that world because I was getting frustrated and, like, it was monotonous in it. Where, like, yeah. at least in Zelda, I wanted to reach other places because it was, like more fun to engage in it and they rewarded me for that. Yeah. I feel like Nier just was like just like stop looking around stop poking around in this world. Yeah. I like, but I also feel like go to the terminal, you'll like get your email. The, the case could be made that that is a form of world building. Totally. But it, it didn't is. feel intentional. Yeah. It felt it like it felt yeah. like because they ran out of money. Sure. I also <laughs> you know? feel like yeah. I've played games with like bombed out buildings and like post apocalyptic stuff. 
and it, it like battlegrounds. Yes, it, even battlegrounds feels so much more rich. Granted, this is like a such a longer period of time away, yeah, so like yeah. there would be less human stuff, whatever. But it still felt unintentionally barren. Mm. Yeah, like like near never for me never had that like like elephant graveyard kind of thing of like oh wow what is you know what I mean like, they never they never put a skeleton and a book next to each other <laughs> in just the right way like you know like kind of seriously though like yeah, you never yeah, had yeah, that yeah. like oh open yeah, this totally. door like what the hell totally. is this yeah. Yeah. and like uh, near literally has walked through a door and and what the hell is this. Which one? It's machines fucking. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah that but that's one. not the environment. Yeah. Those are the characters. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's more storytelling. Like if you had, like if that's if you had te- world. If you had texted me though and were just like, did you go see this part? Like it's hidden off in this other thing. That's like yeah. you open this door. I mean, it does have some of that stuff. Like there, uh, there are cool hidden things in there. Like you know, there, there's that sequence. There's the the home Romeos and Juliet's thing, which we'll talk about probably later on. Like there, yeah. there are those oh, there yeah. are those little hidden pockets of cool shit in that game. Uh, and I, I think, you know, exploring that stuff is, is worthwhile, but the game is actively pushing against you in some ways doing a lot of that. And, yeah. and, you know, I can, deg- I will assign a degree of intentionality to that, but there is also just hardcore right, yeah, limitations. Like, cut that cut game and keep doing. going. And maybe like, as you keep discussing yeah, yeah, it, I will understand this no, category. I think we're all, I'm still just like, think, what the fuck are I think we doing? We're all trying I'm, to I'm like out. a minute away from saying stop recording <laughs> so we can have this conversation. I, I think we figure out what we're doing here because I think we need to talk about it some more as we, as we go down, uh, as we go on this list here. Uh, so good, let's do another one. I think Breath of the Wild is getting shortchanged a little bit. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, because I think there is a really good sense of mystery in that world. Like, there are large mm-hmm. swaths of that land that are just fields and things like that. But, you know, you mentioned the elephant graveyard thing. There's that huge, like, battlefield of all those guardians that have been, like, destroyed or deactivated. Yeah. Like, that's really interesting. There are islands you see in the distance, and you say, oh, I yeah. wonder what's over there, and you float there, and it's even tied islands. Like, oh, what is this thing I've, I stumbled I've, upon? I've never been so surprised so many times by things I found in yeah. the world. Yeah. yeah. Or you, you turn a idea. corner, like, uh, yeah. at night, and you see the dragons. Yeah. Like, what the yeah. fuck? It like, is like a the, game about exploration. The, day, yeah. the, the time that when I stumbled on the Eventide Island, I was just like, yeah. what the fuck is this? It was like five it? in the morning, yeah. and I DM'd Austin. I was like, have you gone to the fucking island? Like, yeah. It's incredible. Like, there's and so much to find in that game. I it's also, so intriguing. I also feel like the richness of that world makes the story feel more full. Like yeah. I know that the story is definitely lacking in a lot of yeah. places, but because the world is so good, and there's so many different layers to it, and so many different ca- cool characters, I think, in it, I think that makes the game feel much Richer. Also, yeah. like I think you have to give credit to how open and undirected it is. The yes, fact, the fact that you can, yes. go, if you're good enough, you can go beat the game an hour after you start yeah. it. Like it's everything is optional in that game. Yeah, I do think Zelda rewards poking around. Yeah, a it, lot it more. rewards exploration in a way that most open world games have gotten completely away from. Yeah, I was going to ask really if it actually good. makes good on like a, a lot of these things that you see it, off in the other stuff. Yeah. It does, and like even small things. Like you know, the map is so huge, and you'll see a tiny little detail. Like you know, I was probably like seventy hours in when I saw that little heart lake. I was like, what is this lake that's oh, shaped like yeah. a heart? And then I traveled there, and there's a payoff there. And okay. it, it's really, really cool. It's not just these huge you know, graveyards and things like that. There are right. tiny little things that if you explore, it rewards you with something cool. And, and the best part about that to me is that they don't try to hold the player's hand by giving them a lot of icons on the map to go hunting for. Yeah. You know, it's just like it, you, you are like you will see geom- like, you know, the geography of the world, and it is up to you to find it on your own at yes. your own pace. And it feels like you are the one that found it. You didn't yeah. follow a, a waypoint or something. And just the little challenges you can make for yourself. It's like, well, look at this yeah. huge thing. I don't know if I can climb that much, but if you're climbing around the edge and walking on these little cliffs and stuff, you or make like, it. All the little nooks and crannies with the uh, Korok puzzles yeah. and yeah. stuff. And like the, the, like the Korok seeds are would be the most rote thing in any other game, and I think they're more interesting than like the main missions of a lot of open world <laughs> games. Yeah, they, I burned out real fast. I'm trying yeah. to have to collect those. That, 
Well, like, you, I mean, I only get them when I notice them. Yeah. yeah. The thing yeah. is, there are so many of them, and there enough of them are different enough. I just didn't like that it was tied to like my inventory slots. Where I was like, at some point, though, it was just like that whole system became yeah. kind of a no, problem. That, that system sucks, but I yes. like I like the way that they exist in the yeah. world. Yeah. I just wish it was. So this is this one we're talking about purely in a playground kind of. Uh, I I was just drawn into that, that world, was, and I wanted yeah. to explore yeah. every part of that. Like map. calling it a playground has always felt like the essence of this category to me. Okay. Yeah. I, well, I'm like just still trying what to I came into this figure out. Thinking what, was. what level we're talking about here. Yeah. Like, if you go into something like Wolfenstein, I think walking around in those environments as a playground sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> I, think, well, yeah. I don't think it's Wolfenstein a, a, But I think, yeah. I think the atmosphere, the lore, the right. storytelling, and the way the environments uh, are modeled to reflect that is very good. Right. But I think the exploration in those is abysmal. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think yeah. that that's why it shouldn't be on here. Because I think I that those yeah. things need to go hand in hand for this category. Totally. I think you kind of need that... I, think the, the, I added that too, and and go ahead and remove it. Yeah. I still have no idea what you're talking I'm, I'm about. The, I think the, the Wolfenstein is another one that. where I'm like, every single thing you read in that game, every gun and tech thing you look at I, I, is fascinating. I really and you're think like, that, man, that, that all goes to storytelling, though. Like that's, yeah. uh, that, okay. that is all in service. That all rolls up into creating a world that is the backdrop uh, of the story that they're telling. I'm still trying to get a feel for it too. So this, is, yes, all right. If we're if we're saying lore, if we're saying lore and traditional world building, that stuff would be grouped into is storytelling. And this is more your... Like that stuff's not story, though. There's an explicit story told in Wolfenstein, and then there's a world around it. Well, I mean, I like, I'm talking about games, the world around games, it. Games are a weird medium for traditional storytelling, because they're nonlinear, and, and things happen at different paces for different people. They're not, like, authored in the I, same way, but... I also just don't think that, like, in this case, the world around it, like, the way they have designed it for players to interact with is actually that okay, great. Okay, see, that, that is you engaging me on what I think this category is, though. Yeah. Are you saying that's what this category is? I mean, I think that's a big factor in it. Yes, I, 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 I don't want to do things like if I don't like enjoy walking around and doing things in the game as much as I do just sitting there and watching the story happen. Then I think that's that's a factor. Yeah, totally. So it was like exploration well, this, is because he's he was saying the opposite of what you were saying in terms of whether this counts. No, or not. I don't think so. He's talking about you're talking about how satisfying it is to move around and 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 and, 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 and poke around yeah, and see that's stuff exactly in that what game. I'm I, about. I don't actually enjoy. We're it. moving. Keep going. So you're saying it's like best exploration? Kind of, yeah. In, in, I mean, it's, it's not even just best uh, exploration. Exploring the world is how you, how you are introduced to the world. And so that, like, I mean, imagine best story, right? And, and it's like, well, am I reading a bunch of audio, uh, straight text logs, or are there characters, you know, I'm over here, like... How the story is delivered is part of how good the story is. Like, so like, how you explore the world. Let me let me, of, let me try and give like two fairly like opposite t- seeming games in here that I think both qualify for what I'm talking about here. Like I mentioned, Assassin's Creed, exploring that world, just seeing everything there is to see, and not just from like a visual perspective, but just like poking around every look, little nook and cranny, finding these old tombs, like just. You know, you're in that game. You're essentially picking through the remnants of an old kingdom that has, you know, come under occupation by the Greeks and the Romans. So there's like all these different clashing cultures in there, and there's just so much, so many different ways they apply that to the core act of just being in that game and 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 experiencing the open world. The other side of that is something like Night in the Woods, which is a very contained, story-driven experience, but it's all tied together with this rendition of a small sort of Appalachian town in, you know, like coal mining country. And they're, you know, it, just from a visual perspective, I really like it a lot. But they also encourage you to just go around to every part of the town every single day, interacting with different characters, finding different little things in there to, to sort of, you know, to tease out the story further. 
And that's not like, you know, it's not an open world game. Like, it's not a game where the, the hub area really has much factor into the larger plot. But it's such a neat and I think honest, like very honest rendition of that kind of town and that kind of environment. And I had, I thought it was a joyous thing each day to start new and talk to the characters that I knew and just hang out there. So most interesting world to interact with? Sure. I mean, I do think there is an aspect of some of that lore and storytelling within the world. Not necessarily. I don't think that's the main part of this category, but I do think something like Wolfenstein, I, I can see why it's in here, but I don't necessarily think it would be in top three because the way you interact with the world, the way you move around in the world sort of holds you back from all that lore yeah. that you're finding. So I think I think that it, it's not something that's like, oh, this is disqualified because it doesn't even count. I, I think, think it's more just like we can make an I, argument. And, I, and I'm looking at this as like the Nazis built a fucking weird big animal robot. Yeah. And then there are a bunch of newspaper reports about what happened in the end of the war and who nuked what. And and I'm looking at all of that yeah, stuff. And, and that's, going, stuff like, that's all stuff that I draws me into that, that world further and further. Right. But then yeah. once you get to that world, I just don't think there's anything there. Well, I would say, I would argue for if we're doing if you most interesting world to interact with the submarine in Wolfenstein 2 is very a lot of my best or a lot of the really good filler for that story happens when you're walking around that submarine talking to people taking on some of those yeah i was gonna side say missions. the u-boat is like the one positive argument for that game yeah yes in this like context like the missions outside of there i found like trying to find the collectibles a bit of a chore it's discouraging it's bad but just remember walking around new york those broken yes. down oh, buildings that's, that's yeah. the worst part the game, the game has forever. got not great but that design. submarine stuff is yeah. actually that is a ver- if, if this is what i'm thinking this category is is a very good example of like oh discovery that is a space of, that totally. is a space that makes you curious about what's in it like yeah. oh this right. pig is in here you yeah. stumble on this conversation yeah. you, you overhear conversations constantly but also yeah. i would say that like the idea that new york has been nuked and you get there and of course it's super fucked up and it's not, you know, it's not necessarily going to be a fun thing to explore, but the idea of, like, you've got to get up high because the radiation, you can't stay down low in New York. That's, like, a fascinating detail yeah, I like of that, that world. But right? I think, I, I think I, I, if I'm trying to understand this the way that I think Alex intends or, or what, I think that's more of a, hey, the lore around that is pretty good, but the doing it kind of sucks. Yeah. The implementation right. actually I, I, I didn't I didn't like that like playing that level. Okay. Like, All right. Yeah. yeah. I, I just that, that to me that never seemed like it should be a factor in this category. Like of like course like walking around a nuked uh, area is going to be a negative thing. Uh, I guess for me uh, I didn't feel like it was like oh man they made it so that this is harder for me because they want it to add to the lore of yeah. like how challenging right. it is to move. Like BJ it would have felt, trouble with this. Right. It I, felt right. like they want me to blow through dudes and I am just getting lost because yeah. I, I I don't know where to go. I, I, get I, would, that mark. I would say right, every exactly. level in that game is kind yes. of bland. Or like the, uh, the the one where you have to keep the coolant in your thing. Like oh, I found gosh. that like annoying. Oh. There's some yeah. frustrating stuff but still like it's a cool to, idea. But still the Nazis live on right. Venus. So that's the, that is very cool. <laughs> like that's the part right. I would take from that in this category is they live on Venus. That's fucking nuts. So I think I think that part though I could I can I can separate that into like best story parts versus like the implementation moment the b- implementation of no. that was not fun in their okay. world. Okay, no, like, cut and keep going then. Okay, okay. Like like when uh, I think it was you, Alex, right, that originally proposed this. Like yeah. when you first said it, I almost took this to mean like not explicitly best open world, but like trying to. But I think I think open world games are definitely like the stronger yeah, like that's, entries. That's in what a I lot thought this, this category was going into it, and then but once we got here, a bunch of games that don't fit that bill started showing up. 
like, and that's the thing is, I, I don't necessarily think all of these are going to f- stay on here. Like, when I look at something like Pyre, which I really love the world building they do in that game, like, I go back to the conversation we had earlier about how, you know, there maybe isn't enough exploration of it. There isn't enough, like, environmental change outside yeah. of the arena. There's not even that much visual representation of a lot of it. Yeah, you yeah. see some stuff, some cool stuff on the map with, like, like they said, the old gods and all that kind of shit. Like, I think that stuff is really good, but I don't necess- I don't think it's top three for this. Sure. I, I would say the same thing for Battle Chef. Like, the, the stuff that you do see is very good. All the, 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 like, I wish you did more in that world outside of the main town. Like, yeah. that's, that's the thing that maybe it is lacking. It's a good town, but, like, yeah. I would love to see some other locations. But, but the, and the thing that made it, you know, I think worth considering is just the fact that they do such a good job of explaining the culture around that stuff yeah. and tying that into the world. And, and, you know, they never go out of their way to explain, like, why are there all these different races just hanging out here cooking all the time? But it's yeah. just like, no, because that's the but culture. Like, Everyone yeah, cooks. They do it a little bit, which is cool. Like, they talk about like the first uh, orcish philosopher and stuff yeah. like that, and that's neat, but like, yeah, there's just not enough there. Yeah. So I, like, I think that, and I think, uh, yeah, Battleship and, and, and Pyre can probably go. All right, so here's a weird one that I don't know if, again, we'll, we'll break this, but I think Mario and Rabbids makes very good on their premise in their world that they have developed. As you're walking around that world, everything becomes that Mario and Rabbids mishmash thing yeah. Yeah. in a way that sells the concept and like makes you want to look around the world. I, I agree with you. My only hang-up would be that you're just looking at all of it. Yeah. It's all just the stuff yeah. around yeah. But it's selling it. But, but you're it, right. It, it does feel a little more like a museum so tour. When I was walking through, I was not that fascinated looking at a lot of it. I was usually just like, let me just get to the next thing. I, I, I don't care yeah. about these dumb like, rabbit jokes. By the time I got like halfway through right. World 2, it was just like, yeah. here's another underpants off yep. the side. Oh, that oh, rabbit is... in a dude. toilet. Yeah. And now the Roomba's going to say like, that guy's going to get a rash. <laughs> and then yep. you move on. You guys just don't like comedy. I, I, think, I think the most interesting parts of that are more about gameplay, where the bosses start coming out and like the, the weird hybrid creatures start start appearing in, in different ways like i think that's the more interesting aspect of that i think the kingdom stuff is cool and like when you go back to the castle and like yeah everything's you, built up everything's think, built up i think that's kind of neat like Vinny, what you're talking about maybe would also play in best style yeah it, it could yeah. be but I, I think the the world supports the game premise yeah, yeah. in a way that's that good. i think is is very interesting I guess I don't think most of the map venues that you're actually fighting in are all that interesting. Uh, the battlegrounds, I think, are not so great. It's yeah. more it's more the superfluous stuff, like the the stuff that's on the fringes. Well, the interaction with that world, like in between the battles, where you're just like carrying a thing and putting it on a pedestal. Like I you didn't know, think I any of that actually strike it from that category because the way they introduced mo- being able to move a block yeah. or dig yeah. fucking sucks in that, that world. Bad. All like the that. out of combat stuff it, eventually ends up really sucking. It yeah. really yeah. sucks, and they don't justify it with any kind of nope story or anything. It's yeah. just like now you can move a block. They do a bad job with that. that. That's actually like that. was so annoying. I actually feel like Tacoma is a pretty good fit here. I do too. I think like that world felt like a real it's world. Very realized. Uh, yes. Like very... I feel like I have seen so few games that have that sort of like, oh, I'm going to stumble into a conversation yeah. and then walk away from it, and it doesn't just feel like a timed thing. And like it felt like when I was gone from it, it was still happening. Yeah. And and the way you access everybody's crew quarters, so you go through all their personal effects, like you see yeah. all of their possessions. Oh, I just like the little like K-pop soda, yeah. like yeah. that, that stuff. Yeah. It's just like it helps build. It ties into the story. Yeah. Really well, and you access a lot of computers. So you're going through people's desktops and reading their emails, and like it's it. And they they, they do a very good job of of contextualizing and and just writing that stuff. Yeah. Like it is, it it feels lived in in a way that you know I think is incredibly important for that game's success. Yeah, and I, I even think stuff like the the zero gravity in parts and like the augmented reality stuff, like yeah. their AR interfaces and signage yeah. all over the place, like all that stuff just 
creates a very cohesive environment. I yeah. thought there was something very cool about how I felt like it was so fun to explore the space, and it was clearly like people left in a hurry, yeah. stuff was like falling over, like things weren't in good shape, mm-hmm. but then you saw them interacting with it as though it was fine, which I think is really cool and interesting and like felt very rich. I think that's maybe actually my knock a little bit against what remains of Edith Finch, which I put on here late, uh, is that that, like, I think from a pure set design perspective, that game is awesome, but it is not terribly interactive in that way. Like, it, it you aren't really exploring for, like, a ton of, you know, like, you can't really pick through that environment in the way that you could with, like, you know, a, a Fulbright game. And, you know, it is, as a museum piece, it's fascinating. Like, it, it is cool to walk through and, and see all those different vignettes and stuff, but, like, the amount of interactive detail in that world is maybe a little bit lacking. I also, I really loved Edith, Edith Finch a yeah. lot, but I felt like some of the rooms felt so sort of, like, on the nose of, like, yes. yeah. druggy loves a fucking, I don't know, like a mushroom tie-dye yeah. fabric yeah. on his Yeah, neon pot leaf or something. Yeah, exactly, like... I feel like it was a little too like when I get it, okay. Yeah, it's 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 very precious in that yeah, way. A little, little cliche. It's a little yeah. bit, but I, I mean, it's again from an art design perspective, it was a it was a fascinating thing for the couple of hours that they give you. But uh, I, I don't necessarily think it's it's top three. Do we knock Splatoon at all for being pretty much the world of Splatoon one? I'm not. I don't. No? I I I really like the world of Splatoon. I think they add some stuff like. Like, I mean, the the new vendors, like Chrissy Sean and stuff, I think that, like, the you you learn more about the world in the plot of the game, which I think was interesting with, like, Callie or Marie going missing, I forget who, yeah, and yeah, then you yeah. kind of learn more about, like, their life as a celebrity and, like, what it means and kind of puts everything into another context, but... It also is very much like the the. It's an escalation yeah. of Platoon, but it, it has I a like DJ it, octopus. But I I could also see maybe it's better for best style. Yes, I think it's a better fit for that. Yeah, agreed. Another one I'm really split on is Cuphead. I think Cuphead is. I love Cuphead, but I also think I think the world is so fascinating and interesting, and I think each level you go into, it feels like there's so much richness there, and like I guess I can I I appreciate maybe it's not. I don't know, because even, like, in the overworld, like, there are so many moments of, like, I can talk to people, I can find, like, that fourth, like, barbershop pole guy, and then they're back together, and I can, like, find coins hidden in the world, and, like, I felt like there was more to do in the overworld than I would expect. It just feels a little disjointed to me, like, some of the, the like, there doesn't, like, each of the islands, each of the worlds has their own theme, and you, like, so, like, the second world is kind of a carnival theme, there's, like, a roller coaster guy, but then, like, there's a dragon, and there's, like... I feel like it's just kind of like, we have an idea for a lot of cool bosses. <laughs> Let's stick an overworld on it because we yeah. need it. And yeah. Okay. I, don't I think, think the closest it, it gets to like a cohesive like uh, world is at the end yeah. when you're doing that whole thing against King Dice. Sure. And there's all those different like kind of casinos, Casino smoky, drinky, bosses. themed yeah. things. But like, I think I could have stripped out the overworld and just had that original mechanic of turning the next page. Mm-hmm. Like, here's the next fight. And, like, turn the next page. Here's the next fight. Like, the, the overworld was neat, but like... Right. It, it, I guess I don't for think it me, that like, sure, I can sort of see that maybe they don't seem as sort of jointed or in the same sort of theme, but I feel like they all felt like they're from the same world. 
Definitely. Um, it is cohesive. Yeah. But I think that's like a style thing. Okay. Like they nail all yeah. of that. I, yeah. I like it, but I can appreciate that maybe it doesn't fit in this. Yeah. In the overworld stuff, it does seem kind of like it's, uh, oh, we got to put some stuff here to make people want to explore. So, oh, we hit a coin behind yeah. this tree. Oh, here's, sure. here's yeah. these guys. Oh, like Mario 3. Like, yeah. Kind of like, hey, there's right. the axe guy. Go talk to him. Here's a couple little guys yeah. across the map. And we're not saying it's bad. It's no, just, I, I just don't think it, it, it completely. And it definitely didn't have to do it. Like Vinny said, I could see that yeah. game being just a series of fights, but like it's neat that they have yeah. this. Like on your next episode. Yeah. It looks cool. And it's got the it best music. Cool. Uh, it's got very good music. I think Observer, the the world is dense and amazing. Mm-hmm. How, how what is the like format of that game? Uh, it, you're in you're basically in a very closed environment, okay. like you're in a, like a hotel or a apartment, apartment co- complex, uh, and there's it's like a murder mystery. Okay, yeah. do you ever go outside the building? Yeah, a little bit, not far, but it's there's like, like a, a little courtyard yeah. basically. Okay. And there's towards the later game, you kind of do a bit in more. Your, it takes place in your mind, man. Right, mind I will jacking. say you like go in and out of people's minds, yeah. and that's sort of where you kind of leave. Remember that party scene? The apartment. Oh, yes. 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 Like, I think that's where the world gets very cool. That's fine. I mean, like, Tacoma is a very small space, too. Sure, yeah. The inside your mind, man. That's a big space. I also feel like like going around the world and observer, I did feel like I was discovering stuff. And you'd knock on those doors. You'd knock on doors. Everyone's apartment felt very different. And, like, that world does feel very rich and, like, dark. Yeah, I think Observer is, uh, like, probably one of the best things about it is, yeah. is the world. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Hey, Jason. Yeah. How do you feel about Absolver? Uh, yeah, that's a really cool style, stylistic world, I think. It's very minimalist. Uh, it has don't cool do a cool thing of, of, like, being a huge, is an open world. Like, it yeah, is essentially. A, yeah, they, they don't really delve into, like, you know, the background of, of that that world. You know, okay. there's not a lot going on there, and they don't really entice it all that much. I just think it's a really cool, you know, series of an environment, really, yeah. but um, I don't. I don't think it hangs. Okay, uh, I would maybe take Yakuza Zero off this list just for the same reason that uh, we took Splatoon off, and that this is the same basic environment that they have been running through most of that series. Uh, the difference is the time period, and also the part where you go to, uh, I believe it's Osaka, where where Majima is hanging out, and so there's there's some different stuff there. And I mean, I think they do a great job of of making you know that little slice of Tokyo and Osaka feel you know like bre- living and breathing, and it, it's a cool place to hang out. I just it, it it it's it's the thing they've been doing in Yakuza for a long time. Yeah. Okay. As much as I love Odyssey, uh, for this category. I think there are individual worlds that are really, really cool and have cool themes and everything, but it is very much like, okay, this is completely separate from this thing, which is separate from this thing. Like, it's fun to see what the next place is going to look like and everything, but... But It's not cohesive that way. Yeah. I mean, intentionally so, Yeah, but for this category, I don't think it really fits there. the moon? The moon's off. The moon is fucking... I turn into a frog on the moon. It's kind of fun to just jump around and poke around the corners. Oh, 100%. Yeah, if we're just yeah, talking, like, is. mechanically, it's great to just but run around I, and look I, for I, moon. I don't it's mind that it has intense. a bunch of... Diff- uh, like, I feel like that's part of the game, is that there yeah. are all these different places. And, you, and like, using the mechanics to get around, like, to right. weird places in that world, yeah. I feel like is very intentional. That's entirely the point. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. I just feel like when I look at the breadth of the whole game, yeah. I can't look at, like, this is the feeling of the world of Mario Odyssey, because it's all like, here's the feel of the lunch. Here's the feel of this thing. Small, discreet Little buckets. Yeah, totally. But there's some through lines that, like, there are, you know, you, you find like lack of two fishing, and, and there's like, uh, I don't know, I I feel like 
even some of the individual worlds would be on the same level as other games in oh, the totally, world. Yeah. I also, I feel like the draw of this game is the world. It's going around, throwing your hat on, like, whatever you can, and just being like, what can I do here? Yeah. I can do yeah. so much. And, like, you discover so much stuff in all these weird little corners. Like, I, I think the world is... And, like, trying I'm not to, ready to cut that. <laughs> trying yeah, to, try to take either. characters in places that aren't they're yeah. Not supposed to like, go. Yeah, on the mechanical gameplay side of things, I think it's so much fun to poke around and explore... I'm just talking about like the overall theme, and I really agree with you on that. I, but like, if we start getting back into like, is it a lore thing versus like? No, I'm not talking about, about lore. lore. It's it's just about like I, like I coherent design. Yeah, I think he's yes, saying yes. It's, it's less cohesive because of the like way it's, it's more split style, up. Then. But that's like it's extremely intentional. Like, it is, and, yeah. and, and it, it kind of pays way off. worse for it if like. They, oh, totally. Like, I don't want it to all look like. Oh, here's the the lava thing and the ice thing, and it all looks. The I don't. Same. I don't know, dude. If they made a Mario game with the world as connected and sprawling as Zelda, I would be all fucking about it. And I, I, I would that also sounds incredible. It's not just that it isn't cohesive. It's that there are definitely elements of those worlds where I just, I was like, yeah, I'm done here. I yeah. don't really want to like, go I, back I started, here. I started poking around the Mushroom Kingdom last night, and I was just like, oh, you want me to do the sheep thing again? Like, yeah. oh, you're going to make me do this thing again? Like, and that's definitely fair. I, okay. I think one way it does kind of pay off, like the weird, like, disconnectedness of the worlds, is at the end, I think we talked about it before, when all the other characters from different worlds are all, like, hanging out and, like, seeing, like, a new donk guy next to, like, a talking fork. Right. I think that is really funny, like, yeah, paying, <laughs> drawing attention to, like, these places are all weird and look different. When and the tourism industry of Mario Odyssey opens up, it yeah. does become kind of cool. And, and that's why it's so cool when you see this photorealistic dragon, and it's just like, what the fuck are we doing I, here? Like, I, I like that the game allows that to happen, but for this category specifically. Sure. I, I think for me, like, more of just, like, the reward for poking yeah. around is, yeah. is another fucking moon, and then I'm just like, yeah, but I, I like <laughs> that. Like, I'm, I'm, good. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, I'm okay. I, I, I got plenty. Yeah. <laughs> I can just go to the store and buy these now. Like, I don't... I, I would rather have a cool, like, piece of, like, uh, world building. Oh, a cool newspaper. Yes, a cool newspaper <laughs> that tells you about this flying fortress. <laughs> I will say it's a million times better than, like, look at the art style of all the new Super Mario Brothers games where it's all that exact same feel and everything. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would much prefer, like, all these weird different worlds than just, like, Definitely. this art style on everything. I just I just think there are other games on this list I feel much stronger about. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I love that man. world. I'm, like, truly surprised because I think that world is so fun to explore. It I is. think that's what that game has going for it is the world. I'm... L- I'm, yeah. kind of, I'm kind of with you. Yeah. I, I, like, I, I think, but, like, I do think, like, just the reward. Like, I'm yeah. just tired of finding moons. That's fair. I also think it's a little, like, vapid, maybe. Um, But I, I don't, I don't think this is necessarily a knock against this category. I want more of the political superstructure of the, <laughs> yeah. of the yeah. kingdoms yeah. and um, how they go to war. I want yes. my Koopa politics simulator. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to cut it. Like I, want, I think I don't, we don't have to cut it yet. So I think that's what makes this game interesting. We, we don't have to well, yet. I would take stuff over it. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't mm. think it's going to hang here. But uh, some on Lost Legacy, I guess. I, I don't. I don't know if I could. I don't know. That big open space is pretty awesome. The open it's space awesome. is great. There's like a lot of stuff in that game that surprised me with just how cool it was. Like that big lady thing in the, the statue big, thing with the water that pours yeah, out of like her hands. Run up yeah. Hands. yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess. I guess. Quite a bit of that game is very, very uncharted. Yes, like yeah. the train, even like the, the big train. Statue. We've seen stuff like climbing on big statues and support. It is familiar. undeniably cool as hell. It yeah. is. It's just we've kind of seen a I lot of that in but uncharted. I, but the but the big hub, the big the place you spend yeah. like three hours driving the jeep around, doing little side things, and yeah. then, and then the story sends. This is something else that games don't do enough of. That uh, I think Austin wrote a piece on Waypoint recently, and I was like, fucking yes! Like you're talking about like changes in times of day and changes in oh, seasons. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. implying passage of time. 
is something the games are usually really bad at, and that game is really good at it because Naughty Dog's great. It's like Last of Us when all of a sudden oh, yeah. it's like oh fall yeah. winter. It's like yeah. it feels totally so different. You spend like three hours in that big area driving the jeep around doing stuff, and it's all bright and sunny, and then you find the lost city and go do a bunch of stuff there, and a bunch of really dramatic things happen. And as you come out of there, some really bad tension erupts between the two main characters, and just at that moment you re-enter that space, and clouds are gathering, and a rainstorm starts. And, like, it all feels very tonally appropriate yeah, to what's yeah. going on. Like, they use that stuff incredibly well. It's very well done, but I don't think it's anything different than, like, what Uncharted has traditionally done. Yeah. Outside of that open world, which was different. Right. Yeah. I and think it, it's an awesome, cool world, but, like, I think there are maybe cooler ones on yeah. here. Well. All right, now we're kind of getting down into it. We weren't already? I mean, more so. All okay. right, so cut Uncharted? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. so. Cut Wolfenstein? I don't know if I feel, now that we've talked about this category... Oh, geez, I fucking hate that space. I do, but I, I, I think, yeah. the, I think the submarine the stuff and, and the stuff that they flesh out in the um, environments that you go to, not necessarily exploring them, now that we've talked about this category a bunch... I feel better having this on here. Like, if, if we've gotten a better? bit away better. I think I, for I, me, I, don't I, think, I think that there are a lot of cool parts in the world of Wolfenstein. I think the submarine's really cool. I think Venus is pretty cool. I think the idea of Venus is cooler than actually the yeah, environment yeah, yeah. itself. Venus is actually just a military base. Yeah, right. it's, actually really it's, it's not like a great part of the game. Right. Yeah. I, but, and I, but I think, like... But I'm not there are even, so I, many bad parts of the world that yeah. I don't like. Yeah, definitely. So like, I'm with you on that. Like again, I think some of that exploration in those places is abysmal. But I think that you get to kind of explore the house that he was in. Like they take you to these different places that range around that are not just like underground military installations. That I do feel like Wolfenstein One was very locked in like crumbling concrete. Uh, mm, kind of, like, yeah. and like in like kind of sure. Uh, I mean, that game was a lot about concrete. Yeah, but like anyway. like when you say going back to his childhood home. Like that, 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 you know, exposes the problems with the messy definition of this category, but like it's, it's what you discover. Can someone write a paragraph that says what this category is? Can anyone write a clear I, paragraph? I, I can definitely write what I think what it, is. it is. And, and like, cause that's. Based on what I've, I've heard, said, I've, I've said like three times can. what I think this is. Yeah, I I've had one. Yeah. And I, but I like, I think I've heard a lot of conflicting. Yeah, like, I, I, I feel like there's a lot of, like the, the conversation about Mario Odyssey feels like even further away yeah. from. Yeah, that's what why the category I was saying that's, like it was. That's why I was saying it doesn't belong here. Like I, I think about, I still think about this category in terms of like the implications of what you're seeing. And it's not about like, oh man, if this, if I hadn't gotten lost in this environment, that would have been different. It re- literally is more like well, that's what I was going to say. Crazy like when you that go this to, environment exists. When period. You, when you go to Mesquite in Wolfenstein, it's not like oh wow, this dilapidated old house is amazing to see. It's what the cutscenes there reveal about the story. Right. Like that's the value of it. And, and also, but I also think about it in, in the world in terms of like the setting, in terms of like yeah. an America where you know plenty of people sided with the Nazis after the war and you started turning people in and so you know, that's where that I would stuff. agree like yeah, I think that, that is that to me is the world it's not okay, like okay that's not what I think this category is but like, I, that I, is story I, related yeah. stuff so I, I it's all the backdrop of the story that is being told I would like just it. say the difference there is they they at least let you ex- touch it for a little bit and explore it a little bit like they I, whether or not that is like a a fun experience to run around in it like I it is nice that they set this world up and let you touch the things that are in it for a little bit like go down walk down main street right it's and ex- super and hard to quantify that. that in this you know we can't compare a lot of these games based on a mechanic like that like and, I, I would, and, and can I can I be real? Like I think they didn't do as good of a job with that as they could have. Like the thing that disappointed me most about Wolfenstein Two was that you go to that main street and you do that and you yeah. get a few fun little vignettes with that and then 
you know, the, the overcommando level is fine, but there's just nothing that interesting. And then they never really go back to anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's fair. I mean, if, you, if you're saying it's not good enough, yeah, but I, I think gonna, dismissing but I, it, I feel like the, the previous dismissals of it yeah. were more like, it doesn't not count based, here. Like, the, this but doesn't count. They do like, do no, those no, things. It's not no, that I think that they were, it was not good enough, I think, is what yeah. it's, it's, it has nothing to do yeah. with it not qualifying. It has yeah. everything to do with uh, the fact that I don't think it delivers on that stuff. Yeah, if right. we're going to debate Wolfenstein on the merits, like, that space of Main Street is incredibly linear and constrained. Yeah, like if, if, you, if, you, yeah, yeah, if you want to... Yeah, like it feels sort of barren. I realize that's, that's the parade, thing, though, but... is you are stopping and looking at every storefront and going, fuck, yeah. I'm not... I, you should have, because it's I, I fucking did. I feel like I looked I at a lot of it. I did, I did yeah, but there just wasn't cool. enough of it. I know. Like, there, there's some great it's stuff like, there, but it's I, very limited. I would say there's the Main Street stuff, there's the, the submarine stuff, which yeah. I think is, is kind of incredibly fleshed. I, it, like, it's th- the best part of that stuff. Yeah, th- that is probably the best one. Uh, I think some of the combat arenas are not are not fun to poke around in. Like, there's not a lot of stuff going on there. I think the house was cool that they did that moment of letting you kind of poke around in there. And, like, you know, you do the memory stuff. It's a little... Some of it's gimmicky, but it works for what they're trying to tell the story of. Uh, I think there are places in there that do this job that we're talking about here. And I don't want to disqualify because it doesn't. We could talk about whether it fulfills the it better than some of these other things, but it's definitely in there. Because I'm, I'm thinking about this in terms of, like, there's the story, but there's the world the story the takes setting, place yeah, in right. and the setting of that world. And, and like, you're right that the world is kind of a factor of the story, but it's separate enough in a large... I, I, I would like to think we're rewarding the separate part of that and not just, you know, yeah, BJ's story is separate. We have a story category for that, well, but the, thing, the world right? is set it. But it, I'm, and, then, and I'm not, I'm only making this about Wolfenstein because that's a clear delineation to me between the story of the game and the setting and world of the game. So are you saying, like, the optional stuff around the edges, the little things you can find if you do poke around? Because, like, there like, is a like straight the, path that you go through and the, the cutscenes like you see. Stuff that you look at. Stuff, like, right, yeah. even, like if, even if it is a straight path through, like, the nature of that world. Like, finding right? the, what it is showing you. Like, like to, you know, finding the beds in the, like, hidden part where the Nazis were hanging out. Like, finding the little bedrooms in there, like, yeah. where they were sleeping in the laundry area, that, that terrible level that I hate. Again, I don't like a lot of the level design. But, like, you do stuff in the places where like oh like you find a journal in here and like people were sleeping in here and how did they survive in here for yeah like I, like so Venus long. is a shitty part of that game it is it is a bad gameplay sequence I, but the thought of it the visual design of it like I think that's the stuff that I would yeah. consider for this category like going into the hang again the submarine is very good like going into the hangar in in the in the sub and like just being able to walk around sometimes for no good reason and like being able to interact with like well, in my case, Fergus on on the thing and doing all the little quests in there. Uh, I, I think I just, that I don't I, I don't understand the disconnect in, in the sense that like all that stuff rolls up into story to me. Like like whether it is part of quote the story or not, it is giving context to the events of the story. What, whether it functions on a narrative level or a thematic level or whatever it is, like it all is is cumulatively well, contributing and, to. Here is what this game is saying. Here is what's happening in it. Knowing these things, I don't, think, it's, I don't think it's a disconnect. I think you can rate that from like a one to ten and be like, is it doing a good job at it? But I, I don't want to disqualify and say that Wolfenstein is not doing that. But I, I think, think there can be a little bit of overlap between this and the other category. But like, I, my Tacoma impression is, is the doing whole. the same thing. Tacoma yeah. is like, adding to the story. You could tell PJ's story with way less set dressing, and it would still be that story. Like, what's the difference between the sub stuff and Tacoma? Well, no, that's that's the thing is that we're no, no, we're, like, we're not saying there is necessarily yeah, we, a yeah, difference. Yeah, we, we said yeah. flat out the U-boat is the one thing that would qualify right. Wolfenstein in this right. category. So, then how is Mario Odyssey in this at all? It shouldn't be. Wait, like, I, why? 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 That doesn't. That, that, that absolutely is. I don't understand why that's a question. Yeah. 
Well, I think the Mario Odyssey hits it on a level of like you're going around using the the mechanics of the game and the environment of the game in a very in a good marriage, right? Like you're they made they made a world that's fun to explore using the mechanics of the game and have you poking around in places. I also I, like thought where, the where theme Mario of d- all the world, not all the worlds. I thought the theme of some of the worlds. I thought the Luncheon Kingdom was was a cool realized world. It's like it's there's this mount they're cooking a stew on a volcano, so you see this like big volcano and there's a pot in it and you kinda learn more about this world. They have this big festival where they cook like the story kinda comes through it's it's a Yeah, I, 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 I think you can but I, that I makes think, more sense than I like poking around for moons. Sure. That feels like not, that's a, not thing. what this, this category is. There's a long list of why I like the right. world but I, Mario, I don't know, like, and that's one I think of them. I think you learn the same thing over and over about Mario, which is like this world is wacky. Like that's which is cool, I mean, that's fine, but there's not a lot of I mean, texture you can, there. You can get that dismissive about all like, no, no, oh, the, like what the else new is boat there? is dense. I mean, like, oh, the, like, the people on the U-boat have, like, concern. They're like, sad. They're sad. Like, oh, the robots in there are sad. Like, right. But what do you get out of the Forest Kingdom that you don't get out of the Luncheon Kingdom? I mean, Kingdom I think if we want to... Like, it's just, it's a weird fucking can, game, can we, and I love it for that. But. Can you back up a little bit? Is this category terrible? Should we cut this no. category? No, I don't think so. Like, I, I think we're all getting really weirdly hung up on these, like, very literal definitions of a thing that is not intended to be. That, then I, I, that's like, why the, I say notion, I need someone to write down what this is intended to be, because I think different people are arguing different points that are completely on opposite sides of what we think a world is. I, I just I think we're spiraling out of... Yeah, of, and that's what I'm saying. Like, should we cut this because I have no idea what we're even talking about anymore? No, I... I, I this category, I, I, I thought this game I category thought came about fine. because of The Witcher 3 and Horizon and yeah, Zelda it and totally Assassin's did. Creed Origins yeah. and all of the games in which place has now become like a character in yeah. the game yeah. as a vehicle for conveying what the game is and, about. And, and, and in the case of something like Wolfenstein, I'm not tr- like when we're talking about it, we're not trying to disqualify it right. because we don't think the game does a thing that would ever qualify for it. I'm saying it's not as good yeah. at doing those I, kinds I'm, of things as the other games well, okay, on the list. Like, th- like that's the thing, though, is like people are saying that now, but yeah, when it was, it was, that, was that was not, not the argument not. anyone I was making. Like three I different think... ways since we started this, I thought this was basically best open world. Like It's yeah. about the place you're in and yeah. how you interact with it. I've said that since the very beginning yeah. of this thing. I've kind of been... And in some cases, that's not what we're saying. What? I mean, yeah, that's not. Well, well, I guess, I guess, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I guess, I guess, exactly. I guess, I guess, when you say open world, you have to then define that, right? Because because open world has a very gameplay mechanic. Like, like, right? That's why I didn't want to actually explicitly say best open world because that is like six games. Like the submarine on Wolfenstein is not an open world. Not, not, not as we understand the term. Right? Yeah. So it gets confusing. I didn't want this to be too. And when when we talk about Night in the Woods, like I agree with what I thought this category was that yes, best world absolutely but the things you talk about when you talk about why it is i feel like you would write off as that's part of the story Story, i think i think that could be an argument made to not have night in the woods in here i think i agree with that Uh, but wait no then what is this category like that's the world and night in the woods is is amazing i I haven't played that one so i I think world building definitely ties into it because I, I think the problem is that so many of these definitions have so many different meanings. Like, when you talk about world, you could literally be talking about the physical space you're working, wa- walking in, or you can be talking about the lore of the, the world. The, the, so like, the space was, to me, the biggest component the of the physical. Yeah, yeah, to, me, to me, the lore of the world was right. the, so the, I, I the think, only thing I just, we were talking about. I just considered about. that as part of... I think, I think again, if, if the lore of the world is built into that space and it is, it is an aspect of it that you enjoy engaging with and exploring and finding... I think that factors in. Yeah. Like, I think, Brad, you're talking about best environment. 
to a degree, but that sounds so... But, like, but, but I, I think that's I think what you're talking about. I think that's a big part of it, but yeah. it's broader than yeah. that. Yeah, yes, right. yes. But whereas, whereas I would approach this category is like, that is not a factor at all. Yeah. And you're not talking about like best like world and somebody puts a Bible on your desk and says, like, right. this, here's this, the brand Bible for Wolfenstein. And you're talking about... It's not about BJ's story, but here's the backdrop that this is set against. And you're talking about the environment building. Mind the Woods is not like the environment. It is, here is the state of the world as it is. Here's the tone of how these characters react to each other. That's the thing. We already have ca- ca- uh, categories for characters, for story, for right. moments, the, the, for all these the other story-related things. But if you step in like in the world, there are characters now. Story like the woods. I completely disagree. We're talking over each other, so yeah. let's 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 try. Let's just take it all, right. all down one notch. The stuff about Night in the Woods that would make it a best world contender is not part of the core story of Night in the Woods. It is the flavor dialogue from uh, like characters that are not even a factor in the story. Conversations you overhear, stuff like that, that fleshes out the world. Like it's not like, hey, this street looks nice. Some of that stuff does look nice, but it's it's the that is when, but when we I talk think, about the world. That's what I always assume we were talking about. But it is also the sense that it is an incredibly, it, it is very inviting to the player. Like it is, it is, it is the way that it invites the player to poke around the different nooks and crannies to find all those characters to engage, like you know, with the fucking the the astronomy teacher on the roof and you know learn more about. You know the the sort of like mythology and 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 religion of that world that it, that you wouldn't do it, it wouldn't get anywhere in the main story. Totally, like, yes, I, I, I agree, and it, it's less about the rooftop and it's more about the astronomer on the rooftop. Well, I, so I, but like, because like, it's not about the environment; it's but, about the world. But how they place those those people within the world, and how they 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 invite the player to engage with that stuff, I think does matter. And what they're saying is is important because, like, if they tell you, oh, you know, the, this location used to be another thing, and you're not familiar with that location, or you have never been to that area, or that area is not accessible, it is less impactful than if it's like a store you had been to or something you had been to, which is. Which plays into the physicality of this category. So I think I think it's an intersection of these two, right? Between between actually physically you two right here yeah. is like mm-hmm. you've got the brand Bible, which I think is what I kind of imagine this to be. Yeah. And you've got like not to dismiss it, but like you've got kind of a more physical environment. I, mean, I, I and somewhere that person takes the brand Bible to the level designer, and that's what we're talking about here. The marriage. How did you how did you take the story? And incorporate it into yes. the I mean, world. Yeah. How did you marry all those elements okay. into a space that you want to be in? Right. So it's like, about enjoyment of exploring the space. Yeah, totally. Right. Like yes. I think that that's why I think Wolfenstein absolutely is an important thing to discuss in this category. But I think because a lot of the exploring of that world was not enjoyable. It makes it so not, like, not well, only the games are able to be explored. Yeah, yeah well. I exploration of that world almost becomes a factor of gameplay at this point. Right. And I feel like that kind of can't come in. But it, it can yeah. if you don't design the game in a way that encourages players to go and look and find that right. stuff. Which and that's why... the problem I had with Wolfenstein too is that for all that cool detail that they put into those those emails and all that other shit. Like, when I was engaging with the game and, like, just playing it, I never wanted to go looking for that stuff because just fighting through it was frustrating enough that I didn't care. Yeah. I, I had that problem, That's too. exactly like, where and, I'm at and, with this and that, category. And that's kind of what I, my beef with Wolfenstein 2 is for all the good stuff that I think happened on Main Street and in the sub, there were parts where I was just looking to see if an object was shiny. Yeah, yeah. I, I was more about, like, I'm going to clear out this area so I can go back and look for stuff because the stuff is the good part of but that like, game. Like, it is. Like, for me, I just, like, at and, some point, like, I was like... And, but maybe, and, and maybe it doesn't qualify, yeah. and, and, and I'm fine with that. Like, this isn't about yes. Wolfenstein. But I just didn't want to dismiss it, it because of a, of a misunderstanding of the yeah. category. Yeah, and I don't know if we're saying it doesn't qualify. I think we're saying maybe it's not 
in the top three. Uh, yeah, that's that's, that's yeah. all along. I was not saying that Wolfenstein right. Two is not a game that that qualifies under this category. It's simply that I feel like the way that they have built that world for the player does not make it as good as several of the other games on this list. Agreed. Okay, but I, I feel like disqualifying it for like, you know, the New York area isn't fun. That like that gets away from. Well, what no, it's I, not. That it's not just fun. It's also kind of boring. Or I think it doesn't. I think it like doesn't. Not boring as in, as in gameplay wise, but boring as in like it's a. I'm running up a building. That's it's. It's like Abby was saying with Nier. It's just like I'm just kind of going through these buildings and I'm not really looking at anything because it's just all buildings. Or the way they do like, the radiation stuff. It's like it's a neat concept, but I don't think it's executed super well. It doesn't make in, a good. It doesn't make for good gameplay. Yeah, but, but also, it, like I would not put Wolfenstein in any gameplay category. Yeah. Like but, this well, is the sort of stuff that when I talk about why Wolfenstein is a must-play game. Yeah. It's that stuff. So, but it's but a yeah, category. But going back to my like original uh, thing, stuff. it's like you wrote the brand bible and said, "Check it out, New York got bombed. There's radiation on the lower level," and then brought that to Brad, who's the level designer. I don't think Brad did a good job of making that realize. Of making that realize for the player to be like, here's a fun way to implement. <laughs> I've never built a level before. <laughs> well, you know, and it shows. And then, and, then, and then that like same thing on that Mercury level, right? It's like, hey, check it out. It's so hot. You gotta like right. put this thing on. And then Brad made this horrible fucking mechanic <laughs> every Brad. two seconds. He's just. I think Brad is just doing a very private conversation. <laughs> uh, so like, I think there's. Yeah. The, it's the same thing of like, hey, I spent fucking three years writing all these awesome news clips and stuff. And then you just stuck like a blinky object somewhere in a corner behind a door. And did it next to like 17 bad guys that you're going to have to constantly repeat fighting. And then Brad could go blame the gameplay designer and be like, that's the game. And see, and and I look at this more as like, what games get the wheels spinning most about like, man, what does that mean for this? What does that mean for this? Yeah, Horizon does that, and I think Wolfenstein. There's a reason people refer to that as environmental storytelling because it's part of telling the story. I don't understand the disconnect here. Well, it's not a disconnect. Again, like, Honestly, well, so but I bring that up because we, we have a best story category, which is where yeah, all of that stuff belongs. But we we mm. got here through discussion. Like we very much, and if I'm maybe I'm misremembering, got here by dismissing Wolfenstein, saying it was not part of this category I for other reasons. I think Abby Abby has given the best possible distillation of this category, which is it's about the joy of exploration. Yes. Like, that is what this category is to me. We were just trying to say yeah, that. But, 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 but it's just not that, because otherwise Mario would be, like, one of the best of the joy of exploration. I'm which I agree with. But so I, I, <laughs> don't, <laughs> I don't think it's just that. I, okay. Yeah, again. Okay, go ahead. Cut yeah. whatever you want. Okay. I have no dog in this fight, because none of this makes any sense I mean, to me. We no, figured it out so we're all, like... I, 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 I think I understand it. I feel like we're having two different conversations. Vinny was dead right. Vinny was dead right when he said it is the marriage of these things together into a Space that players want and to be Wolfenstein in. And Wolfenstein gets one of those right. And I think, right. I think Mario gets one of those right. Okay, then let's put Mario. Well, this too. is a discussion that we fair. need to have. Yeah. 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 I think that's absolutely fair reason to have, not have Mario in the top three. Like, yeah. I think that's totally fair. Yeah, right. I, I think Mario doesn't stick on this list. I think, I think Horizon does a really good job of what I've played of it so far of that person sneaking that stuff into the world. Yeah. I think Wolfenstein you could totally cut because it has a lot of high points, has a lot of low points. Yeah. I think Observer is a great game for uh, somebody putting that, sneaking all that stuff into a world and making it fun to explore. I don't know about Tacoma because I didn't play it. Uh, I like I like Tacoma's world quite a bit. I didn't even play all of it. I just watched you guys when we had Steve Gaynor in there. Yeah, um, the only knock I have against Tacoma's world is that you know in in their design of a very plausible sort of you know labor class sort of uh, space station, they've just they they've designed something that looks like a lot of other sci-fi. You know, right. like that that to me is the only major knock is that when I was looking at, it, I was like, 
I have seen this exact kind of station design and this exact kind of like you know yeah. world, like space environment many times over. But I think the way that they they tie the story into that stuff, the way they tie the AR stuff into it, uh, the little details like the fact that you know the way you interact with the computer is through the you know the sign language stuff, like little stuff like that, like makes it feel more organic than just, you know, another rote fucking, you know, space station that you've been on a million times. Sure. And like, honestly, in a story about working for a corporation that doesn't respect its workers, I yeah. would expect the environment to be utilitarian. Exactly. Like, yes. Like, sure. I, I wouldn't expect it to look interesting. Uh, and yeah. I, I think Zelda does do a good job of, of making, getting you rewarded for even this like war that happened thousands of or a hundred years ago. Yeah, I mean, it obviously doesn't spend a ton of time on the story stuff, and certainly the main story is not the draw of that game. But there is a mystery throughout that world, like when you first see the dragons, or it's night and you see a scale fall yeah. from the sky, or a weird ghost horse. Yeah. It makes you want to. Yeah. There, there's a sense of mystery and wonder about that world. It seems like something happened in it. Yeah, and you want to poke around. You want to see what's going on. You want to find out what that scale Even was. Even if I, like, don't, I don't know if it's like. Like it's pretty barren. The thing Zelda does with its, you know, post-apoc world is kind of a little bit more of what I wish Nier did with that mm. stuff. In the sense that, like, yeah. again, there are a lot of things I like about what Nier does with its extremely limited assets. But I wish that there was just like a bit more detail in there in terms of like what came, what was in that space before the ruin, you know, and like what 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 was actually happening there. What were the, you know, like, what were the elements of that world beyond just the buildings and the structures? And that's the thing that I think that yeah. Zelda does really I, well. Yeah. I think they do it pretty well. I mean, again, if we go back to, like, somebody wrote this whole history and then gave it to a level designer, I think that level designer did a, or environmental designer, yeah. did a great job of peppering that throughout the world to make it look like this yeah. stuff actually happened. Like, yeah, that is Horizon never, do a great job at that stuff. Yeah, well, with Zelda, it's not like there's a million text logs or some 30-minute cutscene, uh, you yeah. know, like... It's, it's, some it's of scenery, but There's a lot of, of it is scenery. Some of that's going around taking those pictures with your Sheikah Slate and, the and then stuff. getting that stuff back. I mean, that's the main story, which, you know, I don't think is the strongest thing, but that's never been what drew me to Zelda. It's yeah, like, like when you take those world. pictures and get those, like, flashback cutscenes, like, I feel like that stuff was just fine. Like, it was a good know. reveal of, like, oh, all this voice acting is rotten. Yeah, the story is not anything yeah. to write home about. No, well, I'm just saying it happens. Yeah, right? yeah, there yeah, is some of that. But I think they do a decent job. I found it to be a little one notey. Like uh, it's like mostly finding uh, those. Uh, what are the robot? The bad the tentacle robots? Guardians. Yeah, it's mostly finding old guardians that are rusted out in, sure. a, in a spot. Uh, I think there's well, a lot think, more than that. Yeah, I think the villages are super engaging and interesting and cool. Yeah, and I, I think that there's a lot of rich yeah. world stuff in there that's not necessarily like directly like story stuff, but I think it's very much like oh man, like this. Stuff happened a hundred years ago or whatever. Yeah. Like I think that there's a lot of rich stuff. It's, 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 it's like maybe the most full of surprises of a yeah. game I have ever yeah. played. Like, I remember like, like climbing like, this big uh, mountain, and when I got over the top, I saw one of those huge like cube maze areas. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And, like I want to go, I want to go over there and find yeah. out what that is. Yeah. Or I think the first time, like for me, like one of the things that is fun about exploring that world is like the first time you get one of those uh, giant skeletal titan, uh, the skeletal versions of the giants with a uh, one eye. Oh, right, right. Like, just uh, pop out of nowhere because it's nighttime and start chasing around the field. Like, like, that stuff is cool when you're exploring because it's not 
set up in a way that's like, go fight this guy. Yeah, or you see like one of those huge boulders and you walk up to it and like you're going to try to climb it and then like it gets up yeah, and it's alive. Like, Whoa, what the fuck? That's, that's yeah. really neat. And like, I think, there's that village you show up to where there's a little statue at the beginning and you talk to it and it ends up like, I think it steals your hearts or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's you can like, trade in. That's where you or whatever can, it is. I mean, yeah. eventually it becomes a mechanic, but yeah, like, at yeah. the time you're just like, fucking what? You just took my yeah. upgrades. Like, and, and what's stuff, going on? Stuff like Terrytown, this weird little like island, this plateau where they're building this little town. I think there's there's a ton of character. It's not this big barren field that I think some people are painting it as. I think when I think about the game, I do remember plenty of running through fields and stuff, but when you think about how much stuff is populated yeah. across that entire map, there is a ton of stuff. And if stuff they crammed all that stuff together so it was just like bang, right. bang, bang, it would be way Yeah, it would be bad. And, yeah. and I also think they do a very good job in that, again, like again, somebody wrote this whole thing of what this is supposed to be in designing it so that middle of the map is treacherous, right? Like feels like oh, you're yeah, yeah. heading into like this Mordor-esque area of like oh and very well realized right it gets yeah. more dangerous like the it's swirling mist around yeah. it I think like like part and parcel with the thing I said about how you can go anywhere at any time and there's no structure to the like the direction you go in like when you go where it's dangerous shit kills you immediately you know yeah. like, there's no indication that, hey these things are more dangerous than these other things right they didn't put a level yeah. number on a, a section it's, of right map. it's it's yeah. very willing to fuck you over if you go in the wrong place at the wrong time you know what I mean yeah, like, and, it's, and it's it was, dangerous in a way that it, it sort of surprises you and it you teaches you this, this dangerous. it teaches you this without like oh are you sure you want to come into yeah. this area like yeah. here's an icon showing these enemies are too leveled up for you like yeah. you find out the first time a guardian hits you with their laser and you yes. fucking die yes. right like, away by Nintendo standards it's remarkably unwilling to hold you by the hand yeah. and leave yeah. Yeah. So, so here's here's where it got bad, and I think I don't know if we were talking about this with this category. I feel like we're not. So that all came together, and then a gameplay person said, "Well, we have to gate how quickly they can run around the world. So let's put this rain in the game and ruined your made it pinned it on you, the the level guy, and then Ben, the gameplay guy, was like, people are progressing too fast. They shouldn't be able to get here too quickly. Let's make it rain and put this fatigue I, meter that." I think it had ben more to do with the stamina meter than the rain. Yeah, like like the rain thing happens at inopportune times and yeah. it sucks. The rain but, is awful. Like the rain, I have a huge complaint about oh, the rain. I, I that it. would be climbing halfway up something. I would take so long to get yeah. there, and then it would rain, and I'd be like, "Well, fuck that." Or it I would sucks. have that fire thing. I have to like, like light the torches. You, you then become, it would rain, and I'd be like, yeah. I, I, "I just have to stand here." You become and the victim of circumstance in that game right. that'll add the five or ten minutes of tedium to something that exactly. should have taken thirty seconds. So like, I, I would bet that with like all the temperature mechanics and the cooking and all that shit, that was like intentional on their part. Like they wanted you to suffer at times. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I, like, I think it sucks, but right. I, I, it feels intentional to me. Like, and it's, I think that's like the one big <sighs> wrong decision they make about yeah. as far as like how people interact with that world. Yeah. Or the thing, durability. like, like yeah, if there had been, been, been uh, any durability or inventory management, <laughs> I, I, I was talking about specifically about the world interaction, not just about weapon, dur- like that kind of stuff. I mean, it's like sword sword one example in that game of where they, they give you an obstacle and don't give you a way to surround it, right? Like, like the temperature shit, you know? It's like, oh, I can find warmer gear or cook a thing that'll let me go where it's cold, but like when it rains, you're just fucked. Like, yeah. there's no, there's Which nothing, is there's weird. no recourse like, really. There's no magic rain. The one thing that takes potion, hero of all time, out is like the rain. Like hey, if, sometimes if, you plan a picnic and it rains, and that's just it, if Gavin had just put wet walls on his castle, like <laughs> he'd be like, I can't get through. I, a I moat. Can't, I can't. It's just a moat. A moat. <laughs> Look, there's a reason Ganon keeps getting defeated. Okay, he's not that good at this. <laughs> he's no Bowser. So I think the thing that maybe keeps Zelda and Origins on here uh, more so than Horizon Dawn, so that this isn't just three open world games necessarily, is that in both Zelda and Assassin's Creed. 
I didn't want to use fast travel in yeah. those games yeah. very right. much. Yep. Right. I loved the act of just walking around, even in like the larger, more empty spaces. Like I, I really enjoyed the traveling aspect of it because it and like in, in Assassin's Creed, it's really cool where you can just set your horse to auto go towards the objective. And it doesn't always work, but it but, does, certainly does well as Witcher or something like that. But yeah. But while it's happening, you know, you can you can have your bird scout out stuff. You can like look at the map and look at objectives and try and figure. Oh, there's like a question mark over here. You 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 can like do a couple things while you're moving towards your objective, which helps me interact with the world in a way where if I was just fast traveling anywhere, yeah. I wouldn't have normally. Like, in, in both of those games, the, the mere act of just moving from place to place really feeds into the sense of grand adventure that game, it, both those games are going for. With Horizon, I, once I'd kind of seen a new environment, I was like, yeah, okay, I don't, I, I'll come back here if I have to, but I don't really, like, it, it was pretty, it was yeah. nice to look at, but, like, I didn't care that much about, like, the act of, of going around there. Yeah, 15, 20 hours into that game, I have hit the point where I just want to fast travel between yeah. stories. Horizon? Yeah, I really don't enjoy moving around. Horizon is definitely a game where, like, I, at some point I realized, oh, I need to do these things to make fast travel free, and then yeah. I was like, and I immediately did that. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I will say Assassin's Creed World hasn't, hasn't like, hooked me yet. Uh, I'm not at a point maybe where it has, but, like, I've, I've been to uh, Alexandria, and, mm-hmm. like, I've been around. Like, Alexandria seems like a cool city to hang out in, but, like, it's it's not blowing me away. I don't want to really explore. The cities are pretty unique. I was surprised. Like, Memphis is really cool. Um, I, I don't know. There, is Memphis the one that had, like, all the swamp land around it? Memphis is the one that, like, every, it's, you, you ride in there and you're like, oh, it smells like death. And there's, like, that's a weird right. fog. And, yeah. And that's and there's there's a whole story element that you you sort of tease out through, like, side missions and stuff about why that's like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I think that... Especially the deeper you get into that game, and the more you start engaging with like some of the more open spaces where like you know there are like hidden tombs and the the the, the various pyramids are kind of out there. Like I I think that I don't know I just I, I think the rendering of that world makes it such a such a delight to move through you know and how do, how do you guys feel about these one two and three just right there on the list I uh, I like Observer probably just more th- uh, in this category than A Night in the Woods yeah just, I think I do too and I maybe feel a little more strongly about Tacoma yeah. in that regard than I, do. I, I I think Night in the Woods the way they, they designed that town uh, I think the way they, they sort of placed the, the important characters throughout it and the way they, they use the environments to kind of give that sense of you know kind of small town tedium but also just kind of like it, it, it pleasantness is really cool but uh, I, I'm willing to concede that it may not be top three. I like Nine in the Woods a lot. I like discovering that world a lot. I like interacting with the world a lot. But I also found sometimes I would be like, I'm going to, I have to like climb this big building. Oh, I fell at a bad spot. Yeah. And like, then I have to go all the way back up just to talk to this person I want to talk to. And sometimes I found that a little bit less fun. I feel like they really, really nailed the, what it feels like to go back to your hometown yes. after it has changed. And, Maybe that's not exactly world, but like that, I've never experienced like I did in in that game I, from other mediums. Yeah. Like, like wow, yeah. Th- I, I've only been gone for like two years, but everything is completely different. I, and I, I think this will come up more when we talk about moments and characters and story. Okay. And I think that stuff will will factor in more. Uh, I, again, I think the world sure. is very good in that game, and I think they did a good job on it. But uh, the, there are stronger games mm-hmm. on, on this current nominee list. Did oh, get rid of Observer? Yeah, who got rid of Observer? Oh, I thought. No, we I, I think. That. No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. We, I think we were saying that maybe Wolfenstein Horizon can go, and that Night in the Woods can go. But I think it's it maybe. Sounds like Tacoma also. Like that's um, to me, that's like a three-four 
but I'm not super I think there's a strong argument for Tacoma, but I also think there there is maybe an equally strong argument for Observer. You guys have to... I haven't played I Observer. I played both. Okay, um, so Night in the Woods is definitely going. I think Night in the Woods can go. Sure. Yeah. I played both, and I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't played Assassin's Creed uh, that enough of it to talk about the world, because what I have played, I was like, okay, the world is fine. It's... Yeah, I, I also haven't played that, so I'm it's like, like a sandy, here. barren. <laughs> but what, I, what I've seen of it, it's actually plain. really diverse. Yeah, in I haven't gotten to that part yet. I'm looking forward to it because right now it's just sandy, whatever. I, I haven't gotten to the uh, if there are better exploration parts, but like I've definitely gotten to like you know Alexandria is a big okay. big city, and like yeah. it's definitely different than where you started. Oh, like okay. I, I watched Jeff play some of it at a point where he was riding a camel in the desert, and I was like, that's a lot of flat sand, like that. Yeah, I come off as like a very interesting world. I mean, very little time in the desert. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, there there are desert areas for sure, and you know, I mean, I think if you're talking about a game in ancient Egypt, like that stuff absolutely has to be in there. But like, the different cities do have kind of their own little distinct visual personalities to them. Uh, especially when you start getting into the areas that are inhabited by the Greeks or, or, or yeah. occupied by that's, the Romans that, that and that kind of cool. stuff. Yeah. yeah, the desert works the same way that the open space in Zelda does, okay. where you know it, it creates these moments right. where you're happening upon this okay. big city and you go, oh shit, yeah. yeah. But I also think just in terms of like this category too, like when I'm terracing with my horse through uh, one of the big cities and there's zero consequence as I'm mowing down every pedestrian, it kind of <laughs> takes me out of that world. Like if you were to, again, have the, the Bible that says we want a really dense city and then you'd be like, okay, I built this really big thing. And then the gameplay guy would be like, well, I need to get you through this city very quickly. And there's like zero consequence for me destroying everybody in that city. I, I feel like all three of us would look at you and go like, it's an open world yeah. game. Yeah, yeah that right. doesn't have a lot right. to do And then I would here. say, well, I guess we're not winning best uh, world. Uh, because like that, that, that has taken me out a bit of it, of like, okay, there should be, like, I don't know if I would reward it for I, that. I took that as... Man, I bet that happened all the time back then. And you see yeah. it, like you also see it a lot, like when you're just right, when you're standing on the street, like you'll see like those those Greek soldiers come through, yeah, and they I will just fucking trample people. Running each other yeah. over. It's and fucking all the, amazing. All the that stuff have really good lines of like, "Hey, what the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. and stuff like that, which adds to the world. Mm, like okay. you know, they deal right. with this shit every day, and they're like, "Hey, fuck you with your horse, huh?" Okay. <laughs> They hadn't figured what? out horses yet. I'm, I'm just going to throw this out and see what people think. It's all the Tacoma Observer? I mean, I'm... Uh, I, I, I don't know that I'm willing to let go of Origins from this category, because to me, it was very much the thing that made me want to have this category. Hmm. Uh, Can we drop Horizon? I mean, it seems... I'm willing to let Horizon go. I'm so bummed, man. Like, with, like, three tweaks, Horizon might have been my game of the year, but there's, like, three things about playing it that yep. drive me so nuts that... And yep. and a big and uh, one of those things makes exploring that world yeah. not as fun as it should yeah. be. Yeah. And if we're talking about like dry areas between interesting things, there's so many just like giant areas that just have a few yeah. you know dinosaurs walking around that all look the exact totally. same. Totally. When I first started playing that game, like I zoomed the map out and I was like, man, there's so many yeah. things to do. Look yeah. at all these icons. And then yeah, the more I explored it, the less I interested in yeah. it I was. It's. I mean, yeah. it's kind of interesting to see like, okay, this is clearly supposed to be like Colorado, and this yeah. is kind of more Nevada and the desert, yeah. and figuring out where in America this was all supposed to represent. You know, but... the moment that broke me in that game was there's not that many tall necks in the game, right? And there's like five no. of them or something. Yeah. So you probably remember there's one that's circling like a, a yes. cultist camp. Yes. Yep. And you show up, and she's like, "Oh, it looks like they're trying to stop. They're trying to capture the tall neck." Or I was like, "Oh, that's a cool, interesting tweak on this thing. There are these dudes trying to stop." What? Anyway, I got in there, and like, you can't climb on anything in there. There's all these surfaces and like 
things that in a normal open world game it looks like you should be able to like mm. scurry up and hide behind a thing and like no you just sort of jump aimlessly. That was that of. was a really hard game to have come out in the same like quarter or time frame as Zelda. Yeah, yeah. 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 It really, yeah totally. Like the, yeah. the climbing stuff got it, really it, hard. It, to... it sounds like even Assassins handles climbing really well now. Yeah, like, again, I, I don't want to rip on Assassins too much because again, I think I actually do like it. Just not my Assassin's Creed game that I was. Yeah, into. but they have they let you climb sheer surfaces like awesome. it's nobody's business. Yeah. Yes, so I like, that. that's I what think, I want in Horizon. I think again that like that's probably one of my problems with Assassin's Creed. They have just like almost Saints wrote it to the point of like it's a video game. I mean, they, they woke up one day and realized that not, climbing gameplay is bad gameplay, and they just yeah, solved totally. it by saying fuck it. Yeah, you can climb. but they don't you, go as far as something like Mordor, where you can climb on literally fucking. Dude, every, I, fucking I don't know if I have Mordor. found a thing that I cannot climb on. Uh, when you're climbing up, morning, uh, spicy fence post. Yeah. Also, <laughs> when you're climbing up the uh, the the pyramids, for instance, you can't just find any brick to hold on to. Like there is a very designed pattern that you have to kind of follow to get up. Like you have to find the you know the missing bricks or the little like. That feels like something they would have done specifically for the pyramids because they're the pyramids. Well, that, I mean, I'm just saying that's the thing is that they don't just let you climb that thing up all willy-nilly. Yeah. Like, you have to find a way like up the there. Tall necks are the exact same way. Like climbing those things looks amazing and also is kind of a cool little like, oh, i got to spin the camera and see where the next handhold is here. But those are very clearly designed and authored. Yeah. And those big camps like I was yeah. talking about are a goddamn chore. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that like looking for every loose brick on the side of a giant tower was super fun, but like you you are fairly Spider-Man-esque yeah. in, in this in, in a way that is like, you know, somebody was like, it, "Listen, we've done this a million Bayek's times." Bayek's a raw motherfucker. Yeah, he, he is. You had to be back then. <laughs> Horses were running people down the street. <laughs> I've you heard. had to learn to he's get the, off the street and climb. He's the last medjai. He's the last cop. He's got to fucking do this shit. No one else can do it. <laughs> All right, delete Horizon. I think so. Yeah. Okay. And then this, I think this to, between Tacoma and Observer, I think it's just going to come down to personal preference. Like I've, I, only, I've only played Tacoma, so I don't know. Yeah. And I, I, I think I like Tacoma a lot. And I, I think that the world is feels really real and rich and full. But I think I think I would lean more towards Observer, just because Observer has so much going on in it, and it feels so like I really don't think I've played another game that looks or feels like Observer while playing it. Yeah. So like uh, the thing I would get to here, or I guess I'm trying to just figure out in my personal, uh, not having played enough of Tacoma to know, does exploring the environment. Help with the main move the main like plot along. It, it, is, it does. It is that. Like, that's, okay. that's the entire like, every, game. Accessing every new environment because of the way the AR memory conversation y things work. Like that is how the story is told. Because in, in Observer, like there's a lot of like that could just be style. Like I don't. There is okay. some detective work stuff you have to do. Remember, like you have to put the detective vision thing. I on. mean, I think there's a lot of fun exploring, like going For door sure. to door, like checking out the space. Yeah, like there's a there's yeah. a part in uh, there's a part in Tacoma where you move into like I don't know it's a fuel storage or whatever like you move into a room that has clearly like gotten fucked up it's like something exploded in there or whatever and then you jack in and access like the memory of what happened and you see the people moving around in it before and during the disaster so like the environment is used in storytelling right but that's ways and right but are you like going over and touching a coffee cup reading the bottom of it to figure out what the the next move is uh no i mean everything because, you pick up and examine is just sort of flavor for the world okay cuz that, that like observer not, does the same thing there okay. like i was i was thinking more like i was looking at all the cool fucking analog data jacks and stuff but yeah. it didn't help with the uh well the i mean story. you're you're accessing people's computers and reading their stuff on their desktops yeah but you're like, doing you're doing that finding here, things in their drawers that do solve 
puzzles. I mean, it, it, it's gone home in space in that regard. Is that yeah. So much of yeah. the, the interactive environment is flavor. It is not vital yeah. to progressing. I think yeah. it's good flavor, though. No, it's great flavor. I, I'm, not, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not, you know, denigrating the flavor profile here. But observers are maybe a little more like walking through really cool stuff. Like when you jack into people's heads, you kind of just have to go through them yeah. a little more. You have to do like some puzzle solving when you have to do like the find the jacks. I just that might be more of a style thing at some point. I do really you know like I mean? the griminess of observers' style and and world, like the way they've 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 dressed to that world. I guess I mean less like I do mean how it looks because I think it is a very interesting looking world. But I also I think going in and out of people's heads is an interesting world totally. thing, and I think that it, it feels so different in each person's memory. I think is also where I'm coming from. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, like I think that that makes it feel like this bigger world than it is, even though you're just in this like apartment block. Like you're going in and out of people's memories. They have their own inner world that you are stepping into, and it, but it still feels like cohesive with the game, and it still feels like the world of the game and the world of like you're going into someone's head versus like this pristine memory. It's usually like fucked up and like weird. Cause they're like dead. Yeah. And I think you are pulling a lot of story out of what you see. Like, mm-hmm. especially like there's a whole little plot with the, the woman who wants to like inhabit the body of the, the kid or whatever. And like you go into their room. Right. And, yes. Like, all that like stuff. that's a weird world thing. I think, Yeah. I just, I haven't played enough to come to know if that stuff, how integrated that other stuff is with what you're seeing versus like, Oh, the, like the style of it is, Cool, because Observer is a, a fucking rad place to look around in. Right. I mean, I think Tacoma is really cool, and I, I like the world of Tacoma. It feels like a real world. So I'm going to leave this one up to you. Oh, well, goodness. But, like, I feel like Tacoma, um, I think that there are moments of, like, oh, cool, I, like, discovered this person's living space. I discovered that person's living space. And I really like the sort of juxtaposition of, like, look at this, like, fucking wrecked Space, and then you see the people interacting in it as though it's normal. I think that that is really cool and fascinating, but I think it's so sort of on the rails. I, I also feel like Tacoma, if that stuff wasn't interesting, if that stuff didn't work, that whole game falls apart. Like that game is, right. is all world. Yeah. Right, yeah. yes. And I think, I think that when you are exploring before you play the the tapes, it's not as interesting. Like I don't mm. think the world itself before you play the memories... Well, it's as good as the world before you hop into the brain. Yeah, but I think you kind of have to know the characters before the stuff that you find that belongs to them means anything, right? I mean, like, kind I think, of. I think they have to work together. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that Tacoma has a great world. Like, I think I would want my top three to be Zelda, Tacoma, Observer. But I, I just don't have enough history with Assassin's Creed to really speak to it. Yeah, same. Um, I really like the Assassin's Creed world. I mean, I, I never really got into an, like the world to a degree in an open world game in a long time. I'm I'm more of a main line. Like, I'll do the main objectives, I'll do some of the side objectives, and I won't go much out of my way. Does the world that, surprise but, you? Yeah, I'm constantly like finding, you know, like... I was running through, I forget what city I was in, but I hit this, I turned the corner and there was a city block and it was a bunch of houses where they were all like making dye. Mm-hmm. And so you're like running through and the sound effect of you kind of splashing on the, on the wet dye stuff. And like, then I hopped up on the rooftops and there were people making other crop, like other things. Like it felt like a city. It felt like, 
And that that extends beyond the major cities too. Like, there's a part in that game where you go to an area where they are making uh, it's like a salt flat, and they're making the stuff they use to embalm bodies, basically. Mm. And all the people there, uh, like on top of it, just looking like this really spread out, kind of crazy looking mine. Like all the people are like caked in the dust, yeah. uh, in a way that you don't see elsewhere in the game. Or you're like going down a riverbank, and all of a sudden a hippo charges you, and you realize you've hit a hippo's nest out yeah. of nowhere, and you kind of look around and you see like them coming out of a, a like a little hive and there's treasure in there like you can tell there's like corpses so you can tell like this is an area where some people have gone and got murked by a bunch of hippos and yep. you're like oh I've don't go gone. to the hippo okay. hive yeah don't. don't well i mean there was a, there was a legendary hmm. um, go to the elephant graveyard okay I, I guess if it's up to me between tacoma and observer i guess talking it out more thinking it more i guess i would lean more towards tacoma just uh, because there were aspects of walking through observer that we're like a fucking slog and a half. Um, but like that's, I think the world and observer is really cool and really interesting, especially in the end game. And like, I think it's, oh God, I don't want to pick between these two. <laughs> I think it's hard. Oh, observer's world is so fucking rad. That death so that comes cool. out from the ceiling. It's so cool. The world and observer is so cool. I don't know. I would Actually, say that's how uh, that. Now, the more I talk about it, now I think I do want to lean towards observer just because I like I, Tacoma, I, yeah, but I'm not I will as say surprised like the, by Tacoma. What, what you were saying about observer right. sounded way more interesting. Right. And like, uh, I think, I think what I like about Tacoma is that it feels like a real world, yeah, it's but I'm not real, necessarily so jazzed about, yeah. like, I'm not all that surprised by the world itself. Like, I think that it feels like a real rich place to walk in. I like what I discover while in it, but I think the design of it, I think a lot of the aspects of it don't feel all that new necessarily or all that kind of exciting in the same way that Observer is like, wow, this is a fucking wacky-ass place I'm walking through. Yeah, even even, even if you give Observer, like, the most dismissive description, which is to say, yeah, boy, they sure sure did put a whole lot of Blade Runner into that. Like, I think the ways that it builds on that mm-hmm. are actually pretty creative and interesting. Like, it isn't it isn't just a one-to-one, like, yeah, we really like Blade Runner, so here's some cyberpunk bullshit. Like, right. that, like, the way they implement the cyberpunk elements into that world, just, there's a, a just, just a damp unpleasantness to all of it. In a, in Absolutely. A, and, and just a, a kind of grotesqueness to it that is like it's it's unpleasant but it totally serves what they are trying to do in that game yeah and i think when i think back to observer and tacoma i think i took more away from the world of observer than i did of tacoma i think i took away a great story from i mean i I, pick i could totally go either way but i think 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 you guys i think i'm leaning i I mean i played both but i don't know Uh, is anybody else did you Uh, play like a little bit of tacoma okay i've only played i I, I tried tacoma out i I think I think the like again I I might lean a little harder on Tacoma just because I finished Tacoma and I didn't finish Observer, but I think that the argument for Observer is strong and I'm yeah. willing to go along with it. I think also I would say the Observer messes with the world a, a right. lot when you're in the minds of people. The way they like do weird mm-hmm. geometry yes. manipulation yeah. and, like, and there's aspects of the world that's like what's real, what's not real. Yeah. Like the that world really is cool. like bananas. The world, the world it really is. Bananas. It's bananas. Most it's like, bananas. It's like genuinely, I, I think I've described the world, uh, like when you're inside the mines, mm-hmm. as like um, anxiety-inducing. Yes. Like in, in a way that like games don't usually do. Right. Of like, uh, I can't play this for a while. I have to put this down. Right. It, yeah. it has a very specific tone and feeling that it nails, as well as just being like an interesting place to explore and like a, a diverse place to explore as far as like, I feel like each room feels different. It feels like different living spaces and different mind fucking sucks that world sucks it sucks it sucks <laughs> but it's good but it's really good at sucking yeah. 
All right. I think uh, that's what a really wins? strong top three. Yeah. Um, Zelda. Zelda. Zelda with a bullet, man. Yep. Okay. I mean, oh, I, man. <laughs> I mean, look, man, Assassin's Creed does such a good job. I, I agree. Stuff. It's the best open world Ubisoft has ever made. It doesn't, it doesn't have the same thing that Zelda has, which is like looking at something that you have no idea what right. it it's is. It's not yeah. surprising in that way. What is that was, floating thing in the sky, yeah. and then you find out, oh, that's a dungeon bird thing? Like that. that I stuff. was wowed by Zelda at so many points. Zelda yeah. feels like the first game to truly realize the potential of an open world yes. to me yes. in a way that all these other games don't. 100%. And, and as much as I, I do love Assassin's Creed Origins and exploring that space, they, they definitely do the hand-holding thing of like, hey, there are a million question marks on this map, so yeah. you know there is a thing there, you just don't know what it is. What what does climbing the towers do in Assassin's Creed now? You unlock fast travel points. Is that it? Yeah. Okay, and so no more it, it also it, the map it fills right in now. more. Okay. It, it doesn't it, it, uncover the map, but it fills in some more like so the, it's like some of the objectives question, question marks. marks. It'll it'll turn them into icons. Yeah, if, in that that area, as long as they're within okay. range. Yeah, that's so, so cool. cool about the game is weird for me. I don't know what's going <laughs> on. I, like they, they took a hard look at like they sat down and were like, what the fuck is Assassin's Creed? <laughs> and then they made strong changes to really yeah. like bring that series ahead into now and streamline some of the shit out of it. Something about it just feels like they, like a mishmash of what it was and like also 2017. Well, it's a game a... made by a diverse cultural <laughs> uh, people, multiple religion. That's true. Yeah. Well, I think it's crazy that before Zelda came out and you found out about the towers, they're like, oh, they're doing the Ubisoft thing, I climbed the tower, I get a fast travel point, which is true. You get that and it fills in the map and all that stuff. But almost more importantly than that is just the vantage point of just being able to yeah. see all yeah, this stuff yeah, and yeah. marking so the map cool. and everything. Yeah. Like, that's what makes that so they much They ended cooler. up making the towers one of the best parts. <coughs> yeah. 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 I love, like, looking out and, like, picking, like, I want to go there. Like, it wasn't yeah. even, like... Yeah. It's a very strong uh, argument. Yeah. I, and there's, I, there's a trust in the player there that is expressed with that that I think yeah. is really cool. Yeah. I think there are details in the way that game's made that I, that we as not, as not game designers would not think about. Like, when we had the Idle Thumbs guys on the podcast a while back, they pointed out, like, I don't know what the technical term is for the glowing shit in that game, like the purple and, I mean, uh, the blue and orange like stuff. The beacons? No, like specifically like on shrines and certain uh, other oh, points yeah, of yeah, interest. Yeah. The, like the indicators of like, oh, you've beaten this one, you've yeah. unlocked this one. Like, like whatever the technical term is for those types of like maps or, or, you know, surfaces, like they work through all types of weather, all types of like day um, and night lighting. Yeah. Like it's a it's a subtle like like beacon to the player saying, like, hey, pay attention to this thing. The term. Sort of, yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, so cool. Like if you're really far away, you'll see like just one or two pixels of yeah, orange. Totally. Oh, there's something totally. there. I think yeah. that was the whole point is that even no matter how like rainy or whatever yeah. it is, yeah. you that will catch your eye enough to, to draw you to yeah. it. I just want to play that game again. It's so good. <laughs> I, I'm totally cool with Zelda taking this. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think Zelda is the whole reason this category exists. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, it was a Assassin's Creed. But, <laughs> but, but that said, I, I, think, I think the case for Zelda is extremely strong. Yeah. All right. Zelda Breath of the Wild, best world. Assassin's Creed Origins and Observer, also good worlds. We did it. We should probably take a break. Yes. Yes. Okay, we're going to take a break. All right, our next category. Please stop. Please stop what? Please. What? We just Been started, man. Just, Come on. What? Don't do these things. Not us. Oh, oh, so oh. them. Also, so we have not just started. Not at all. <laughs> if you're saying please stop 2017, yes. listen. Vinny, yeah. Yeah, please stop. What should I stop with? 2017. No. Oh, I'm just getting started. Oh, no. By adding some more stuff to this list. Oh. Please, though, feel free. 
Oh, they said please stop. That's not this category. Please feel free is a different category. We'll get to another day. Uh, this is kind of born out of like worst trend. Yeah, this used to be called worst trend. It basically still is that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Just I d- with a little more, you know, call to action. I don't know how to call the thing I want to add here, so maybe I'll wait for us. Okay. I think not everything on here is a trend. In some cases, they are things that have just been long-standing issues that people have just gotten fed up with. I'm going to... I'll write this down, and then maybe All right, you I'm, guys can help me. I'll start it. reading, and you can type by the time I get there. Uh, please stop. Electronic Arts. <laughs> Loot boxes slash blind boxes. Games as a service. Call of Duty. Uh, WWE 2K slash Ukes. Uh, Nintendo's lousy console design. Physical copies of early access games. Disney. In-game ads for purchasable goods. All right, here we go, Vinny. <laughs> Extended periods where the player character is injured, and that slows you down too much. Agreed. Wow, well said. Oh, I think I nailed it. Insights. Interesting. Yeah. Slash has to talk to someone on the radio and talk <laughs> and walk slowly. I have forced to walk. Okay, yeah. what, what besides Destiny? Because that's the thing that... Uh, Nier has Nier. Nier. really Nier. extended. Assassin's Creed has Creed. some of those moments. I kind of liked it in Nier. You did? I no. That's the reason I thought about it. I thought it worked. That was one of my least favorite parts of that game. I mean, especially because I went the wrong way the first time and had to do that whole thing. Twice. Oh, you didn't get unlocked Wait, by a bunch twice. of robots yeah, yeah. that actually like, and you had your autofill like items, so you die, yeah. come back to life, just get hit again, and yeah. just, oh, I feel like this is like an offshoot from like uh, Naughty Dog brought this to the world mm. with like, oh, Drake got like hit in the side, and he's got to limp through the yeah, snow for yeah. a while. For gears, you know, the, the whole yeah. walk and talk, and Batman, like, at least when little... that's happening, you're getting story. Like, there's like, not that doesn't make it great, yeah. but you could at least. Go like well. At least they they're making sure you get this crucial beat of beat of story. Yeah, yeah they're feeding you something. I uh, or sometimes I hope there was a background mode. I don't mm-hmm. know. Sure. I I only thought it was bad in Destiny because yes. if you play multiple characters, you have to do it every time. Yeah. But, but although at the same time, it's like three minutes. And you got to follow that Falcon for a while. But the actual like slow yeah, slow but, walk. Yeah. yeah by the time you get to the Falcon, yeah. you're moving and shooting. Again. That's true. Uh, this should probably be its own category. <laughs> <laughs> top top best three. extended period where the <laughs> worst injury. Yep. Uh, does it happen in Wolfenstein? I, I feel like it doesn't slow you down. When uh, you're, you're in a I mean, honestly, like, yeah, like that is the first several hours of that game. Yeah, but it's well, not, not several hours. Oh, it's like no. first hour and change. But uh, also, that, that, if even that, I would and say that you slow down dramatically by how many times you die. I, I would mm-hmm. say, yeah, yeah right, like the the whole time you spend with half health. Uh, in the first, what was that, third of that game? Half? A half, yeah. let's say. Half, yeah. half. You're able to stack more armor in that situation, right. but yes, 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 you're right. Yeah, this is more of like a, a Metal Gear crawling on the yeah. floor hospital thing of like, mm-hmm. okay, come on. I, all right, I get, I get it. it. I get it. Pain. But yeah, pain. I get it. I get it. That guy's on fire. <laughs> yeah, mm. I get it. Is it a top three thing? Probably well, not. We can talk about some other stuff. That's right. an annoying thing. Make there that, are some really bad things out there. Make that determination. I mean, we would like that to stop. Yeah, well, yes. Yes, but I think even in Destiny, the first time I did Destiny, I was sort of like, wow, this is kind of neat. Like, I liked walking through it, and everything looked just, like, bombed out. It was kind of cool. You see marching through the streets and taking yeah, it over and like, stuff. Yeah, like, that was cool the first time. But then it's like, well, I need to make a new character, and I don't want to lug through this thing <laughs> yeah. that, like, I don't actually have any... I don't progress at all. I literally just regress and then start fresh. Right. So it's like, I, I want to skip it, but, they like... I, I, you I, skip that whole I don't know why they part. don't. I'm like... Surprise! I just, I just want to say I'm glad to see one like game design thing on here because literally everything else is about <laughs> business practices. Yeah, I mean that's where we're at. Yeah. Well, what if I tell you games are good? You can buy a speed doubler for when you're, intru- you're injured. Oh, All right. Yeah. Make, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah, so we should talk through some of these other ones, but yeah, it doesn't have to stay on here. It was just something I remembered as a trend that I found a little annoying. What are in-game ads for purchasable goods? Uh, like, so when you turn on Assassin's Creed, there's a bunch of like, hey, buy this and buy that, and yeah. I feel like is it in-game other- items? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wildlands does that uh, similarly. Like, hey, there's new stuff in the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, in a bunch of yeah. Stuff. Right now, mm-hmm. Tekken Seven has an ad for Geese Howard on the title screen or on the the main menu. That's a like, service, man. I think being bombarded by ads before I even touch the gameplay. Yeah. yeah. Like Shadow of War had it too. I yeah. think there's degrees yeah. of this. Like, I think for something like you know, hey, we just put a big new character in our fighting game. Like having a little thing at the, on the splash screen is no big deal. I would like. I would honestly file this under games as a service. Because that is part of selling the service. Mm-hmm. No, it totally. So is. what? Is, wait. So what is games as a service? Games as a service is making a game like repeatably monetizable. But like, but that's not I'm an NBA. Games, let me tell you. games as a service is like an online connected game that they're yeah. going to continue to update. Yeah, like, whether oh, they modernize it or not, is, like Dota. is a separate issue. Yeah. I don't mind that. Yeah. I think, no I think what we're that's talking whole, about. That's why games as a service is a term that investors throw around all the time. I mean, what we're talking about is the notion of games as a service being applied to games and genres that simply did not really try to do that shit on that scale up until recently. Like, what's a good example of that one? Like, I think when you look at something like, for instance, uh, Shadow of War, like the way that they have sort of tried to monetize that game beyond its core, like, you know, single player design was intrusive. I, you know, it, it, it wasn't as bad in the, in terms of like the loot box stuff as something like a battlefront, but like, you know, that was one of the games that sparked off that conversation. I was like, are we going to turn everything into a game? That, that conversation, I feel like that, specific issue falls under our loot boxes entry, not the games as a service category. Like, Shadow of War is a game with DLC. Yeah, so is that basically, like, do you throw that in the same category as Zelda that has, like, two packs of DLC coming out or no. whatever? Like, well, I feel like no, I don't think like, that's like, a more finite well, the, thing. The, the right. difference is Shadow of War's DLC is consumable and you can repeatedly buy it. Shadow okay. of War has, right. like, story DLC. Like, it has traditional yeah, DLC. Yeah, it also has that stuff. But, 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 but we're not, but we're not pointing out the story DLC as part of that component. Like, I, I, I don't think that's games as a service. I okay. think that falls under the loot box blind box. I, I we have here. think they're the same thing. I think like, is it maybe saying, like, not necessarily games as a service are bad, but single-player campaigns that are trying to be made into games as a service are bad. Do you know what I mean? That's that's kind of what I was trying yeah. to get at. But I, I feel like they do that more, most often by forcing loot boxes into right. the game. I think so that like that, you that's a more distilled stuff, way yeah. of, of of saying that. So which games, Jeff, would you say are games as, like a pure games as a service? With Splatoon Destiny. Destiny. Destiny is a game. But Splatoon, no. I, I, I would look at that anything? as like a, that's a, a multiplayer shooter. You okay, know, but they're like they constantly updating. bumping out new content. They are. But they're not uh, charging you for I it. I think okay. the service implies that they're the, charging you the for money. content going forward. Okay. Like Battlefront, is that a game? Yes. That's, a I, that's, that's what they wanted. So. I apparently am in the minority no. here, but I think loot boxes are absolutely a form of games as a service. Because I think so. It, it is a G- way to continue making money is, on a thing that they otherwise would not be able to make Games as a service on. is about a, a, I feel like it's more about a cycle of it's support like and more about, no, it's more about an expectation of like this game is kind of online connected. Uh, in a way, like a Diablo three. I've well, heard like, industry like, people specifically call out like f- sports games, like FIFA, as like cornerstones of the games. Well, and, and keep in mind, a big part of the reason why they're doing that is a specific games of service uh, service element in those games, which is the ultimate team stuff, yeah. which is where EA is makes a billion boxes. dollars. I mean, so, you know, like, even, that's the, the, even, I mean, even Shadow of War attempts to do that with their weird online right. invasions and and that type of stuff. I, like, I would argue that like the the idea of extending support for a game much longer than we have. Have, which is really like the end f- effect of like a games as a service concept, 
is not bad for games. But no, but not but not in the sense of post game DLC. Right. No, I that's think it's about repeatable thing. transactions. Yeah, at some point, like that's like games as a service. I don't. I, I think you can't look at in terms of like how they're monitored, like because that we have loot boxes and blind boxes for that, which is the actual thing, the actual bad thing we want them to stop. So what what would be like uh, just just for my clarification, the difference between like Destiny and Battlefront as a, as a game as a service? Battlefront is a you go into a menu, you match into a match, and you go. There's no like, like here's the social and... space where we're all hanging out. Here's the like it's not like here's the you know. Emotes that are there specifically so we can show each other in, in some kind of social setting. It's not like, hey, I'm leveling up in this huge RPG-like way. Okay. It is like, that game is like Call of Duty, which they have tried to tack service things onto, but that's loot boxes. So you're saying more of like you have your avatar. When I think about the pure like games as a service concept, that to me is more like... This is what MMOs are now. Okay, like a platform, not a monthly subscription, because that's not where the business is at right now. But it's 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 games as a platform. Like when when I look at this list and I look at it, it on here, I don't think we as a group are necessarily against the idea of games as service. Again, Absolutely. it's the application of that notion to genres and games that feel so, like it is either ill fitting or, in some cases, at worst, predatory. So should we just but take that, games again, as a service that, off? Yes, because okay. because that's loot boxes, and it just right. sounds like. The, okay. re- the things that, are, that would make people against that are the other are things. The loot, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we yeah. don't like poor implementation I was of gonna, games. I was going to take that off. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, Overwatch like, is a game of service, right? But like that's, I think everyone's kind of okay with how that does it, right? I well, guess. You're saying more you have an avatar that you're that this is your connection to the world. Or yeah, like I, I think the lines are getting murkier. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and games are just, extending support in different ways in, in genres you wouldn't expect, but yeah. that's not necessarily a bad thing. Well, yeah, so right, if you looked at something like Wildlands as a games as a service, like they have added a, like a PvP mode. They've added yeah. all this other stuff on top of their season pass. I just think uh, I think uh, talking about games as a service is really murky or troubled yeah, waters because, like, because I don't think video, I don't think that's inherently bad. Right. Uh, and that's that's just an application of modern I, technology. Right. It's the way they are choosing yeah. to yeah. apply it's it. The mo- it's the, and that's the monetization stuff yeah. that I think is better reflected in other entries on this list. I don't want like, ads on my title bo- screen for loot boxes or anything. <laughs> no, I don't. I want to get that shit out of my video game and I want to play my video game. I already paid for this video game. Sometimes. Most of the time. I'm, I'm, I'm specifically talking... No, 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 everyone quiet, quiet, right. quiet. Uh, so I guess we're cutting that off. No, I lost it. Dang it, Ben. Look at, look at the sun. He couldn't even get the yeah. seas in, look, so he, he's obviously not serious about I, I, I think I think the in-game ad sure, thing... So much. The in-game ad thing for me is like, how intrusive is it? How annoying is it? Like, again, I don't think there's anything wrong with going into a main menu of a game and seeing like an ad for a piece of DLC that they are selling. If, like, it's, I, if it's something subtle like that. Yeah, no, I don't. But, yeah. I think there's differences, though. I there think, are. Like, there's there a difference when they're selling loot boxes yeah. because we have an entry for loot boxes. Right. Yes, but it's also like. Yeah, I think there's a lot of overlap there. <sighs> Well, I don't, I know. I, actually, I don't want any ads. No, I'm back on... They, they, I don't want any ads. They will also sell you Season Pass. They will also yeah. sell you other stuff. The like, other thing I would say is that in the t- case of Tekken, I needed to know that that Geese Howard stuff was there. Agreed. Because even if you own the Season Pass, you still have to go to the store Here's and Here's how you download. do it. When you boot up the game for the first time that Geese Howard is available, and games have done this before, you get a pop-up that says, yeah. hey, Geese is available, and you like either is hit the button to buy, hit the button to close, and then if you close it, you never see that pop-up sure. again. Yeah. 
I mean, I think I might prefer having a thing that's like in the corner I can ignore versus like a pop up I literally have to acknowledge. Yeah, I kind of one time. Like one time, if you press one time, it goes away and you never see it. I guess for me, I I think it's annoying and I don't love it, but I don't also hate it. I think there are worse things on this list. Yeah, like I'm kind of I go back and forth on it. There definitely are a couple of games I played this year that just when you get to their title screen, whether it's a appropriate or not, we'll just constantly try to upsell you. Right. In, in, in a, I don't know, a module or whatever it yeah. is. Like, like Wildlands would always just have, right. like, Siege also has this constantly. Was it Madden? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't understand the menu system in Madden, but I felt like I was like, oh my god, this, this is what we did. Madden is just one large ad. Right. Yeah, that's the thing, is that Madden's menus have been that kind of junky for a while. Okay. Like, that's not a new trend for them. I thought it was pretty awesome when I got a 3% permanent XP bonus in Shadow of War when I gave Warner Brothers my email address. See, there you go. Uh, Please I, start. <laughs> mm. uh, I, like, uh, I like when you play points. How about this? I put Disney on this list, and the more I was thinking about it, the more I'm realizing that's for like other media, less so <laughs> games. Uh, yeah, what fucking is- stop buying stuff, Disney. Fuck you. Yeah, it's, they they will run out of stuff eventually. Yeah. <laughs> And so will, will be, be forced. To yeah, stop, yeah, I mean, if, if anything, I think it, it's pretty clear that Disney's involvement in video games is pretty fucking minimal yeah, these yeah, days. Yeah, this yeah, this yeah. really, if I if I look at this year and Disney and you, this is really just more about like that time you got food poisoning at Disneyland. <laughs> kind of thing. So I don't know. Like that, Please I don't think that, I just don't think that counts. I just don't think that counts. Well, <laughs> I, I am starting to feel like I will soon become a resident of a fucking like like. Disney corporate city state. You are. I, I think I Amazon will get us. Yeah, yeah but you're going to be Disney playing does, an but... EA game while you're there, not well, a Disney. Yeah. yeah. I think when when Amazon or Disney buy each other, then we're yeah. in bigger trouble. Pretty soon, all video games will be Taco Bell. I think it'll we work for the side yeah. too. Okay. It'll be fine. Okay. The only thing that was Best pos- the only yeah. thing that was could have been positive was just unifying the like uh, X Men like Marvel yeah. uh, uh, mutants license finally under one one roof. Well, there's still time. Yeah. We can knock Disney off the list. I, I also don't think that Electronic Arts should be on this list because I think that most of their stuff has been loot box stuff. Like, they are in a special category where they keep fucking up in a very extreme way, but... They killed Mass Effect. <laughs> they killed Mass Effect. They shut down Visceral Games. Star Wars Battlefront 2. I'm just reading the EA Presents Hottest Mess category. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. Mean, only one of those is loot box based. The, the reality is that, that like, is fair. The, the Electronic Arts, I think it obviously that loot box stuff comes into it, but I think that the, the overall business choices that company has been making for not just this year, but they've been trending in this direction for at least a couple of years, if not a few, uh, are just all bad. I, I don't yeah. feel like I don't. I really don't feel comfortable. Like I don't feel like I'm in a position to say anything about the visceral stuff, other than that's a bummer because that game could have been complete garbage, and they were probably right to shut but it it's, down. It's not just about. I, I mean, I think yeah, I think it's more about like their what, messaging what, was really well. Bad the messaging was terrible, but like the all the decisions that led to it being terrible. Yeah. Like they they gave visceral games and like and, if you believe again, all the reporting, that's like, the sort of stuff that we get into. Like uh, some of that stuff I've heard, but all I've heard it from second party sources. Right. The the reporting has been from like that's I don't feel like that's something we can like officially I, hang on them. I, I think the only thing I would officially put on them is their statement that they put out, which I think was pretty bad. Like it's a bad statement. It's a bad statement. Like especially with a game that uh you know you bring on a person, a very high profile person, in Amy Hennig to make a single player game for a franchise that everybody loves and then say that that was a huge mistake and that's not where the market is. It's like, what do you, of course everybody's going to react negatively to that. Like you could have said the development was troubled or, or, or whatever, we're reevaluating. I think that's, 
That's an incredibly but, shitty statement. Is, is yeah. that enough for me to say, like, ah, please stop a This is one thing on the list, because, like, if you go back to Battlefront 2, sure, it's the loot boxing, but it's also how they handled the, their loot boxing. Mm-hmm. It's how they reduced the amount. They, like, bumped it up and then moved it back down and then bumped it up again and then bumped the other thing up and then just, like... Now there's still you can still get the crystals, but not really, but kind of also. And then they're just like, I don't know, dude. Like, we're what, gonna figure what, it what's out. What's astounding to me about the EA stuff is not that they are making uniquely terrible decisions for their ba- their their business, because like all publishers, like you know, given the situation that they were probably in with Visceral and and stuff like that, probably would have made a similar cut. The difference to me, and I think it goes back to you know the reporting around what happened with Mass Effect's development and how that game came to be the way that it was. Like, it's painting a fairly clear picture that not only are they making these, like, fairly unpleasant and bad decisions, but they are doing it in the most ham-fisted and fucked-up way possible. They do seem they are, like they are very lost. Uh, they, they wound up buying Respawn, right? Yeah. That, yes. that happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they like, did it because another company was knocking at the door and they had first right of refusal. Yeah, it just seems like they are they are in some... They need somebody to put their hand on the rudder, like, that... Like they, I, I agree that they feel completely lost. Completely but lost. But like at the end of the day, is that something that I go like, ah, they gotta stop? Like I don't give a shit mm. if they run that company into the ground. It'll be a bummer for the people that work there. But like at the end of the day, is that like, does that impact me other than me being like a Titanfall fan? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess would, in the same way it affects me as like being a Mass Effect. Yeah, totally. Fan. That's how I yeah. feel. Is that like one IP after another is now being left by the wayside because that, they can't make them properly? That's, that's, that's twenty years of EA buying studios and and saying like, it hey, has, it has to stop. And it's like, <laughs> how am I ever going to get another magic carpet? Is there no value in drawing a line in the sand and say, please stop doing everything you are fucking doing right now? Uh, yeah, I I don't know. Like some of these other ones are also like that. Like you know, or or maybe not. Like what's the Call of Duty case? <laughs> Uh, they've been. I, I don't think there's a case there. They've they've been on a bad run, and I think Call of Duty, uh, like they are three for three now in terms of every one of the studios they have making Call of Duty games has turned out one that is kind of a bummer. So you're like, all right, guys, you got to. There needs to be something else. You need you need to change it up. Right. Uh, I feel like we include that. We have to include a lot of franchises. Call of Duty is in the same spot where like Need for Speed and, and Assassin's Creed is, yeah. where you know like maybe, maybe maybe a longer break would help. Where do you think it peaked? Modern Warfare Two. <laughs> uh, I like Black Ops Two. Black yeah, Ops Two is really was, yeah, is yeah. really great. Um, and I still like some Advanced, Advanced Warfare. Advanced Warfare is good. I look at Advanced Warfare as like the last time I was like, yeah, Call of Duty, right? Uh, because they they because they made a good thing, not right. because I have liked Call of Duty in the past. Seems like um, everybody liked the Infinite Warfare campaign quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The they, they made good not... campaigns for a little bit there, even after Advanced Warfare. Yeah. Uh, but this, yeah, this this all, this rolls up, or, or I, mean, I could be totally misremembering. Does this roll up the take a break? Stuff that we used to have. Uh, not, ne- it, not. This isn't necessarily that category, but we don't have that category anymore. Okay. Because um, that the Call of Duty stuff kind of sounds like they right. They need to like sit down and. Well, it's weird because it's it like out. it's take a break, but also in theory, every studio has three years to make their game. So that's more than most studios when it comes that's to making new. a game. So they've they've found a way to give those teams breaks, and it's still not helping. The same way taking a break didn't help Need for Speed. Uh, like, like take a break is a weird thing. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, it is 
It is a weird thing. A little presumptuous on And I mean, I think, I think <laughs> in the case... You know how that works. Yeah. And I think knowing what we know about what Call of Duty means to Activision uh, as a whole, like, I think, you know, we can say, please stop to Call of Duty, but we know that that will fall on the deafest ears possible. There's nothing that can stop Call of Duty. The only thing that can stop Call of Duty is fucking, you know, the fucking end of Activision at this point, or, you know, just like sales tanking so hard that it's no longer a sustainable business. And I, and from what I've seen, it doesn't seem like that's the direction yeah, that series that, is that's going. Not, like, this year sounds like it is doing okay for them, uh, if not if not actually good, Yeah, uh, which I don't feel strongly about the game this year. Uh, so that's, in some ways, a weird bummer. Um I, anyway, I, I I don't feel like it's a top three thing. I, I feel like if we're if we're really being honest here, loot boxes is a must have. I feel incredibly strongly about WWE. Yes. <laughs> um, now, now for that, that is like literally just stop making those so games. Just like take that developer, yeah. take yes. everyone working on those games, and put them on something else. Okay. And then put people who actually care about making a great wrestling game. Onto that because like the, it's a good license. It's the license. Why this year though? Because because okay, they, you, guys, you guys hate every wrestling game ever. No, that's no, not that's true not true at, at all. all. Not, you know what they I mean. have been developing WWE games for 17 years. They have been developing wrestling games for 22 years. They're still terrible at it. But again, <laughs> and, why this well, year? What makes well, because they sort of years, years and the, years, the years ago. The difference is that in, in the transition from THQ to 2K, you had hoped that 2K would have made some changes, and now they've had a few turns uh, at this. And it's clear that 2K is just like, fuck it, man. Keep yeah. the money machine cranking. It, it goes it, a, it goes a level deeper than that. Uh, I mean, it is definitely the sense that, like, t- 2K learned THQ's lesson way faster and way more alarmingly fast than, than THQ did, which is that they don't have to make a good game. Anyone, any idiot will buy this game as long as they like WWE. They, they learned that lesson super quickly and immediately just started turning out complete bullshit year after year. But the other thing that makes this year particularly galling is the return of Fire Pro mm. and like the release of Fire Pro in in the US. Like that is a 25-year-old series that has always been a 2D like sprite-based thing that runs fucking circles around these 3D extravaganzas that they think they are making with that series. And for that game to come back and still be the sprite-based thing that it is and feel like I am so much more rewarded playing that thing than this thing they are clearly spending millions on just to get the lighting right on Randy Orton's fucking entrance. And for that game to still suck as much as it does. And to be as fucking broken yeah. as it is year in, year out. There are parts in that game where referees don't count pins. <laughs> <laughs> and so you could make excuses in previous years if you wanted to. And for WWE 2K14, it's like, well, okay, that was right after they bought the license. THQ worked on most of this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And that was the best one of this era. It was, it was. 15 was the first one on the new consoles, and that was still split. They had the old version and the new consoles version. It's like, oh, okay, well, you know, they're still trying to figure it out. 16, it's like, oh, this is the first time they got to really focus in on, on this new console period. 17, they kind of ran out of excuses. And it was still bad, and now we're one past that, and it's worse than and ever. it's somehow more broken than yes. last year's game. And all the modes keep getting worse. 
They keep taking, they take out the only stuff that's good. They double down on the stuff that's bad. The core gameplay engine feels terrible every they single year. They still have these backwards limits and like, oh, you can only download 23 things uh, out of the DL, out of the, the user created store, and then you have to wait for your download timer to refresh. Yeah. And then it's like horrible bandwidth limit things where like they don't want to spend the money to serve yeah. you user generated content. And that has been like, a 2K issue ongoing. Like they have always had terrible server problems with the NBA 2K games and like the, them adding a whole customization element. I imagine has compounded that problem for them, and it's a bad solution. And they added loot boxes this year, because before, when you started a career, you could make your dude look however you wanted them to look, and correct me if I'm wrong, now, like, that stuff is, I got a loot crate, and oh, I got this cat mask, and I got some purple pants, but, like, no, I want to make them look different than that. I mean, before, they didn't have a good progression system for that stuff at all, and this was their solution to try and fix that, and it sucks. Well, sounds like you guys said your piece, but it needs to go. They need to stop... Stop making these games. How many has 2K made? Uh, this is their fourth. Uh, no, this would be their fifth. fifth. 14, 15, fifth? 16, 17, this 18. Yeah, fifth. Yeah, really? fifth. Yes. There was that time they put the like, uh, like the create the stage play stuff in it. Yeah, that was that was THQ. That's all. They, they, they that's all been that taken out of the game. Did yeah, they, they, they hear that out of the fucking game? Like the one thing that was like, hey, look at this cool Ghost dumb thing. Cool. Ghost oh. problems is dead. The I, go, I can't even find. I had that disc and I lost it when we were doing Big Live Live show, and I still can't even. I can now. I can't even see Ghost problems. The only saving grace of their earlier ones was the fun historical things with the good video packages and stuff that got that out. I don't think that's the only saving grace. When we were doing the quick look, I saw some very good footage. Fetish that uh, <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As a as a as a delivery mechanism that, for foot fetish porn, their cre- user created logo system is not bad. I know there was one that was just boobs. <laughs> yeah. Upload any image to this gallery thing that was just like it looked like the worst aggregation of avatar icons from a message board. And it was Spongebob, Taylor Swift, and a weed leaf. Yeah, and the thing you are describing is the best part of that <laughs> game. I don't know, yeah. Did I they, saw they a inherit- poorly, made, uh, poorly made penis in Call of Duty last yeah, night. Yeah. I don't know if that counts. Did they inherit the tech and stuff from THQ? Yes, or that's yeah. all you. It's, okay. it's all the same. Developer. Oh, okay. So, like, okay. visual concepts came onto it, and I they, they, I guess, are attributed with, like, the... Like, they're trying to make the models look better because they made the NBA games and the good-looking characters. Like, they are so. the production arm of that. Yeah, yeah. I see. And presentation-wise, they do some good stuff. But man. You, you would hope that like that that would have wider influence on the gameplay, but it's still nope. not only is it the same shit, but the stuff they change seems to be just making it actively worse in a yeah, lot of ways. But now if you press the analog stick, you can lift them up and walk around a little bit, and like it just feels like horse and, shit. And if those games had just been universally bad, top to bottom, for the last like fifteen years, which I, they are. No, that's the thing. Is like there are some of those like late THQ entries where I feel like here they, comes the pain. They started to get onto uh, a path that felt like okay. Maybe you're starting to figure this stuff out. Maybe it's going in a direction. And then as soon as 2K took over, it was just like, nope. I do, yeah. I think 12 was their, like, attempt at a big reboot. And it wasn't and I didn't like that. I think 13 and 14 is the closest they got to getting all right. Yes. And, and I think, thir- I actually liked 13 a, a decent amount. But, uh, yeah, it's just. I'm right there worse. with you. Yeah. Do they lose the license if they don't make a game? They have to make a game every year. <laughs> They it's they very important stop. to WWE. They, they really push this. Yeah, I, yeah. I think the thing that maybe doesn't always come across, especially when you consider how licensed games tend to be, it's like WWE is not a hands-off licensee. They care about the video game a great deal in the sense that it is a huge part of their financial picture every year. Yeah. 
But you went it, to an event for it. Yeah, I mean, they, they still spend stupid video game company money on parties for those games that publishers just don't do anymore because they, they are adamant about people paying attention to that stupid fucking game. Although, to be fair, I did hear Jerry the King Lawler say on Raw that a lot of people were saying that the 2K wrestling games are among the best games ever made. So, <laughs> I mean, Jerry Lawler would know. Please he does. Stop he does. Jerry Lawler. Yes, please. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I think there's if there was ever a year to finally just say no more of this bullshit, like this is the year. I feel like I, they they've run completely out of excuses. You guys have convinced me. Yeah. All right, they fucking suck. All right, yeah. A 16 bit game is kicking their ass. Okay. So we I have WWE loot boxes. What's our third? We're taking EA off. It sounded like that's pretty broad, but I, I feel like it's overly broad, and and, yeah. and so much of what we hang on EA is is stuff that like we're pretty sure we know, right. but we don't always know. And I mean, all that stuff passed the smell test for me, but it, yes, you know. we've we've also communicated in various ways already through these categories the ways in which we are displeased with Electronic Arts and its output this year. Yes. I think for for me, it gets cut from this list out of some amount of apathy for like what that company has has become, uh, and and it, it, I distill more of that into the the blind box stuff uh, at this point. I think they're just having trouble finding a future. It's it, like I, I think big publishers are having like we're we're seeing a transition right now that is not entirely unlike the arcade to home transition that companies like Midway and Capcom yeah. and Sega had to go through. Isn't EA like beating its earnings estimates though? Lately they are down. Oh, well, this recording very they, lately, uh, yeah, like yeah. very recently. Uh, yes, but yes, but they, like, they have been on a, a huge upward like they've been yeah, at, like, at or near their all-time high for right. stock price. Like that's, like that's the sad reality is that even if they're fucking this part of the business up, they're making so much in yeah. like mobile spaces and stuff like that that like they probably don't care. Well, I bet those I bet those 2K or those WWE games still make money. Yes, like, they do. Oh yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's like, the lesson they learned. I, I don't know if all, like the financials are the, you know, they definitely should maybe come into account, but like, just no, 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 I'm not like saying that's part of the argument or that, okay. that, that, that they should be rewarded. Oh, for just I'm, odds, I'm saying right. they don't, yeah. they're not incentivized to fix their right. bullshit because it, they're already because making so much the, money. The loot crate stuff blew up on them right. on the battlefront. Right. Right. Now I think, you know, and what well, the other thing that's happening is now you have a lot of people looking at FIFA ultimate team and going like, wait a minute, y'all been at this a while, huh? Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I, I think there's, I, I'm sure they would have liked to have made more Mass Effect games as well. Like, I think that stuff does nip them in the butt. All, all I was yeah. trying to say is don't look at what's happening in the console space with them and, and mistake that for them right. being on a downward trajectory because they probably could give a fuck with, yeah. with, with how they're doing in other business units. Well, I, yeah, I think they're looking at some of the other things that maybe were even on this list and saying how do we exploit that or how do we get into some of that in a way that is forward-facing. Or put put that into all of our games, but I, I but yeah, like the stuff we would talk about with EA, I, I think, and, and even loot boxes, I think, is a symptom of just like big businesses trying to figure out what it means to ship big games these days and how to how to find ways to make that work for them. And you know, I think Warner is going through similar stuff. You know, like Warner, like they put remember they put like weird microtransactions. You could buy easy fatality tokens for oh, a Mortal right. Kombat game. Like right, yeah. you know, with like the struggle is back in terms of like people going like, how do we figure out ways to squeeze more money out of these video games? They did that weird Catwoman exclusive thing in Arkham City. Yeah, put all like oh, mini campaign. Right. Put yeah. multiplayer codes in your uh, redeemable you codes inside your box games. Oh great! And then if you sell them used, you have to pay fifteen dollars to play them. You know, game. Ubisoft Smart, has gone yeah. down this road of like like their Ubisoft's version mm -hmm. of flailing around and trying to figure it out is like. I guess let's just really support our games really well, and hopefully people will continue to like them. Like, they put out a big Division update. 
next like by the time this is recorded, another division update hits. It's insane. Um, so, I, but yeah, I think that that stuff is a symptom of larger headwinds that big games will be facing next year. Can I share a recent story from yesterday? Please do. From yesterday, we were gonna watch. No, we were gonna download something on your Switch, right? And we couldn't connect to the hotel Wi-Fi because it was a captive portal. Yeah, that sucks. It was very annoying. Come on, we should, and we, should we looked talk. it up, and there was I, no good way to do it. I thought, I thought I was going to be the only one complaining about this. Oh but, no, but okay. I the extra thing about, about the Nintendo this. stuff is that is that specific case is supposed to work now. It, right, it does yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. Well, they have I, I, I have had it work. It's not super common, but I also yeah. like try to get on the Wi-Fi with my PS4 and couldn't. Like, yeah, granted, right. I have the alternative of like hooking it up to the LAN or whatever, but the, the case there is that the Switch is a portable that you're supposed to bring right. with you, yeah. whereas the PS4... Yeah, so we, we right. saw some stuff when we were looking it up last night. We saw some stuff where people said, hey, this works, and yeah. other things that were like, call the hotel and ask them yeah. to I know, open I've up an had IP it. address yeah. or something. I've had it open a browser... As if it was going to let me like authenticate and then to. just not do it. I've had I, it work and then had that that case happen yeah, as well yeah. like on the same Wi-Fi network. Like, it is so slapdash. Yeah. But, but, yeah, yeah. The, the part where you're supposed to bring this with you as a portable device yeah. is the more egregious part of that. And well, the it, problems are way more systemic than just the Wi-Fi. Yeah. The design of that thing, top to bottom, sucks. Outside of the fact that it's a cool portable slash TV console. like It's a good video game system. It, and, well, no, I would say it plays good video games. I think I like there the are aspects of the design that are good. I think yeah. the power and battery life, like, like, the hardware is fine. The hardware is totally fine. It's a feature I'm talking, set around yeah. it. Yes, I'm talking yeah. about the console interface and software. Yeah, I'm talking about the OS and things like that. I don't like how streamlined it is. There's no, 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 like, like, okay, the no cloud streamlined say, element is fine, not Fine, the way the games are presented is totally fine. You're saying, like, no cloud save. No cloud save. The friends list is worse than useless. The voice chat app. Like, the friends list regressed. Like, you need friend fucking codes again. Yeah. Okay, no, I agree on that. No voice yes. chat, uh, yep. no like equivalent of the Meverse or something cool like that. Like any anything that they want you to do with it, they shunted to that yeah. awful mobile app. And so, even like the Splatoon stuff that kind of mirrors the Meverse, you have to tweet it or put it on Facebook before it can post anywhere. You have yeah. to, uh, which is so frustrating and stupid. But you have to. Uh, I hate it, it has the best screenshot you make tool in console. It's a good account. screenshot tool. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'll give you that. It's a quick, snappy screenshot. They tool. also sure. had three years of watching other consoles do yeah, that yeah. to learn from it. Right. Well, and the thing is, that's the only lesson it feels like they really learned from the other consoles. It's, yeah. just, it's just incredibly bare bones. The whole, the whole console experience is, is super bare bones. But it, if that's the sacrifice uh, of, like, I, the, the core game, sacrifice. I guess it's not. It's not they, a could, sacrifice. they could have done, 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 yeah. done it yeah. right. The things, yeah. the, things yeah. Yeah. Here, <laughs> the things we're talking about here don't <laughs> feel like sacrifices in service of making that system portable. They feel like just poor design decisions. Yeah, those, right. are, those are not... There, I, okay. there are no visible trade-offs there where, like, it we being did a portable... It so we could make right. it portable. Right. Here's yeah. this one. On your portable console, you can't use Bluetooth headphones. Yeah, that's, that's stupid. stupid. That, I hate that. Yeah, that's really really that. And I'm not even a Bluetooth fan. That's just still ridiculous. Um, uh, this is maybe also a very specific thing to my case, or, uh, I don't know, Jason, you might have run into this. I think the parental controls on it are pretty bad. Uh, yeah, totally. They are system-wide, not account-based. I... No, uh, hard, yeah, so they're system wide, not account based. So oh, weird. yeah, so like if I turn them on, then I have to my account on it, and there's oh, really? no individual yeah. um, oh, locking. At least oh, in the United there's no individual locking out of individual. Like there's no password feature. So yeah. like if Max wants to op- take the switch and log into my account, which is automatically connected to the internet, yeah, he can do that without a passcode. At least that I could find. 
could be wrong. I mean, not that much. But then also, every time he launches a game, it asks him to connect his account to an internet service uh, to make it a Nintendo account. So, like, I just want to be like, this is a kid's fucking account. Yeah. Just stop asking him to, like, hmm. connect it to the internet. Which seems like... Did something you install the app? No. So they I have did. a parental control app for phones that is, like, what? supposed to be... Huh. Yeah. They have a voice app. a really app good too. commercial yeah. with Bowser yeah. yeah. Jr. Yeah. Uh, I watched that's on the console. They watch it on the console. Yeah. It, that is probably the better. They, they do have some kind of app that's like yeah, supposed to be. They told me about it. There's not even video, uh, like, there's not even a mechanism for stopping people from logging into your account on them. Like I was reading a forum thread the other day where a guy had made his four year old his own account and like tried to tell his four year old. It's like, hey, yeah. look, every time you play a game, just that's get, what I was just saying. Yeah, there's no like passcode to like up, up, right, down, down. Right. So, this, so, so someone kid, steals your console. Well, well, that's a whole separate thing yeah. because there's no like card. when you when you turn the system on, there's no way to stop people from just hitting the button through. Right. There's no password protect whatsoever. Right. Guy's kid had like yeah. ignored his instructions and used his account and like destroyed all his savings. It, ha- it happened to me where like yeah. yeah like I would go in and be like uh, uh, like I did almost the other way too where I was playing under Max's account for like Rabbids and been like oh fuck I gotta go the other way yeah. but yeah he can totally go in and play under my account without having a a, a password or on accidentally that. delete your saves or something right. like right. I, I know I think it's just I think it's a silly thing for Nintendo who right. who sometimes. Uh, Props that most of their stuff up in a way to protect the children yeah. of like you know, and then to kind of miss on this one. Uh, I know a lot of people couldn't give a shit, but I really wish they had done some kind of achievement slash trophy thing. Yeah. Like I think I Nintendo's do. take on that would have been really interesting to see if they yeah. had put yeah. some, put the time into it, but they just didn't. As someone who really loves achievements and trophies, I think there's something kind of liberating about not having to worry. Yeah, about I, that. Can, I can see that. Yeah, I can see I that like argument, that. but I kind of wish there was something there. Like it's yeah. the lowest thing on the list of complaints I have about that system, yeah. but I can totally. See See why people would be bummed out by that. But all that other missing functionality is just like, come on. And I, I, I don't think we'd be going as hard on this stuff if we didn't all actually really like this. Yeah, totally. yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, what, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's like they're having their best software year in like, what, 20 years? Yeah, like, in a like, good like, long while. Their game output is incredible, but the system deserves better. Also, the, the, oh, no, you go. The, well, okay, sorry. The, the, the thing I would say is in, in opposition to this is maybe a minor point, but... Uh, when it comes to all that stuff, I don't give a shit because I don't want to create another friends list because I don't give a fuck about having friends on a Nintendo platform. Because they don't if have they, they, online games. Like they made yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just like... saying, like, you know, from my point of view, like, yeah, it sucks that that stuff's better. Also, I'm never going to care about, like, my profile on an, on the Switch. I, like, those are single-player games I mean, that, that I'm I, mostly into. I, and, I, eh. I agree with that, but I also feel like there's so much... Like, that is one of the smaller points of contention, I think, that's here, is, like, this is annoying, and it could be better, and I think that if... I liked what they were doing with the Miiverse, and I think if they had similar stuff that sort of created a better community, we would care more about the friend stuff. Sure. But I do think all of the other issues... Like, I I can't hook my Switch up to the TV without it being on the dock, which is stupid and annoying. I just want to plug something in, plug it in. It's a portable console. I don't have to lug around a dock for it. Yeah. You know, like... I think that there's so many other issues with it outside of that. I think that, for me, would be in the top three. With and I, I think especially as Nintendo has started to branch out into more multiplayer-focused experiences with stuff like ARMS and Splatoon 2 and all of yeah. that, you know, like things like Friends List actually do start to matter more. Because, I mean, certainly, yes, in, in previous years, there was no reason to care about a Friends List in a multiplayer Nintendo situation because there almost were none. Yeah, and, and like on a 3DS, I feel like any time I was playing Animal Crossing... 
like the vast majority of it was like someone sitting right there where you don't need a friend code. But, right. but like, like when they put out a new Animal Crossing, you will wish that it had a better friends list. Like, I, like yeah. this is this is like chicken and egg problem of like you can't care I, about that stuff because it's not there to care and, about. And it's, it's but not, I'm saying like they did it on the 3DS and I didn't care about friend codes there either. I that's, guess that's, for me. You're, you're agreeing with me though. Like you would care about it if they did it better. I mean, like, I, I, would, I would like to be friends with you on the Switch. Right, like, exactly. It's like, I could, no. get a thing that, I could get a thing that just says, like, Jeff, and that's just dumb. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's yeah. an insanely it's poor implementation yeah. for that stuff. I and also it, think, for the Animal Crossing argument, I mean, I was a younger person playing, like, New Leaf on the DS, and granted, they didn't really have a lot of online stuff, but, like, I wanted that so badly. And, like, doing it even a little bit on the 3DS was, like, I wish it was easier, and I wish it was better, and I'm... I wish it was going to be better on the Switch, although it doesn't really seem like it will be. I, I, yeah, I really think shame. the top three things on this list are probably the three. Like, when I look at something like physical copies of early access games, and honestly, that's more just depressing than anything else. Yeah. Like, it's it's not like some horrible trend. I think it's going to die out soon enough as physical goods become much more, much less of a, a focused upon thing. But the way they are doing it is almost hilarious how stupid it is. <laughs> yeah, like I would almost group that in with like the the physical boxes for paper codes kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. like oh, the, right. the, the like paper disc that's in a box. Yeah. Like I get people want to collect that stuff, but at, at some point it's, just, it's kind of silly. Yeah, it's wasteful I, too. I guess I'm in the minority here, but the Nintendo stuff really doesn't bug me overall. It's like a few things. Like yeah, I wish this was better, but like. It's a combination of having solutions already available outside of the app, yeah. like for voice chat. Uh, you know, friend codes are a hassle, but like, I mean, it's typing a few n- extra numbers in rather than. Like, I don't bother thing. adding people to my friends list because it's such a yeah. I think I think features are so badly well, designed well, you don't well, want to use them. That's a major problem. I think it's really it, it, it's it's. The commentary here is less that any one of these problems is uniquely terrible or, or problematic for people. It's that it's just such a, a, a stark example of Nintendo dragging its feet on problems when it doesn't want to solve them. Like, the, the voice chat app is the perfect encapsulation of that. You can tell no one at Nintendo wants voice chat in that game. They are not interested in trying to present that to players. But people complained about that in Splatoon 1, the lack of options and that being in there. So instead of just saying, all right, fine, we'll fucking do voice chat and we'll figure out ways to moderate it and whatever, they're just like, no, we're going to create this app. We're going to create this like third-party hardware solution that looks like a fucking dongle nightmare, <laughs> and we are going to do it this way so that no one actually wants to use it. I, I bet – I mean, we don't know, but I, I look at that, and, and, and my take on it is they probably think they were doing something really cool. Like, oh, man, phones are hot. Yeah. Let's tie right into that business. Yeah, I believe that. And leverage, sure. and leverage this tech that already exists. Like just That'll a, be cool. a bad decision yeah. that, like, they fucked up. And, like, they fucked up a few things about We heard console. we needed to make phone games, and we thought that we think this is what that means. And they updated that app, too. They, they changed it so you don't have to have the app open all the time. You can have it open right. in the background. You can close it. <laughs> but hey. they sure did launch it without that. I'm yeah. never sure. going to download that app. Also, not. I, I did download it, and it sucks. It but sucks. It still sucks. It sucks. Not, I would never use it. And, and this is a very minor thing about that, but it really sucks that they, they locked a bunch of the, like, stat stuff for Splatoon into that app. Like, you can't really surface oh, any of yeah. that stuff in the game or, or look it up in there. Like, you have to go to the yeah. app to, like, but look at your stats in like that game. It's minor little but there's a billion of minor like, things. Cuts, like, it's a collection of problems. Like three. Why do we need more than three? Way more than we three. Need way more. I, I, think, I think the internal storage isn't big enough on that for what games are these days. I think that's a problem. That's like, a good one. You gotta, you gotta get, uh, not having a wired connection on there for people who want to. You have to use a third party dongle or get something else to use a wired connection. Games are big now. They're getting bigger. They're having problem with, um, 
going with, I mean, this is, this is a tough one to solve, but if you're going to go with physical carts and the prices of physical carts get more expensive as yeah, the source gets on there. there yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah and and like, like the half carts, like with Doom, how yeah. it's only the yeah. single player. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, like, because is, their cost of goods goes up so yeah. much if they put all of Doom it, on yeah, a cart. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, like, yeah, download it. That's pretty tough. And eventually, you know, maybe not this year, two years or three years, but games are getting bigger and like that's probably not going to go away. It's a problem. Sure. And that will make development for the Switch a problem sure. as companies have to weigh that against it. Also, Nintendo is just so weird with that stuff. Like, I just they they, they, they come just, off they come off as old fashioned and out of touch. Like, remember when they couldn't was like the 3ds couldn't get on? Was it WPA two? Yeah. They're like, yeah. like what do you? No, doing? no, it don't get on WPA. It was the, oh, with, the DS. The, the DS. Yeah. Just right. like stuff that was just like we had to have our own network. Yeah, right? they, so they, they they just lag behind like standards and practices that they shouldn't. Like uh, stuff like parental controls and cloud saves, like those are solved problems. Like they've been solved on other consoles for years. Or and I, they're solved in problems that like they're solved in ways that actually work. Yeah, yeah no, they're not looking. Like, it's not like they could look at it and go like, well, we don't think it's there right, yet. Right. The way just, like, just like, copy what the other guys do. <laughs> like it's fine. Uh, you know, and like maybe this is not a big problem. Like, this might just be an us problem. But like some of that save transfer stuff yeah. was was, yeah. was really annoying. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, it's a problem for everybody. Like people, you know, you lose your switch, your save games. Are like, it, it's funny. Like they sent us a switch for review purposes, and we don't use it because right. you can't. What could we do with it? Yeah, because we're getting, yeah. we're downloading games. They're locked. They're locked to the hardware, more or less. So anytime we cover a Switch game, it's bring in your Switch yep. and yep. dock it and do this stuff, which like in it's, itself is yeah. kind of cool. But like you yeah. have no options there. Right. There's it like shows there are a lot of cool aspects of the Switch. Yeah. No question. I don't think there's anybody in this room that does right. not like the Switch. Yeah. But it's I because think, it's so cool that we wish it was yes, better. Yeah, totally. And I think that there have been very specific complaints and annoyances and issues that Nintendo has addressed yeah. in a way that just is so backwards. A lot of it for me, I think, comes from their weird half step of like right. at home console or portable device, right? Like you wouldn't, I wouldn't expect a LAN port on a portable device, and I wouldn't expect to have a captive portal uh, support or or something good on that on a console device. But like you know, they're trying to bridge this world uh, where like we can compete on the console market, so like you can play these big games on here. Like I don't expect giant massive storage on a 3ds, right? Like, yeah. But, but you're, you're trying to play in both, swim in both pools, and some of that stuff is. I, I'm you see the limitations yeah, by the choices the, they yeah, made. Yeah, they're, they're like the, it out. the the Ethernet port. Like I, I don't look at. I mean, their last two platforms have also not had a sure. port. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I, yeah, that, that's, that's not a big huge yeah. one. It's just more of like uh, the size of games getting bigger, and like you know, it's just a speed thing. It's just a convenient thing. You need to get faster Wi-Fi. I probably do, but like I, I don't want to have to like go out and buy a bunch of accessories to make this the console I want. And th- I think it is, aside from the the tiny little controllers they have on the side of it, I think it is a pretty good physical, well-designed console. Mm-hmm. And I actually like it and didn't expect it. And I think the gimmick works. I think the plugging it into the, the Switch dock and having it go to the TV and taking it out works. Uh, surprise, the battery life works as well as it do. It's just one of those Nintendo things mm-hmm. that's just yeah. like... It's a very Nintendo-like solution yes. to every problem. And they, these, yeah. these are things, I think, that we all feel like are holding it back from being this thing that we can just wholly celebrate yeah, the way we want to. It's, it's specifically because, like, like uh, I know some people like motion controls more than me, but, like, I didn't like the motion controls on the Wii. Like, the screen gimmick on the Wii U was, like, whatever. But, like, finally, they've hit on a gimmick that's, like, yeah, like, yeah fucking awesome. Yeah, and, and, Like, and, this is something with value. Yeah, so it makes the Wii U feel like the the weird prototype they probably shouldn't have actually sold of yeah. this console. And when they, you know, when they finally do put the 3DS to bed, like, that switch becomes even more important, right? Yeah. Because it's, it's, they've unified their lines in a lot of ways where you could have one platform with all of their output, and that's important. Yeah, I, I, it's just, it's weird stuff like that. I mean, did they ever get their, did they get their virtual console up? Nope. No, no not, not at all. yet. 
Not Which that's not, that's not. I don't know if that's oh your god, and like, that that online service with the NES game, they're like Netflix thing. Yeah, which yeah. they uh, walked back. Yep, or, or they they and they haven't had yet, and uh, who knows what the thing will even yeah. be when they finally do roll it out. But but yeah, okay. It's it's, sure. a, it's some weird things that I think will actually stop and get fixed on its own eventually. A lot of yeah, these things I think probably. will get fixed, but by them? You mean by updates? By Nintendo? I hope so. Yeah, like but like also I, I've seen, I feel like I've seen like three or four different interviews where people have asked Reggie about it, and he just gives some hand wavy like we always listen to our users. Yeah. <laughs> what what you know? He's in the business of saying. Yeah, that, I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, all right. Well, let's take these top three then. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, and I think we all kind of are. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even talk it. about loot boxes. But like we, been, we know we've been yeah. talking about loot boxes uh, and and their implementation and their sometimes predatory nature. But are, are we okay with like like I've never felt bad about the way Overwatch specifically right. does it because that feels very purely cosmetic. Uh, I mean, is that seen I, I, as a positive example? I, of that? Two ways to look at this. The, the, the two ways I think we we state this are. Non-cosmetic items in loot boxes mm-hmm. or blind boxes as a whole, and I think I am of the mind. Like I, I I've been shifting a lot on this as as this stuff's been happening over the course of this year. Uh, I think I'm at a point now where like I think even Overwatch is bad. Okay, like the if if you could just earn a currency uh, as you level up. Or, or or spend real money if you want to, but literally just I want this specific right. costume. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like that that is like better than the slot machine. It's better, but like obviously it makes the company more money, and then that like, that is not my problem. Yeah, that is yeah. not like I, I I agree with you from from like that a is not sense, that is not but, my problem either. But like you have to consider that in why in like. How, you know, the company can then afford to do this and this because of the the money they are getting from this practice, which. In, like, I don't care about, like, if, if you get duplicate items, you get currency. You can use that currency to buy any costume you want. I, I agree with you, but I feel like the currency you get for dupes it's in a lot of games is a fraction. I've been able to buy many Overwatch costumes. I've never seen an Overwatch costume and been like, I really need that and not had the funds available in my wallet to mm-hmm. not buy it. Yeah. I, I can say that too, but I can only say that because I have spent money on that game and on those loot boxes. And I spent a little bit of money on it too because I felt com- comfortable supporting them. And I wish there was a way to directly get what I wanted with money. That would be nice. Yeah. But I understand the like realism of the situation. I think, I, I think I, if we start like talking about the realism of the situation, you get into a lot. You get into like deeper water on that because yeah. then you start going like, well, I understand why. Uh, you know, given that they couldn't make uh, cosmetics, I see why Battlefront happened the way it did, and you know, like it. And it, the thing is, I do see why yeah. it happened the way it did. But right. It it they fucked it up. Uh, yeah. So I look at I look at it all and go like, you know, at some point, well, then this how d- stuff has gone past the line, and I don't, I can't, I don't know that I can trust anyone with it. It like, used to be that you could you could trust and go like, well. It, it's, it's only cosmetic, and you know, it's, it, I can I can trust they're not going to like. But put then, their then, finger then you on get the into like a slippery slope problem where you're just like, well, it's going to keep getting worse if they don't stop doing this one thing. But why not just leave the one? Like Dota's been doing the one thing for five, six years now, and it's they're just still doing the same thing. I, I think I'm starting to become of the mind that like Dota and Battlegrounds and all the other stuff is lumped in with this. I'm sick of it in Dota. Like, I'm sick like, of it everywhere. I, I think it kind of has to yeah, change. Yeah, I, I have played <clears throat> so much Overwatch and Hearthstone and, and, and games like that. I have given a fair amount of money to Blizzard over the last few years with those games. Uh, I love those games. I love playing them. And I I no longer have any excuse for that system existing the way it does, other than, well, of course, it makes the money. And it I also, think, also, maybe... 
I, I I don't know if this is 100% true, but like, let's say you're a costume designer for mm-hmm. Overwatch. You're you're in charge of making the next eight skins for ten characters. You're gonna make some that are like kind of good. You're gonna make some that are I mean, that, that, right. like you're gonna sure. make some that are kind well, of palette swappy. A majority of the audience will want like, sure. their favorite characters. And then you're gonna make some like really cool ones. And and maybe you think the this one's cool, but in reality, everyone likes this one. Why would anyone ever buy those other ones that you've spent so many hours working on? Because you're still grinding out currency for this stuff, and at some point, if you've got all the good ones, you're going to end up with the other ones, Well, I don't too, think you'd right? be grinding out currency if they just switched to a system where you buy what costumes you want to buy. I think they would get rid of their in-game or currency. Or you could always sell them as packs. And raise the money, right? Mm-hmm. So be like, okay, it's a five skin pack. I mean, this is what people used to do, right? It was yeah. like, oh, we're going to bundle into a pack and it's 10 bucks. Marvel Heroes did a thing and you know, it worked out great for them. <laughs> uh, but they had some costumes that were skins and that was one price. And then they had the enhanced costume that was like, now Deadpool's a pirate. And they did new voice lines and all this other stuff and charged more money for the enhanced ones. Uh, so I think, you know, like there are business solutions for that too. Like I, just because they aren't doing it doesn't mean they couldn't. Okay. Uh, and, and so I, I think that there are, are ways to solve for that in, in a more honest way too. And, and I will say for the record, I, I think they should do the thing where they publicly make the drop rates totally available. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, like the barest minimum they should that, be doing. Yes. This is definitely the year that I, I saw more people, even myself, starting to question, are you tuning the game to extract money uh, for the purchase yeah, of like Forza. I am. Yeah, right. <laughs> and Forza was a case for me with that, where even even at launch, even though at launch they weren't charging any money for it yet, you know, they changed the way VIP worked and changed the credit earning and all this other stuff. And you look at that and go, that has to be in service of you selling these mod right. boxes, sure. right? So, so that uh, that starts to get into the place where I think it, for me at least, becomes like, oh, I can ignore this whole store that I'm never going to participate in and bleeds into the actual gameplay, for lack of a better word, loop of like, oh, uh, is that loot box shit getting into my single player game in a way that's like... Uh, I used to just be able to, like, I don't care about the costumes, but right. now I've got to grind or dismantle weapons to get crafting parts for stuff that I don't, you know... Like, like, yeah, like the way Battlefront, like, forced you into that loop. I, I think, like, the way a lot of games forced you into engaging with the store in some way has gotten really nefarious. Like, Destiny 2 has you visit the real money vendor multiple times over the course of the campaign right. to pick up free things. Like, hey, I got a helmet for you. Yep. And then, so you get into the, the habit of like, oh, what, what's this lady have? And then at some point, you get to a point in the game where the only thing that lady has is shit for money. Yep. And you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Now. At least in that case, you can pay the money and buy exactly the thing you want. Right. Uh, on you? a rotation. Like, not everything is in the store. Well, not everything right, is there, right, but you know what you're but, getting. Yeah, like, yeah. what I'm getting, I am, at this point, I am comfortable saying a system where you can pay in money and right. come away with nothing that you want is a bad system. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think that's, that's the thing where we're at with, like, buying like loot boxes, even in Overwatch, gets, yeah. where if yeah, you're coming out totally. of it only getting currency, and sometimes that currency still isn't, an, it might not be enough, depending on how much you've played, how much you really, like, it might not be enough for you to get the thing you're actually trying to get. It's fucked up. Like, I, I feel like I, the best thing we've been able to say about any blind box system over the last couple of years is that, oh, you don't have to pay money for this. Like, that's the, the only defense you can mount against these things is when they implement it purely as an in-game thing that requires no amount of, of actual dollarage to be spent. Sure. And that still sucks. <laughs> like, when I'm playing, you know, the WWE 2K career mode, I mean, that thing sucks for a whole bunch of reasons, mm-hmm. but, like... The fact that I I have to sit there and grind out to get random gear that I may never want to touch is garbage. 
Like, what if there is an inverse of that, and I'm I'm totally in agreement now. You guys have convinced me this. Like, I and I'm not just like rolling over. I, I like you guys have made a lot of good points. Uh, like in Dota, for example. I got a Bloodseeker item out of a chest that was really fucking cool, and I was like, I'm going to play Bloodseeker. I've never played Bloodseeker. I equipped that item. I played Bloodseeker. I had yeah. a lot of fun. I, th- I think that's part of what makes it so hard is that there are individual cases, and there, there are cases where I've put money into a game for, for blind box cosmetics because I've just liked the game enough. Yeah. Right. That's and, what I did and, with Overwatch. But I think, yeah, and, 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 and Hearthstone to a certain extent. Yeah. I mean, those yeah. are literal... Like, if there, if there was a way where I could buy everything individually, and then also there was a loot box that, like, like was way worth the value, right? Like you pay like five dollars and you're gonna get like yeah. thirty costumes or something, and it's random. That'd be that'd be fine too. Like, yeah. but also give me the option to get, get what right. I want. Yeah, I, I think that's yeah. I, but but I, I think that like we've we've crossed the line too far. Uh, developers yeah. have crossed the line too far this year into <laughs> the stuff to where I like even the stuff that like last year seemed okay, like Overwatch. Like now, I, I think that system. I, I will not defend blind boxes. It has to go. When you have seen like what it is brought, gameplay yeah. benefits stuff at all. So you're saying that it's cr- it probably crossed from a check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> Do they wrecked it? Like, 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 they didn't wreck yourself. Like EA wrecked it for them. Like yeah. there are plenty of other developers that were like, "Yeah, we thought we were doing all right with this stuff. Oh wait, everyone hates us now too. Shit." Yeah. Like that, that's what we're saying. We're not saying there aren't like levels to this. Like there aren't implementations that are that seem less gross or predatory than others. But at the same time, I think the entire trend of, of moving toward blind boxes and removing that notion of like sort of player agency and choice in terms of like what you're actually getting for the amount of time and money you are sinking into these things, True. has to fucking stop. Yeah, it's definitely become less of a peripheral thing and more of a core thing. I think we should change the name of this to it has to fucking stop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and I think if, if they if they don't uh, find a way to stop it as an industry, if they don't find a way to self-regulate, like we're, we're rapidly reaching that point where the government will come in and make them do it. Which is probably worse. But if they like self-regulation, in this case, like ruin what? Like what? What experience are, is, are people well, being deprived yeah, that, of? That, if, if they come in and say, "Hey, this is a gamble. You're you can't right. do this but anymore." It's like, right. oh darn, and then I can't maybe pay for something I don't want anymore. Yeah, like, but I, I think <laughs> the, the thing that ends up happening there is like, okay, well, how do these games monetize yeah, maybe, maybe in a way that try to do something worse? And, and and what I, what, yeah. I, what I talked earlier about, like you know, the headwinds that I think big games are heading into, it is it is this. Yeah. You know, they, they've gone from the online pass to the season pass to, wait, I guess we can't sell a season pass, so we have to try to make it up on cosmetics. Oh, wait, what if they were blind boxes? Oh, wait, what if we put gameplay stuff into these blind boxes? Like, there's, they're, they've tried a lot of different stuff over the last five-ish years, ten-ish yeah. years, whatever it is now, and they've pushed it way too far in this one, and I don't know where they go from here. Yeah. Uh, you've, we're at a point now where I start to see, I've seen no small number of of people out there in our audience say I would totally pay seventy dollars for a game. Yeah, yeah so like we, when you yeah, think get, about the yeah. jump from fifty to sixty, that was not part of the conversation. Yeah. There were very few people that were like, "I'm a, I'm happy paying sixty dollars because I know it goes to this, this, and this." Now you've got people saying, "Please stop! I will just fucking give you ten dollars." Yeah. <laughs> stop. <laughs> my my worry is that they would raise to seventy and also not stop. Yes, like I'm fr- I'm afraid the precedent is set yeah. and they're going to try. Yeah, they've already confirmed that it with season passes. Now. Like it, it, right. in a weird like subset of that. Well, and also you like, get these like these bullshit fucking pre-order versions of games that are like a hundred dollars, and it's like cool, you get some outfits. Yeah. Or, or, like, you get to play the three outfits, days like, early. The three days early thing is truly fucked. Yeah. In in like a competitive game, especially ten dollars yeah. a day. Or, or <laughs> just even like even like the the move to 
digital from physical where you would have thought that the cost savings on manufacturing, shipping, uh, well, like logistics and stuff would have I, I, would I used not to think have. that way, yeah. but, but like it's become obvious that the development costs are so high that that's where the bulk of the, uh, the expense is. I would imagine the physical distribution of goods is a significant cost. Uh, it's I, would, I would say that storage I, of goods. I, I, yeah, I would I'd probably also say that like giving someone the, the digital rights to theoretically download a game over and over again for all time becomes a bandwidth thing on the platform yeah, holder also to the point where, like, when Steam takes 30%, like, that's the same 30% that retail probably would have taken. I wonder. But Steam... But, like, you don't have to hire, like, a, a pressing facility. You don't have to, like, go to print. You don't yeah. have to, like... No, but, like, you do have to account for... dirt cheap to manufacture. You do have to account for people, like, installing that game over and over again. Yeah. I don't know. I have I a know. script running out there to make it less profitable. I'm going to get the bandwidth I paid for. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I turned my Bitcoin farming machine to a yeah. Steam destruction. And, and I'm paying for the unlimited bandwidth on fucking Comcast, so I'm making sure. I'm like, okay, I want like 20 terabytes a month down. Let's go. I think if we had to print all of our videos to DVD and mail them out every week would be more expensive than our Akamai serving costs. It would be that's way cooler, a, That's a factor. Yeah, it would be way cooler. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, yeah, I mean, you are pro- you are probably I, it, right, not but, but like the, the costs of distribution for digital are not zero either. No, definitely not. As 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 people in the digital distribution <laughs> yeah. business ourselves, Absolutely I think we not, are yeah. well aware. Well aware. Of what and those as, costs as can stuff be. games get bigger and bigger, that stuff. Uh, but listen, hard drive space gets cheaper and cheaper. Anyway, well, yeah, you didn't win this category, but <laughs> <laughs> you sure did put that category over the edge. Please stop doing loot boxes. Uh, should we say, uh, how do you feel about it saying blind boxes? Yeah, yeah. sure. Because we're not well, inherently against the, the concept though? of loot in games. If people want to buy cosmetic things, or, or if people want yeah, to buy add-ons for their fine. games, I'm fine yeah, with it. Blind, it's, it's literally just the blind box is fine. The chance. The random aspect. The gambling aspect. Do you count really? like Shadow War where it's like, oh, you're guaranteed to get yeah. one powerful or that still counts. Shadow of War is the game that set the table for Battlefront okay. to be as big a deal as it was. Cool. Yep, for sure. So you're just saying loot boxes where it's like, you will get these five things for sure. That's okay. That's okay. More okay. Yeah. Knowing it, it, what yeah. you're getting, mm, yes, informing yes. the player what they're getting is a different it's situation. five sets of horse armor. Hey, guess what? You broke me. I horse can't. armor's fine. Bring it back, I guess. I can't think, actually think of an example where that is in a box. Like, that's just you buying an item. It's a bundle. You know, you could be like, buy this whole uniform set. pack, yeah. Yeah, Like, there is these four more characters. Yeah, that's that's why blonde boxes are concerned. What if, all right, here's the solution. I got it. You pay in-game currency to roll the dice to set the things that are in the box, and then you buy it with real money if you like it. I think that might be need for speed. Can you repeat that? Okay. I I think I get it. I'm going to go work for you. Isn't that just craps? That's craps. Yeah. So it is stuff. crap. So if you hit your point, then you get bonus well, items. Depends if yeah. Mr. King dice is there. What if the more okay. money you put in, the higher the odds of the good thing? Now, yeah. now, see, that's yeah. five years from now. Mm. Well, that's already done. Well, I mean, like Call of Duty, you will sell you a regular loot box and a rare loot box that is guaranteed to have better stuff in it. And, and the, the, how the Dota chests work is you're guaranteed to get one of these five items, and then once you've gotten all five of them, right. you have a chance to get these two golden items or whatever. Yeah, too complicated. Yeah, but all, all the times that I only wanted one of those things and I had to open it five times oh, yeah. to get the one, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Please stop line boxes. Yeah. Also, stop making wrestling games. Yes. Yeah. You, well, no, make good ones. Make good wrestling games. Specifically, yes. Also, Nintendo fucking, fucking put in cloud saves. Yes, and parental controls so Vinny doesn't have to worry about his kid destroying his safe. <laughs> Come on.
And like, be, make a portable system be able to get on different types of internet very easily. Make yeah. a real friends list. Just yeah. do it better. Yeah. Just do it. Just do, do better. better. Yeah. Nintendo, do better. Do better. We, we really, we really like your thing, and we like playing the games on it. I think Nintendo, don't be so scared of the internet. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's pretty. Okay. Well, actually, it's pretty scary, but like, but it's too late. It's gonna be around for a while. Embrace it. The blind boxes takes this category. Yeah, yes. for sure. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. All right, it's time for another break. We'll be right back with more categories. Yay! At the P. All right, we're back with our next category. Oh, yeah. Best Wolfenstein 2 moment or sequence. Mm, I uh, hope you don't mind. I, uh, I had a little refresh. I took a powder. Oh, yeah? Yeah, did yeah. I did, yeah. Uh, well, we took the break there. Okay. Feeling uh, fresh? Uh, I do, yeah. yeah. Can I get bit. some of this powder? Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> my favorite movie. Uh, okay. I'll keep yeah. you on blue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Starring Alex tomorrow. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Opening an old wound here. It's rough. Uh, speaking of powder, we've got some brilliant choices today. I don't we want kept, to talk about video we games kept their powder anymore. dry. We should play Wolfenstein before you listen to this. I'm actually uh, very yeah. camp. Yes. Like, like, or just maybe look that stuff up. Like you snow. You should play Wolfenstein. Yeah, you, you yeah play Wolfenstein. You should support, the, you should support Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein so yeah. they make another one. Yes. Uh, okay. Because right. they have to make another one. <laughs> we have to kill Mecha Hitler. Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, normally we have one category a year for best moment or sequence, but then we realized that Wolfenstein 2 was just going to run that category, essentially. Yeah, yeah. so in order to give all these other games a chance, yeah. uh, we figured we would break the Wolfenstein 2 stuff out into its own category. Uh, yeah, because, man, there's some good moments. Some stuff happens in that game. <laughs> That's kind of what that game is, is yeah. a long yep. series of incredible moments. Yep. Incredible, yeah. It's, it's the best, uh, yeah, it's it definitely the best stuff in that game. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, final, final warning, if you haven't played Wolfenstein 2, turn this thing off and go play it. Or, yeah. or just, just take our word for it. Go on a journey with us as we go through this list. Yeah. It's like 12 hours. You can do it. Yeah. There we go. Uh, the wheelchair intro, the death of Caroline, walking around America, nuking Roswell and guitar kicking in as you ride off on your stupid <laughs> circle shooter thing. Yeah. <laughs> Great description of that day. Yeah. Uh, confronting your father, uh, the courtroom dream sequence. The death and return of B.J. Blaskowitz. Uh, Fräulein Engels boning that dude in the submarine. Mm. Uh, meeting Horton Boone in New Orleans. The Hitler scene. Uh, B.J.'s audition, specifically the bad line reads, that's kind of... That's more of a breakout of the day. I, mean, yeah, I would yes, say that's, that's the Hitler scene. Part of, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to that scene. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, there are layers yeah. there. Uh, the part where you blow up the robots and your topless, blood-covered pregnant wife shoots a bunch of Nazis... <laughs> <laughs> Let me put it that way. Outlandish. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And the talk show ending. The I'm part gonna... the part where you blow up the robots and your topless blood cover pregnant wife shoots a bunch of Nazis is the part where I actually threw the controller down on the ground and just said, Oh fuck you. I was I was laughing. I was I was, yeah. I was almost tearing up by how stupid it was. Yeah, in a game full of like really outlandish uh, moments like that, uh, that the part came on, I'm like, This is like weirdly too far. Why do they keep putting yeah. her like their shirt catches on no, fire? Why do they keep sending her on these missions? Why, oh, why yeah, they, because well, they they don't have enough people. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. you oh, have, that's they a have pretty to. full submarine. Um, <laughs> I like that they send her on missions. That's great, yeah. but like, I think it's like you she's know, she's also a good like marksman. You know, she's a she's a good soldier. So wait, her, her shirt actually does catch on fire. Yeah. That's yeah. why she pulled okay. it off. So, yeah. so I missed that part. Uh, oh yeah. So yeah. to me, it was just like she's just like, and it's like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, cool, whatever. Hormones, man. Wild. Like, I literally thought that that was what they were trying to say, and I was like, this is weird. I just love that BJ's lady there, just like. Uh, I have chosen the correct woman. He's like, I'm, I'm into this. Uh, Let me tell you from experience, it's it's a great moment when your wife is like gunning down on yeah. and stuff and just covered in blood. Yeah. And they, they, I mean, they kind of work up to it. Like she call when she's like calling him and stuff. She's like, she's like, I miss you. You know, I really miss you. And just like implies like, I. I'm getting horny or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then yeah. It's like, the, didn't she do that? And then everyone was on the phone with her. yeah. Everybody, yeah. everybody else is listening in. in. Yeah, yeah. She accidentally got horny on the group text. So I, <laughs> I, I figured this that the main, uh, yeah. <laughs> I figured that the implication there was that she was gonna die. Uh, so yeah. that would be that they were just building up to that. Uh, and it was like, okay. So when they didn't do that, I was like, okay, good. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, this what they did instead is weird. But again, I did not see her shirt fucking caught on fire. Oh, uh, it, I just watched it. It, my, it is easy to miss. Yeah, minor correction here. She's not shooting a bunch of Nazis. She's, she's shooting one of the Nazi grenade. robot dogs. Yeah, and right. she's dual wielding. I'm going to say Nazi guys. robot yeah. dogs. Yeah, still a Nazi. They're yeah. still in the yeah. party. Okay. They knew what they okay. were getting okay. into. Just want to make sure we're absolutely accurate on these. This is a cool game. Yeah, there's, 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 a word, there's a word for people who work with Nazis, and it's Nazi. So, so here's one clarification I would like to break out here out of all the ones we have right now. Does confronting your father specifically just tie to the scene where you were talking to your asshole dad before uh, you inevitably fucking uh, you chop his arm off? It's, the whole, it's that whole scene. Yeah. Because so, even say, like the flashbacks beforehand? Uh, I mean, that's the build-up to right, this okay. Yeah. I specifically I like, like the payoff of just, but like, super murdering him. There's the, there's the payoff of super murdering him, but then there's also the part right after that where you are literally fighting Nazis <laughs> yeah, in your this. childhood home yeah, that I mean, is that, being suspended above the oh, air by right. hundreds of feet. I think, yeah. I think we could kind of tie that whole thing. Okay, yeah, that's a real one-two punch. Because there. I mean, <laughs> because the the real the real impact of that scene is not oh you killed your dad. It's your dad fucking collaborated with and yes. betrayed yeah. you. Pulled out your mom in, in a spot where most games would be like here's the spot where they go like oh well. You know, he he just felt he was doing what he had to right. do. No, they right. and, and, and here he is, like trying trying to apologize. Like, no, they just fucking like he, fuck he, he, he just quadruples down on it. And yeah. You go, I'm going to fucking murder. And they do that right after they they you know you are walking through the home. You're having that little gone home moment where you're finding all the different memories and stuff. And the thing about I liked about that part, like heavy handed as it is. Like, they are definitely portraying, import, like, painting the portrait of how shitty of a dad that dude is, but they even go to the trouble of actually putting a little bit of a, like, mildly happy memory in there to show that, like, hey, even abusive pieces of shit, sometimes there are moments in there that you can latch onto and go, hey, there's something, like, he oh, was the BB a, occasionally part? he was a dad. Was that when he was asleep and he goes up and sits uh, next to him on the bed? Yeah, oh. and there's, like, he's talking about the monsters, like, down in the basement or whatever, oh, and so right. they all go down there with the guns, like, looking for the monsters, like, hey, do you see him? Do you see him? Yeah, yeah. Like, they they really illustrate that stuff really well, and then when you actually confront him, like, it makes that stuff way more impactful. He's not just, like, a comic book villain. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, he was the monster. I would also say it's not just that that scene illustrates that he sold you and your mother out, but for how little he sold you out. Yes. Because all he says is, hey, I got a nice farm upstate or whatever. Like, 
They didn't make him a millionaire. He didn't become a high-ranking Nazi right. party official. He's like a, they gave his him name being drugged through the mud as well. He, was, they, he yeah. was a dude who was, by all accounts, generally a failure as a human being, and all they did was just put him in a place of mild comfort. Right, right. Yeah. Like, like, like it's just saying, like, here, here's how little people will sell out their yeah. own society for. Like, it's, it's actually incredibly powerful. Yeah, and that's the stuff that game does incredibly well, is like, they, you know, as cartoonish as it can be and how desperate it sometimes can be to dunk on Nazis at all costs, like... They actually spend some time really kind of illustrating the ways in which society, you know, gives itself over to that kind of shit. Yeah. And that's, you know, the Roswell scene does a really good job of that, too, in a lot of different ways. Ugh. Yeah. Where does the, uh, the special break out? Oh, God. Oh, fuck. How do we not even put it on there? The I death thought, of Super Special. I thought that was the oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Hang on. Yeah. Oh, I, I will put that. I tried I didn't, to, I didn't I tried to fit into what, like, some of these overlap so the much. Room. I tried to put all, no, they're kind that's of. That's pre-courtroom. They sort of lead yeah. together. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like that's still a distinct moment. I tried to put all these in chronological order, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would be in between there. I guess let's just call it the death of Super Special. So, like, that, that scene for me was definitely a point of, uh, like, a, I thought we were getting out of there. Really? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as he totally. like gets to the second detail of the plan, and he's like, like really specifically going down this list of exactly how he's going to get done. you out, I'm like, oh, is this, this is either he sold you out, and he's like trying mm. to fuck you, or he's about to die, or this is a dream. Oh, really? I was like, this, this is too specific of a plan. I thought we were out, and then like once he went down, like once he once he is killed, I wasn't sure where the game was going after that. Mm. Like I wasn't sure exactly yeah. what like we were gonna do. Like, wow, is yeah. this like a really dark it's ending? A, it's a great double whammy of like you think like they they swerve you twice there, yeah. Yeah. over the course of like ten minutes, yeah, uh, real hard. Because yeah. uh, you know, again, it's like playing against type. Like most video games of this nature, like you're captured, you immediately escape and gun a bunch of people mm-hmm. down. Uh, over the course of like one cutscene, so for this to like build it up all the way to the point where they're chopping your head off and then you get out. Yeah. Uh, so I I wanted to point out that every so everything from nuking Roswell to your father to the death of Super Smash to the courtroom dream sequence and then you having your head cut off, <laughs> saved in a crazy madcap caper. Yeah. And then bolted onto a genetically engineered Nazi super soldier body. <laughs> all takes place in the space of like maybe an hour. Yeah. yeah. So like, well, like th- depending on how long it, that courtroom well, yeah, yeah, takes, yeah, that's yeah. one of the worst. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, game part is, of the so game. I, I just wanted to say like, if it really came down to it. You could make an argument for all of those things being a sequence. That's, that, uh, that was mm. my initial feeling was that it is best moment or sequence, and that sequence is so tied together in the way that it paces everything out, and the yeah. way that it's sort of like you know it builds and crescendo with your fucking head being dangled over a flaming fucking incinerator. By a little flying robot. And, and then fucking rescued by a drone and, and put in a jar. Like, On the Washington Mall. Yeah, like all that shit. Like oh, yeah. the way it, it, all the build up to that, I think is what makes that moment so crazy <laughs> and on top of everything else. One of my favorite things about it is too, it's like, the ultimate, the pin on it, the very last thing you do is like, hey, we found three big like upgrade points, or like, what, yeah. how do you want to upgrade yeah. your super body? Yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna be like, hey, remember this is a video like, game. Like, like, check yeah. this out. As annoying as the half health thing is for the first like half of that game, yeah. like yeah, the way that they story their way yeah. out of you not having enough health well, and like being on the verge of death is goddamn incredible. And, and it's it's a really good turn for that game too because like 
thematically, it was getting to be a bit much of like every five minutes, I'm going like, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. Spread your wings for me, Caroline. Time to get rid of can't tell her how dead I am. Two weeks. May I don't Three know. weeks. I'm murdering myself. Four weeks. I put the Nazi poison in my body. I, I, Five weeks. The only thing I, I will say... for a sandwich. <laughs> the only thing I will say in favor of all of that is that they did fix one problem from the first game with that, in that the first game, it was just veering all over the place tonally. This time, they just put all the sad stuff in the first half, <laughs> and then just turned all the bonkers shit in the yeah, second yeah. half. It turns into like almost like an exploitation film by the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they, may, they pay all that stuff off in a way that, like, like I said, it was getting to be a bit much yeah, in, sure. in the run up to that. Like, yeah. why do I have fifty health? <laughs> and then also, but at least I'm getting double armor from this weird armor. And then they just balance that out. Like, how about a hundred of each? And ultimately, <laughs> it's not much of a change. But right. Uh, but you look at it, and it feels very different. Um, and you get some more, you get some more abilities, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I, as tempting as it is to lump all that stuff yeah, together into one super should. sequence, individual. like I, I think the the confronting your father stuff is strong enough to stand on its own. Totally, totally. Uh, I, I mostly just wanted to point out how insane it is that those things are all yeah. packed so close together, yeah. and any one of those could win this category in another year. Like, I would maybe just rename confronting your father as going home again because I think it is that entire sequence yeah, of you sure, yeah. you walking around the house, you confronting him, and then also fighting Nazis in your airborne childhood home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Though I yeah, like that, that part, the house like turns on on its end yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh, rotating, God. yeah. yeah so cool. <laughs> I don't think these first two are, are particularly yeah. strong. Yeah. I, I think, I'd say even the first three. Death of Caroline is pretty fucked. Yeah. And, and also it's very fucked, but like... Especially coming out, like I finished New Order like hours before I started this game, and like she was one of the best characters in the first game, too, so to see her so graphically lose her head... And she was also in the first thirty minutes of that game. I was just like, "Fuck, man!" <laughs> she was also one of the only tie-ins to the Raven Software game, mm. which That's right. oh, yeah. Yeah. wow, yeah. Which, which is technically this is in the same universe yeah. as that, but yeah, yeah like it's crazy it, that she is really the only like major character that comes. Yeah, over. her her and Death's Head are I think the only two huh. that he dies in New Order. Oh, well, they yeah. wrapped that up. Oh, yeah, yeah, they did, <laughs> man. Uh, yeah, it's like a, it's a shocking death at the start. Yeah, of the game. yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's graphic, but I think it sets the tone for what's to come. It's not going to be top three. Yeah, but, but I just I really like Caroline. And I, I thought the wheelchair intro is like novel, but yeah. also yeah. I, I think fun. I think they did a good job of designing that level for that yeah, and making yeah, that yeah. that sequence yeah. feel like you are in kind of a powerless position while you're trying to to sneak your way through there. Whatever. But, I was yeah. rolling up and fucking. That's where I did all my stealth killing. Sure. <laughs> was while I was still in the wheelchair. <laughs> like the you're Which not. Which is powerless. an insanely yeah, so. good visual yeah. thing to think about. Just yeah, yeah. In, in a wheelchair. <laughs> and in a weird way, like I think the the walking around America thing would have been more impactful if they had actually gone back to it at some point. Yeah, yeah. Right. like it we felt like a weird chapter that like didn't really. Yeah, yeah. we talked about it in the previous category. It's just kind of one note, and very. Well, yeah. I think I think for me that was the part where you realize that there's there's a lot of complicit. Yeah. People, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Like, 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 I think sure. that's that's a, it's a really powerful moment. That, yeah. Like, it, you know, it, it, it's it's more explicit than yeah. a lot of the collectibles, which yeah. kind of tell yeah. the same thing. So that is kind of like this is this is one long it's one long flavor bit where every yes. step of the way you're hearing some conversation where people are like, oh, my, you're invited to the wedding, of course, blah yeah. blah blah, and then people like trying to frantically like, learn how's German, your German going while yeah. fucking wearing clan outfits. I, to I actually maybe my favorite thing about all that stuff though is how much the SS officers think that the 
clan dudes are actually a bunch of fucking morons. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Like they're I, a bunch of idiot rubes that can't learn German. I think it's kind of a bummer that they crammed uh, so much of that stuff just into that one section. Because Agreed. that stuff I find really interesting that they had spread that out throughout the game. Yeah. Instead of like, you know, when I'm walking around the bombed out New York, it's like, well, okay, yeah. this is actually kind of boring. They do spread it out throughout the game, but it's like, how it's it's all in collectibles. There. Right, you right. Know, and so sometimes it, in like enemy conversations that you right. get here and there. But like, yeah, that was the thing for me was like, it did feel like they were trying to cram as much of the fucked up Americana as they could into a yeah. very tight sequence. So you end up with these just this cavalcade of moments where you end up like you were talking about the wedding scene. It's like, yeah, no, they're talking about coming to the wedding. Oh, by the way, also we're going to the slave auction next weekend if you want to come. Like they just kept piling stuff like that on top of it. After a while, it just felt like this is so over the top that I, I, I don't know, man. Like all the storefronts where it's like, oh, here's the Abbey Road cover, but the, the German I, yeah, thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. the notion of over the top exists in this game. Yeah, it's over top, over the top, even for what they're trying to do. I thought that's fair. Hmm. And I think there's a, there are also other moments that I, I felt more strongly. Right. Yeah, like I, I was going to put on here, like there's there's instances of enemy dialogue and stuff like oh, that sure. around the game. Where they, yeah. Like like th- there's one conversation, I think it's when you're in the middle of the Roswell sequence, like yeah, when you're which, going to the train. exactly what you're talking Wait, about. It, the, the, the crux of the conversation is basically two Nazis saying so much for the tolerant left. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you're just like, <laughs> And then they talk about like go, signing up for the death squad. Just like, oh, these, ter- right. like, yeah. oh, these, yeah. these terrorists yeah. just can't tolerate differences of political Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you go on the raid. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty awesome. Um, All right. That so. said, the part where the Nazi does chide the guys for not knowing German well enough <laughs> is, is is really good. Really good. All right. I, I cut the top. Okay. Did the uh, milkshake scene do anything for you guys as well? Like the diner. It's okay. not bad. Yeah. The like okay. mom ushering out the kid and okay. That part was okay. I think the the bit with Super special afterward is much yeah. more memorable, yeah. where he's just yelling about aliens. Yep. That part's <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you have a fire extinguisher nuke. Yeah. I, uh, uh, and, like, you just being like, it's, it's not aliens, man. <laughs> it's not aliens. Of course it's fucking aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think about it! His response to you finding, uh, him finding out that you have a, a fire extinguisher nuke is yeah. so good. <laughs> oh. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah, he's a good character. And his death sequence is, is super good. Like, I was talking to, to Austin a little bit about that one. And he was like, it's one of the most Coenzian things I've seen in a video game ever. Yeah. Like, it is like a Coen's Brothers fucking farce yeah. tragedy. It's sad. Sure. It's very sad. Um, I think we could probably get rid of Fräulein Eagle's boning that dude in summary. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I think it's funny, I, but it was yeah. like funny in the trailer. I, I, yeah. I, I put it in there just because of how tossed off it is. Like, yeah. they, they don't actually, bar- they barely notice that it's happening. Like, they, something else is actually yeah. going on yeah. at that time. That's not right. the point of the scene. It's just like they roll up and they're like, hey, we need the submarine. Yeah. Get out. Get the hell out of there. <laughs> the guy just shrugs. Yeah, yeah, I think like, it's a little more like, get the fuck out of there. Well, yeah, yeah. but like, yeah. it's just so casually treated, you know, it's not yeah. like, aha, look how funny this is. It's just like, no, yeah. that's what these characters are. I think that whole relationship is kind of interesting. Yeah, actually, this, this makes me remember the 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 Engels scene at the end. Yeah, yeah. he like she's finally like, stops. Like, fuck you. He finally she's stops like, taking oh, yeah. stops taking shit from yeah. Grace and everybody else. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's a pretty good moment for because you start to think that this is going to go like, oh well, she's going to betray them at the end of the game. Right, right, uh, right. Yeah, yeah, that's totally where I thought it was going. Yeah, that's, like, a, that's he, a pretty good scene. They yeah. play against type really well across this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, totally. In terms of just like the way storytelling in games usually works. Yeah. Um, absolutely. That's the thing. Like, the, other than the the big thing in the middle where your your head is a, is the, the central you know piece of all of that. Like, there aren't really any like big twists in this game, which I kind of admire. Yeah. Like, they don't like try and throw any of the major characters. Like you said, like you know, there's no heel turn in there for them. Like, they they seem to like their characters too much to want to do that, which I appreciate. Yeah, there's really no betrayal. No, at all. Or they're saving it all up for the end. That's also um. possible. But yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't like the talk show ending. 
I didn't either. I really? Uh, I like, like, creeping around in the rafters and, like, and just knowing what's about to happen. Like, oh, I'm about to super kill her. Uh, and, like, they're just completely oblivious. And and the, like, standing crowd. Yeah. Like, the cardboard stuff. I thought that was really I mean, I think they're, like, monologuing in front of the camera. Dude, that was. Oh, right. Really? At the end, yeah. (laughs) Crashing a national broadcast and declaring the revolution. I I thought that was pretty crazy. No, just the, like, the the kind of extended monologues that they had after, like, where everybody had their piece. It it felt like Mm -hmm. the end credits, like, thing in the, like, the upper left corner of, like, an end credit thing of, like, a, Dom DeLuise film. Yeah. Like, okay. These bleeds, bleeds right here. Yeah. That'd be even better. Uh, <laughs> Did you see both of them? What's that? Oh, there's, there's two different like oh. monologues. Yeah, depending on which character you yeah. have. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Wyatt uh, one was maybe a little too America one. is already great for my taste. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. I didn't see that one. I also I feel like that scene is just maybe like an example of them uh, maybe trying a little too hard to dunk on the Nazi stuff. Like the 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 talk show set with the the cardboard audience and stuff like is kind of funny, but like. I feel like they spend a lot of that game trying to satirize the ways in which the Nazis are just idiots and fucking, you know, and, and, you know, their propaganda machine is sort of propped up by this very flimsy notion of what they're doing. And, like, to a point, that is fun. But by the end of it, I was just like, when when they got to the talk show, it was just kind of shrugged. I was like, all right. That's yeah. fine. I don't know. I still like that they were in front of a cardboard set. Yeah. Like, he yeah. pieces of shit. Sure. <laughs> I, I like the, the Cronenberg-esque stuff with like uh, Engels. Like, like the hatchet it, it, yeah. like happens yeah. a couple of times in yeah. that game where they yeah. really kind of let that camera linger. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, I mean, it was in the first one, too, uh, like when she gets her job popped mm-hmm. off. Yeah. Uh, but that was also just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I know we're looking for like just rewards here, but like... Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> the sure, thing sure. I liked about the the stuff at the end of the game, them talking to camera, is that it is ramshackle and thrown together because it, you, you're left with the impression that none of them thought of this moment. Right. Yeah. And yeah. there's like, uh, you, you yeah, say, you know, like this is, uh, and I think that that sure. makes it, me like those characters. It, it plays off more, but there was definitely just like one of those things of like, boy, if I were watching this, I'd be like, yeah. you guys got need to get a speech together. I mean, I think BJ has like a pretty good speech, but then everybody else just comes up and does their bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, you know, listen, how do you end that game? Like, <laughs> with a cool the 60s, song. And right. most people are not on camera very often. So, like, think of it that way. That's right. They didn't have their YouTube channel. Yeah. It's, also, it's also the middle chapter of a trilogy. Yeah, again, like, And that's right. how yeah. they end the middle chapter. That's what I'm saying. Like, how do you yeah. end that game? Yeah. Like, with all the, like, climaxes in that game, yeah. like, how do you have yeah. one more? Yeah. Uh, also, since this is a very competitive category, we have to point out that the song that immediately follows <laughs> that is horrendous. Oh, yeah. It's the, it could have been better. It's one of the worst things in video games this year. <laughs> like, worst moment um, or sequence, the end credits. Yeah, that might <laughs> yeah. be harsh, but yeah. it's not good. I would, I would probably... It's not good. Um, I All think right. you could probably also get rid of the part where you blow up the robots and your topless, blood-covered pregnant wife. Oh, I agree. I agree. I like it. I, I think it's fun. I don't think it's, it's top, top three. But I don't think it's top three. three. Look at the like, other stuff on this list. It's super fun, but it's not impactful in the same yeah. way like... Yeah the courtroom dream sequences and you're going through and you're like, yeah, this is like any other video game. I'm going to bust out just at the last mm-hmm. minute. I'm going to kill a bunch of dudes. And then it's like, no, you're not. You're going to yep. die. Yep. Like that's so much more impactful than like, oh, there's a funny moment. Look at my wife and her boobs. Yeah, yeah right. I agree. That, that Look moment. at my pregnant with twins wife. Yeah. It's funny. It's, it's cool. Like I love that character. but Two M4s. Yeah. Nice. I mean, like <laughs> that moment is just crazy, but there's a lot of moments on here that are crazy right. and also have something to say. Yeah, that, that moment was just them cutting loose and finally giving into their <laughs> urge to just make a pulp novel cover, yeah. Yeah. and that was it. Totally. It's awesome, but mm, yeah. there's a lot of stuff on this list. Uh, I this is probably tied into the Hitler scene, but the funniest part of that game is BJ. For me, was BJ reading those 
uh, dumb lines line. after they're all smeared on his oh, hand. Yeah. 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 Uh, the, the, the wrong line reads, like you said, are, are really I, good. There's something about the way when you pick the wrong line and he just looks at his hand for a while <laughs> and then just, he, like, knows that you picked the wrong line for him and, like, just <laughs> looks up at, like, the lady and looks back <laughs> and then reads it so deadpan. <laughs> I just, I his line so, reading reminded me of of Brad Pitt in Glorious Bastards, <laughs> trying to do the accent, it's right? Like, yeah. <laughs> so I, what happens if you pick a wrong line? You get shot. You get okay. Shot. I figured, like I Halo just pulls it. out a gun and shoots you in the head. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah, that stuff's awesome. But we should talk about the part scene. of the scene. Yeah. Yeah. It, I was, it might be tied in. I, yeah, I, 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 I did. I had some other, not. I like. I thought there was. Some stuff in this whole Hitler scene that just was like too campy mm, for me. That was I, like, like I somebody vomiting and can't. Agree. I loved all that. Stuff. I can't agree. I don't know. I feel like I've seen so many like, oh, here's another like incompetent, stupid old Hitler who's like ultra violent. Like I feel like I've seen that in media again and again and again, which is like fine. I get it, but I don't think it's doing anything all that new in Wolfenstein. Yeah, like, like what, what is another example? I, yeah, yeah. Like, bastards. Eh. He was just Hitler in a yeah. movie theater there. Like, yeah. Warner like, Brothers cartoon like, I think, from I that think era. It's the right, what is that one thing that it's like fat Hitler barfing into a bucket? What? That's like from an old time video. That's like a real thing. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was I'm going to Google fat Hitler barfing into a bucket. I mean, there certainly have been like portrayals of Hitler as like being that fucked up or whatever. Sure, yeah. I, guess, like, I think why, I, I, why he hits in this is because like this is so he's what 80 something yeah, years old. Something. The the work up him as you know in all the like whenever you hear something about Hitler on the news in the background is always about you know our glorious leader the oh, strong yeah. and oh, powerful yeah. Hitler. Absolutely. I think this, this yeah. scene because they take it to such extremes it functions as this takedown of personality cults. Yeah. Oh for sure. Like, treat it as, I, as like the, you know a godlike yeah, figure I know, and here he is pissing right. in the, the propaganda versus the reality. Yeah. Like, like yeah. I get all that part but it was definitely yeah it was definitely like it's, they went very very far with it totally and I think you have to at that point because they're on Venus like yeah. like look at the heights that the <laughs> Nazis have reached here and look at how pathetic their god emperor is yeah I, like I'm not saying that I need like you know a reverent version of Hitler in this and I'm I'm totally fine with them them dunking on him to some degree I just think that the degree to which they went to it like it became so distracting after a while it's like oh, wait, how many man. different ways can yeah, we make I this man seem incontinent and useless point. dude it's fucking I, Hitler there, know, are, yeah. there is no such yeah. thing as too many ways I, I really appreciate how unsubtle the game is yeah, yeah very they unsubtle. just went yes. so far so with I, that when I, I, think, I think that's why I was just breaking that out for a bit because the laundry thing is so subtle that's the thing, it, it, is yeah. a, it is like the most subtle thing in the entire moment. Also, I think there's there's it's an interesting mix there because you you really get the menace and madness of Hitler and this whole thing out of his it. Paranoia, because, yeah, the, the paranoia, Jews, like so. every every yeah, exactly, like mm-hmm. like that type of you know, and especially like in, in these eighties, you know, after the end of the war has the only been, has only gone fucking crazier. Yeah. When you think about, you know, the the something closer to the reality of of Hitler's last days yeah. and what people say about that uh and then you you map that out another couple of decades like yeah, like this yeah. stuff actually doesn't seem that far yeah. fetched anymore. Hitler yeah. living on Venus. <laughs> well, yeah. maybe the Venus part, yeah. maybe. I mean, yeah, uh, is really good for his like asthma. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> also the the way he's written like don't this is gonna sound terrible, but <laughs> if you've ever read passages from Mein Kampf, like they nail that fucking like idiotic pomposity, like the, that manner of speech where he fucking really thinks a lot of his ideas and his idea, like like they nail all that stuff. Like it's, it sounds like pitch perfect. Like it's it's. I think it's, it's a good scene. I think also, some, of, some of it was uh, more bombastic than others. If, but. if this is me making my stand for this scene, okay. I'm gonna play you a clip from it right now. Okay. All right. All right. Wherever uh, the speakers you, are on you, the, you've brought a clip. 
other side can of the thing. Can I see? Well, you don't really need to see it. It's a goddamn. Can you just send it to Jason? Yeah, have Jason. Yeah, Jason, can you play this? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I, I don't think a stand has to be made for like this scene this is in this category. category. Yeah, I totally yeah, agree. I, I, yeah, yeah, thousand percent agree. Yeah, I, mean, I, also, I also did not. I, I liked the did not mind and kind of liked when he beats the crap out of that guy in the actual audition. Yeah, yeah so he just like, like murders him terribly. Yeah, well, yeah. all right, and then lays down. So, I mean, that's another facet of this thing that I think is really well done is how it walks this line between like like macabre and hilarious. Yeah, like like. Every time yeah. you shoot somebody, like it's it's incredibly grotesque. But I was also like laughing my ass off. Like <laughs> yeah. it's a really uncomfortable it's feeling weird. to be laughing at what's happening. And then when he's napping and you just lightly kick him and he dies. Yes. <laughs> also the fact. That, <laughs> oh yeah, there's an achievement for, yeah, ki- for kicking Hitler in the I, I don't think he's napping. He's like laying down because he can't stand it. Yeah, no energy anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, w- I wish you did more than kick. You should like just drop on him like that. <laughs> You stomp his fucking you head out. Yeah. Yeah. I actually Wait, really. I wish that animation was more involved. Actually, I yeah, thought that I. I feel like I did like a, a, a little tiny kick or something, and he it's, died. It's not as. It's like you kick his face, and it's like uh, you're, dead, yeah, you're yeah. dead. I actually don't know if I touched Hitler during that part. At all, so you don't have that achievement then. I don't think I do. Okay, okay. I don't think I realized I could do that. Oh yeah, oh, that, that was, was the like first the first thing I did. You get control of my. I bet I can kill Hitler. Yeah, time paradox. Yeah, I feel like that's a time machine test right there. I missed out on my chance to kill Hitler. I am very sorry. Okay, listen to this, and tell me. Okay, listen to this. Also, the thing I was thinking of with the fat Hitler barfing was just a fat man barfing that had a mustache. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I also really like how BJ looks with that mustache. Yes. (laughs) Okay, hold up. Oh, yes, mein Fuhrer. And my children have read it, too. I loved it, Mr. Hitler. Super good. Mr. Hitler. And see me. Listen to this guy's accent. Listen to this guy's voice and tell me what you come away from this with. Make it a little louder, Jason. Not Hitler, the other guy. Oh. I am so sorry, my Führer. I'm an idiot. No, my Führer. No, no, my Führer. I'm, I'm from Arizona. Okay, you don't get to hear a ton of his voice there. Okay, you can stop now. Red. Do you know who that is? No. It's Ronald Reagan. Uh, oh, are you serious? Yeah, that that actor, the first that guy, actor the first guy that Hitler kills in that oh, scene really? is Ronald what? fucking Reagan. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's amazing. Like, I just saw people like right before we started how recording they, this. Uh, like, how did how did that? This is just from the voice. Well, he introduces like because you can you can walk around and talk to all the actors before the scene, and he introduces himself as Ronald. Oh. And when you know that, or if you figure it out, and then you go back and listen to it, it's, it's painfully obvious. I from totally the voice. did not make the connection. Also, when I was uh, it. also there is a uh, if you before you start the scripted part of that scene, there's a collectible on the desk that you can read that's uh, a call sheet, call sheet uh, yeah. and the last entry is Ronald and like there's like a coffee stain over the last name wow that's really good and the description of the of the, of the actor like makes it very apparent who it is and oh wow given their history of you know putting interesting historical pop culture figures yeah. into different contexts that I, I should have realized that that's they, really they, good they wrote a scene in which Adolf Hitler murders Ronald Reagan <laughs> On Venus. On Venus. <laughs> in cold blood. movie audition. <laughs> yeah. Holy yeah. yeah, like, shit. What, what the fuck is this game? Yeah. Is Ronald Reagan from Arizona? I believe he is. Wow. Oh, that's so good. Holy shit. Um, I think... Okay. 
That seems good. Uh, I think the nuking Roswell and guitar kicking in as you ride off on your stupid circle scooter thing is really funny, and I really appreciate it, but it's not like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, the rest. it's like yeah. the topless scene. Like, it's a great little moment, but <laughs> right. it is not the, the top three. Uh, I also feel that way about Horton Boone. I think Horton Boone is a really neat character, and yeah. I think that the... The way they introduce him and his motley crew is pretty good, but I wish there was more of him and them in the game. Yeah, they definitely left leave you wanting more out of out of Horton yeah, specifically. He but of but that said, the cutscene of you getting into a, like a fucking political argument with yeah. him yeah. as fucking the yeah, rest of his posse yeah. is shooting people and you're so, freaking and you're just getting fucking yeah. wasted. <laughs> also, the, like that's a great fucking moment. Also, the clarinet. Well, so apparently there's right. different versions of the scene depending <laughs> yes. on which character you have. But if you have Fergus. He tells his fuck so like the Nazis are coming and their sharpshooter lady is like taking him down and he tells their clarinet player to start playing. Yeah, and, like, I believe that happens in the wild. And, and then yeah. and then the political argument they're having is is over which which faction of the center and left was at fault for the Nazis coming to power. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, it's not bad. It's I, a really good sequence. I think that's I think that's one of my favorite sequences in the game. It's honestly, very it's, strong. It's amazing. It's very. I think strong. it's really carried by the character, and I, I feel like they don't do enough with. Him afterwards, which which was a disappointment. I mean, I guess yeah. that's not a knock against the yeah. scene directly, but I, I you know, I, I feel like I feel like it it kind of came and went, and I was more excited to just learn more about these people because I had seen such an awesome scene with them rather than the scene itself being super compelling. Like to me, the three on here is is going home again and confronting your father, the death and return of B.J. Blazkowicz and the Hitlers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. yeah. 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 I, 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 guess, I just hate that combat. Yeah, yeah. 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 They, yeah. I guess I played it on easy, so no. I didn't really that have that been issue. Better. Yeah, like everything minus the combat there is really good. <laughs> well, I just yeah. think it's so powerful to like go into a scene that feels like any other video game scene before. Of like, yeah, of course I'm going to break out of this thing, and then to like completely not. Like, yeah. that was the turning point in the game for me, more so mm. than the death and return of him, especially because you can see, like, not that it wasn't, like, a huge moment, but you can see his bot, like, the Nazi body without a head before you get it. So mm. I feel like I sort of saw okay. it coming. Oh, yeah. yeah there, you can't. That, it's, that, in it's in a tank, and yeah. then also, I mean, the, the cat yeah. with the head, you're like, yeah, okay, the cat this part, is, the cat part happening. Was, was good. I, like, I, I missed I, the body. Yeah, it's in there. So at first I was like, oh, they're going to bring Caroline back? But I was like, no, they smashed her head. I don't know yeah. what's going to happen here. And then it was like, oh, they cut his head off. Yeah. They're going to bring him back. Like, to me, actually, it, it, I think more than any other part of that, I think the courtroom dream sequence and the death and return, like, those moments are are inextricably linked into that oh, yeah. sequence. I mean, I think there is, uh, isn't there a hard cut between meeting your mother and, like, the execution scene? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you go back to the courtroom and yeah. they, they sentence you to death. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, the, okay. the real courtroom. Yeah. Right. Doesn't he realize he's dreaming when he's, like, uh, with his mother and he's like, oh, mm-hmm. this isn't real, is it? Right. It's yeah. like, I mean, you as a player realize it, too, when you see his mother and you're like, yeah. oh, this was There's no way she's there yeah. and also... Yes still the, the original age that she was when you left home. Right. right. Also, your father all but said that she has been murdered. Right. Yeah. At that point. I don't know. That courtroom sequence it's good. was a turning point. It is good, me. but yeah, that combat really holds it back. Yeah, that's too bad. I don't know. I guess, uh, yeah, I played on easy, so I didn't have that issue, but... I, I think the death of Super Smash is, is a really good scene. It's well written. Mm-hmm. That that character in the, the limited moments that he has are are very strong. Uh, but I, I don't think it's top three. Yeah, I kind of agree with your top three. The going home, the the Hitler scene, and the death and return. Yep. I think death, death and return is so dumb. <laughs> it's yeah. spectacular. It's like, it's like Ocean's Eleven like for a, level yeah. of fucking <laughs> dumb. For a game that goes dumb. <laughs> 
And then, like, yeah, the, like, hijinks part of, like, well, like that, she came up with the idea, yeah. I mean, really, like, you like know. At some point, like, that, that was the moment where I realized, like, this whole game actually is kind of an Ocean's Eleven level of dumb. Yeah, they like, it's this ensemble cast yep. of is just goofballs. <laughs> Uh, extremely, yeah. Was, yeah. And they're talking to your head in the jar, like, "Hey, which cool upgrade do you want?" Yeah. Right. That that to me was like, like super fucking Robocop type shit. <laughs> yeah. Picking one of three upgrades, and the upgrades are so ridiculous. It's like stretchy legs, tiny yeah. body. Yeah. yeah. And you're just his head looking back and forth. <laughs> and like, mm, yeah. And I like, definitely <laughs> kept waiting for the catch, but like, no, you just have this awesome new body <laughs> yeah. that like, works perfectly, and it's like, oh, just don't detach your head. Like that's it. <laughs> Like, there was no, it seemed like there was no downside. And he's super happy after. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, like, I feel great. Yeah. Like, I, I get a new body. I get to watch my children grow up. This is great. Everything's coming up, BJ. <laughs> it's a couple of Nazis. Yeah. Yeah, it's so silly and dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I really am, I'm, I'm actually advocating that we should tie the courtroom stuff into that because I, I think that mm. whole sequence has to work together. I think it is the buildup of those moments together into that 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 trial. If you go that far, I think I think you have to get everything. Yeah, from but I just feel like they are separate moments. Yeah. like I I had a separate reaction to both of those. Yeah, yeah. me too. All right. Yeah, I think the execution <laughs> sequence is its own thing. Yeah. I like, screamed. So, I fucking screamed well, uh, when I, I saw what they were doing. Yeah. When I saw what they were doing, when you're laying on the thing and they're acting like they're going to execute you, I was just thinking of all the possibilities. Like, totally, okay, am I going to totally. bust out? Is this going to be another courtroom yeah, thing? And then yeah. I grab their gun and stab yeah. that guy. And then, like, the thing comes down, and it was the moment where yep. you just see the head with, like, the blood dripping out the bottom. Yeah. It's like, is you're this going to be like, am I playing as a different character? Right, yeah. 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 There's a bit there where you're like, oh, is this going to flash forward and I'm going to be playing as the twins? Yeah. yeah. Like, where does this go? Yeah. I didn't think for a second, like, I know they had clues and stuff ahead of time, but I didn't really pick up on them. Yeah, because it's like, well, he's super dead. His head is off. Yeah, totally. I had missed that body, so I didn't see it coming when they beheaded him. And then once they, they cut to the like rewinding and everything, it's like, wait, what are they doing here? And then I started thinking about the cat, and it's like, oh, fuck. That's how it could have happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really what a thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I like the three you suggested. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. I think the courtroom scene is great, but I appreciate that the combat maybe brings it down. It's like a, it's a really cool idea that I wish they'd executed sure. better, I guess. Yeah. Like, especially for like a fantasy of like you just taking everybody out. Mm-hmm. Like, that was I probably mean, one on of the. Easy, I had that, so. <laughs> oh, man. Even yeah. on Easy, like, I found that sequence yeah. like weirdly no, difficult for no what it was. Yeah. I, mm. I really like, like, grabbing a minigun and just shooting the heads off of like Hitler statues down that whole hallway. Oh, like, there's yeah. some pretty fun, like, power fantasy stuff there. And with a few tweaks, it would have been perfect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. A dual minigun. So is the death and return number one? I, I kind of like. I, I, I think it's the Hitler scene. I think it's yeah, the Hitler, the Hitler scene. scene. I actually I think it's know. the death and return. I think it's the death and return. Yeah. That's like the biggest moment in the game. Like By the far. Hitler scene is like. I don't know. I don't want to say it's a novelty, but it's like it's not. It's important to the story, but like not in the same way the death and return is like. Like the death and return is the complete tonal shift of that game. It is everything that they have been building up to, and then they make that turn, and it's insane and amazing, and then. You know, after that, like, yes, there's some, like, the Hitler scene is, like, a a fascinating and funny moment, but I don't think it, it compares necessarily. I, so many this layers like to it. like, most important Wolfenstein moment in yeah. the sequence, though. This is, like, best. If, if you were to tell people about, like, the best part of the game. That's the part I, I, think, I tell them about yes, is the death. I, I would tell them about yeah. the part where you can kick Hitler to death after he shot somebody for reading a line ra- 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 wrong. On Venus. <laughs> 
in his yeah. <laughs> on Venus where Hitler murdered Ronald Reagan for uh, calling a, him Mr. Hitler in a movie on, on Venus. On Venus. Okay, I guess for me, like the Ronald Reagan thing, yes, big. But I feel like that scene didn't surprise me in the same way that well, like the death I, and return surprised me. I I don't know. Like I was super excited about that scene from the moment I realized what they were doing when they said, "Oh, this actor is auditioning for this thing," and then you can see the gears turning. Like, oh, I got an idea. I mean, and, like I was already excited about the like going undercover as an actor playing myself. Yeah. 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 And then it's like, oh, I'm going to Venus? Okay, that's weird and cool. And then it's like, oh, there's Hitler. Okay, and then it's just weirder from well, there. Well, so you realize, like, okay, like, in the, the mission before that or whatever, you, like, all the senior leadership evacuates to Venus. Like, you, you do, when you get that script, it says, by A-H. And you're like, oh, all right, oh. okay, all right. And he really is just Howard Hughes in that scene. Like, he's making totally. movies yeah. and using yeah. his mind. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that the functional Nazi leadership at that point has relegated him to some bullshit <laughs> yeah. vanity project. Yeah, yeah. he's too fucking far gone and idiotic to actually run the Empire anymore. And I, I like those line reads. I also like when the guy, is the, the, the actor who doesn't get it, goes in there and gets bopped in the face. And it's like, ah! Yeah. Oh! <laughs> hey! My nose! You broke my nose! <laughs> and then he just like so casually shoots that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's horrible. Like I said, it, it, it's like, yeah, very darkly comic. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a, like a fucking real menace to totally. the whole thing. Yeah. Like I was uh, not like happy with myself for laughing at it on some level. It, it felt, it felt bad. I guess maybe I just didn't have quite that same feeling with yeah. it where it's like, I think the comedy is so over the top that I never got that real sense of menace. Like even when he was shooting those dudes, I was like, well, of course he is. Like it's fucking, yeah, exactly. it's cartoon Hitler. Of course he's just going to murder people with reckless abandon. Yeah. I was not surprised by it. I guess yeah. my main thing. And, like, I know other people found it a lot funnier. I guess I didn't do the funny line reads, so I, like, missed that whole thing. Um, I don't know. I think I think it's so impactful that, like, your main character dies and then doesn't <laughs> die. They solve the issue that the first half of the game was having with, like, the low health. Like, and you can, that like, seems like such a big moment. And you can tease back to the ways in which they, they sort of foreshadowed what they were going to do there. Yeah. And, yeah. and the realization of that, I think, also is, is, is a big part of it. And I just, I don't know, like... I can't think of a game that made me just fuck it, or a part in any game this year that made my just fucking jaw drop yeah. open the right. way that yeah. moment totally. did, the it's, death and return part. And it's not like he dies and comes back in a way where it's like, oh, I got shot, and like it flatlined, but then, oh, wait, he's coming back to life. Yeah. Like, they chop your fucking head off on the Washington Mall and hold it up and, and drop, drop it into, it into, an into fire. Yeah, like, honestly, either of those, I kind of put those on the equal plane. I love both of those. Hmm. Yeah, they're... Uh... <laughs> If the death and return bit doesn't work, that whole game doesn't work. Like, that right. is the turn they are making. That is the thing they are building toward for, for half of that thing. Like, that is the theme they are running with, with the, you know, the sort of, like, obsession with, like, BJ's body and the ways it's breaking down and all that kind of shit. Stuff that's even, like, kind of alluded to in the first game. Like, Heather Alexandra wrote a really great piece about that on Kotaku. Like, it's, it, it, that, that moment, like, feeds into so much of what they're doing in that, in that series, not just that game. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you're you're right. It definitely does. Uh, it's it's hugely pivotal. And and yeah, there's there's something almost gleeful about like coming out the other end of that with like it. And he has this completely different attitude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it is a uh, singular piece of symbolism in that like he and the revolutionary effort are both born anew and ready to start go. You know, they're ready to go. Like it's all right. We are. Getting like health upgrades and robot legs. Yeah. It's like, Whoa. Okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, it it's it does only kind of serve that one purpose though. 
I mean, I think that one purpose is, yeah. like, hugely important to yeah. what that game right. is doing. And I think it's a bigger purpose than the Hitler scene. After, like, the first game with Jimi Hendrix showing up, I was just <laughs> like, okay, wh- who's going to be, like, the guy from historical context that they have in this game? Yeah. Who's going to be, like, their, oh, look, this guy's in it. And that, I'm, like, halfway through the game, nobody, three-fourths of the way through, you finally, like... Out of nowhere, it hits you like a dump truck. Like I, I didn't. I don't know. I was yeah. just. Like, I, I fully agree I had, with what Jeff said that like that scene is the reason this category exists. Like I yeah. is. It is maybe the most stunned I have ever been after a scene in a video game. Like, yeah, I, like I, the, I almost wanted the to turn it, scene? I almost wanted to turn yeah. it off. I felt so weird. I, I like after that I had to stop. Yeah, and, totally. and yeah. like yes. think about I it totally for a while. Put, I totally put the controller down after that scene was over because I was so uncomfortable. Like I, I paused it like multiple times along the way, going like I can't fucking believe this. <laughs> yeah, because like, like, they had Hitler. I don't understand. Well, like, like what happened? The, the context of that scene. Like because of course they have Hitler, and like you know you know that that trilogy ends with. Robot Hitler getting gunned down. Uh, they told us as much as E3. Um, but the way they introduce him and use him, uh, and like, like I said, it, it is not the comedy of it. Like, yeah. it is the comedy cut with the fucking insidious menace of, like, and, and how that true character. To his nature they are with, like, like what Brad was saying. Like, you, you compare his grandiose ideas, and, like, it's just like, Yes, you look, it, totally it's, it's this, it. yeah, it's this weird thing where you look at it and go like, it actually probably kind of could go down, right. like, could have gone that, down like, like that's this. what it is for me is that it's like it is the, I don't know how, how do you put it like this the danger of endowing one person with that kind of power taken to its logical extreme, and then, and, and then it becomes could, him pissing in a bucket in front right. of you because he doesn't give a shit. Right, that's not comedy. Or, that's like and he's eighty. It's, it's <laughs> right. You know, like it, it's like sad and terrifying. Yeah, that this person is allowed to get, has been allowed to get uh, away with this for this long. Yeah, so that's what I mean by the menace of it. Yeah, is it's like totally. Is it that that character like he's gone through such an extreme with those views. And people still uh, and people are still yeah. As, like as, the entire world has been taken over by this just fucking uh, this this leaky piece of shit. Yes, right. And, and I think that sets up like what you're fighting for. Yeah, like this is why you have to go and end this. And, and like I think the the menace part is what made those line reads so funny, which is like you just watched everybody get shot here. You know this guy's unhinged, and then you force your poor main character to say, "I will cake and batter you." Uh, right. Instead of the right line, knowing that he's gonna die, <laughs> and like you, ha- BJ knows you're giving him the wrong line, and like that to me was for some reason hilarious. It, it, it's not for some reason. Like the, the comedy of that scene is is like when when you do that stuff is is totally on point. Like that actor, like the way he almost sort of looks at the camera uh, when you do it, like is so is good. you can tell he's having a lot of fun with that bit. It's like so hesitant. And I feel like the cliche for having Hitler in a video game isn't this. It's like making him a big, terrible, bad guy with like, I mean, it's like, it's like Mecha Hitler, right? It's like, I've never seen Hitler in a, I mean, I've barely seen Hitler in video games, but I've rarely seen him in media where the Nazis are a powerful force as Hitler being depicted like this. Right, like I feel really? like I feel like I feel like they defy the cliche, they deconstruct the myth, like like they do everything they need to do with the scene. There's in, a, there's in, a bit in of defiance like, of what everything you would expect about it. There's a bit of like Joker esque, like just like completely unpredictable and that like I always thought the Joker was kind of like why is he such a vil- like a villain and then there was something I forget what I watched, but there was something where it was like, oh, because he could just he just kills anybody, right? It's like indiscriminate, and like there was a bit of like, why is this person a threat? And then I think this scene kind of like shapes sort of like this powerful guy who nobody will stand up to that is just indiscriminately killing everyone. Sure, sure, yeah. That is interesting to see play out 
uh, I did think they went like a little too far trying to like show him as a frail old man and like this thing that is. I like, think that's weak. crucial though because yeah, like, yeah. Like, like ultimately what it's saying is like this guy is only so dangerous because everyone around him allows him to. Be. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. But like you know, in also like the poop and fart joke way of like, okay, I get it. Like, like he should have just been had bad gas too. You know, like, like I think that's the thing that actually maybe undercuts it a little bit for me is that I have seen versions of this Hitler in other stuff before. You know, like I've seen Inglorious Bastards, which admittedly he's you know he's a minor character in that they don't like linger on him for too long, but they definitely make him out to be more of just right. like a rambling idiot than anything. But even if you've seen like Downfall, which is a very, you know, close portrait of what he was like at the end of the war, like they don't play that movie for laughs, obviously, but like they show what like kind of like a frail, paranoid idiot he is through a lot of that and how his decision making is essentially unmaking his own war machine. And like this to me felt like the fucking Zucker Brothers version of that, <laughs> where like they just... They they just turned it into complete slapstick, and I, I understand why they went with that, and I do think that some of that stuff works, but I don't think it completely played for me, because I feel like this is not necessarily a novel portrayal of Hitler, it's just the most over-the-top version that I've seen but in recent I, I, memory. I think that is crucial in a context where the Nazis have taken over the entire world with magical technology. Like, that is the logical extreme of all this, where sure. he has unchecked power and nothing ever stops him. It's, going to, to, that, it's yeah. going to become insane. I mean, and, like, couple that with, like, the part where, like, BJ is auditioning for himself in a movie about himself yeah. in the downfall. And, and how they write him as just this baby murdering, like, you know, like, the, like the content of that script for, that he wrote, right. is, yeah. is, you know, is... Yep. <laughs> fucking insane. Yeah. And I he, guess I'm not saying it's like a bad scene. No, it's not at all. I just, it didn't personally surprise me and I just think that the death and return of him is so pivotal to the entire game I think is my draw for mm. it. Like when I when I said that, you know, Wolfenstein 2 crashed into the best moment category in a spectacular way, like I was talking about the death and return scene. Like the, the Hitler scene was a thing that I knew we were going to be talking about, but I really didn't think like it had that much impact comparatively. I, I also don't think the like poop and pee stuff, I don't think it's just this like South Park, let's dunk on Hitler and make him like super feeble. Like that, yeah. you know, it's played for laughs, but also... If it is going to be Mecha Hitler, which it will, I mean, you've already seen his body is breaking down and stuff, and of course he would take his head off, and now he's got this super robot body. And especially with this whole game being about, you know, sort of like the transference of bodies yeah, and sort yeah. of, you know, the, right. the notion of immortality that they are trying to impart through the, you know, the fucking Aryan fucking, you know, uh, project here. I don't know. Like, I just feel like... I don't know. I, 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 I think that that scene is so amazing. And it's so surprising to me yeah. in the in the moment. I agreed, and then I saw the Hitler scene, and I was yeah. like, "Wow, they topped even that." I I, I mean, I I really liked that scene. I just felt like it went on a touch too long because you watched the Death and Return. Okay, because you watched the thing twice. Because you watch your head fall and die, and then you watch what really happened. And by, like, I I just I mean, I understand why they had to do it that way because of know. how they set it up. But it just it it's I was waiting kind of for the next part where I could start playing again. I don't know, man. Like, I, I feel like they, they, they do that, but I think it's it's actually done in a pretty concise way. Like, you know, they do a little bit of the Ocean's Eleven, like, well, here's how we really pulled it off. But it's like, I don't know, it's like maybe a minute total of that. And, I you know, like, that that to me was, like, not really the central component of any of that. It was it was more just the, the, the sheer surprise of sitting there waiting for the rescue that you think is going to come because it's a video game. Of fucking course your friends are going to come crashing in and save you. And then it's just chunk. Oh yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I agree that the, this is like even in comparison to all, everything in our next category, it's one of the best moments of the year. Yeah. But like, 
I don't know. If I had to pick out one criticism of the scene, it'd be that for me. And then I can't, I literally can't think of something I wasn't enjoying during the Hitler scene. Uh, like I have problems with both of them in like very minor ways, but they're all both, they're both very good. Yeah. Like I, I think the death scene, the actual head scene is a little deus ex machina of like, Oh, okay. You wrote in the return of your hero in this super sci-fi way, which is like maybe justified by some of the technology and story, but also like you have your hero. And then like the Hitler scene, I thought the, the like, Poopy Hitler was like, like maybe a little too much, like puking and gross, and just like, all right, I get it, all right, he's he's bad. I mean, also you have some agency in the Hitler scene, which I think is interesting, just in terms of like the interactivity and the death and return. That most of the death stuff, I don't even remember where we're starting. Where are we, where are we start? Is that post? I, I think probably we start with the waking up from the dream, yeah. like when he's like strapped to the yeah, thing. Yeah, mostly watching it, which yeah. isn't a bad thing. Like I still think it all works. Uh, again, like I think these are both good. I think the audition scene is, to me, just a little more interesting in terms of flavor and what it does for the universe versus the the sci-fi-ness of the return scene, which is, you know, it's a a big story beat. It's it's a big pivotal story beat, which is also very good and very shocking. Uh, But I think I like the less shocking nature of the audition scene. And again, personally, this is my thing. I thought it was line read through. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nobody, nobody is discounting the line reads of any of them. The line reads are very good. Uh, yeah, the head in the jar is funny. It's very, it's very, it's very stupid. Jason? Death and Return. Your Death and Return? I think I'm a Death and Return. Your head in the jar? Yeah, I think so. I thought Hillary, Hillary was great. That's a weird thing to say, right? Yeah. <laughs> just edit that out? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just a sound bite. Um, ultimately, it it really came off as not a, not necessarily comic relief, but a, a weird bit of levity. <laughs> it is a very weird bit of levity. Like, that is like, true. Yeah. Like I, like I said, I think walking that line between the, yeah. the grotesque and the hilarious is one of the things that thing does I think, so yeah, well. They tread it well. Uh, yeah. Um, I like it an awful lot. But yeah, I think the, the head in the jar sequence. How they, yeah, Ocean Eleven, this damn head with a drone, and oh yeah, um, that was that was just, it, goes, it goes from Ocean's Eleven to RoboCop over the course of like <laughs> yeah. five minutes. And you mentioned the part where like you know you thought your friends were going to be like trying to resuscitate you at the end. They are, but they're just trying to resuscitate your head. They're like electroshocking your head, trying to make your head go again. It's uh, a very weird scene. It is. Hmm. Well, where are we at then? Head in jar. Head in jar. Head in jar. I cannot agree. Jar. I think I'd lean towards Hitler. It's close, but I'd lean towards Hitler. Yeah. It seems like that whole end of the table is more, yeah. is more, like, like more said, in favor like, of Hitler. The <laughs> like the execution. I thought it was called the thing. audition scene. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's maybe stop saying Hitler. <laughs> uh, it's a game yeah. where Hitler is prominently featured. We have oh, to. I know. I know. <laughs> The, the execution thing does one thing. The, the Hitler scene serves like five different purposes to me. Like it, it is functioning on so many different levels. It's what I needed more out of that game yeah. in the current political climate. <laughs> I don't know. I needed to know my head would be saved in a jar. When the revolution comes, I needed yeah. to know I could add some stilts to my legs and <laughs> let me get through some, some parts of the game. Body constrictor. <laughs> you really don't want that, Alex. It's a curse. Okay. Yeah, that was the one upgrade I never actually got. That was the one I chose. The stilts? Yeah. The walking Yeah, that was the first one I picked. I got the, I picked the, uh, the stilts. I picked yeah. the, I got the shoulder. Yeah. yeah. You just like run through the, everybody. Yeah. yeah. 
That does seem good. And then I got the, I found the, the compression. Oh, really? Yeah, I found the constrictor, yeah, yeah. too. Oh, I, 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 didn't, I didn't find the I, built. I very quickly went and looked up how to get the other two because uh, I wanted all those abilities. Oh, I just happened, I I happened I to find them because all those abilities together doesn't fix the gameplay problems with that game, but it sure makes them go down easier. Yeah. I just did not like the sound the constrictor made when he used it. Gross. <laughs> Gross. Oh, yeah. It's like the sucking sound. Yeah. Uh, also, the little side missions you do on the U-boat to upgrade all the contraptions are fucking weird. I don't know if you guys yeah, did. Yeah, I did the stilt one. I can't remember which. Oh, you have to jump or you have to vault over all those electrical mm-hmm. things. Right, the yes. Gas one. Yeah, you have to turn off the gas valve with the, with the rats thing. or whatever. Yeah, yeah like that was weird. weird stuff. There's a lot of weird stuff in that game. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. I don't know. It kind of feels like we're like three to five uh, audition scene versus uh, death and return. Yeah, which I will just say my last piece. I, I I think it is completely bonkers to not do the death and return scene, but I will understand if I'm outvoted. Yeah, I mean I agree. I think the death and return th- scene is so pivotal. I personally wasn't surprised by the Taylor scene. I see the points you guys are making, but it's, it's a- the moment I thought was going to win moment of the year before we broke this out into a different category. Uh, that is exactly how I felt about the, the audition. Yeah, totally. Okay. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember coming into the office the day after you had finished that game, and you were just, like, fucking aghast <laughs> at what had happened. And I was like, fucking, I, I, what is he talking about? Like, he doesn't usually get like this about games. What is going on? <laughs> it's just like, yeah, there were multiple things along the way, obviously. But, yeah, like, sure. that was the thing very much that I was like, I, yeah, fucking holy yeah, shit. Yeah. There's something with the death and return scene that makes it pivotal, pivotal to the game that it has to be in there to solve a problem. And the audition scene doesn't. And, like, that yeah. makes me kind of like the audition scene a little more of, like, here's this, like, constructed narrative in here that doesn't necessarily... You could have not had that, yeah. but it adds so much to the game where they had to solve a problem with the the, the capture in the head, uh, and they, they wrote themselves out of it uh, in a the most bombastic, silly way. And, and to extend what you're saying, there are so many ways you can take Hitler and just sort of, like, coast on the fact that it's Hitler, yeah. you know? Like, all right, here's the icon of ultimate evil. Like, everybody knows Hitler sucks. Yeah. Next scene. Like, you know, they didn't have to do anything with it. It could have been super perfunctory. Also, the body. But, it, but uh, they, they, like, blew it out of the water. Also, the head in a jar is literally the inverse of what they do at the beginning of that game, which is like, oh, instead of getting a new body, uh, or, no, it's, do the get same, a new it's the same exact thing. You, yeah. You keep your head and you have the robot body uh, that keeps you alive because your body's broken and they just get a new body, a better body. So it's like... They've already done the sci-fi insanity with the, like, robot suit. It's not the body, necessarily, as much as you think your main character, the person you're playing as, is For sure. you died. Yeah. Like, you think, yeah. oh, I'm going to have to play somebody else or whatever. I don't know. Like, I think we're going for the Hitler scene. That's fine. But that's more my mm-hmm. argument was, like, you think they're going to die. You right. think you're the done with this. Yeah. And it's part of why I kind of wanted to tease the, the or tie the, the dream stuff into it, because I do think that dream sequence and the, the buildup around it and that sort of initial feeling of, like, oh, yeah, I'm breaking out of here. I'm doing that shit. Yeah, exactly. Is ab- absolutely integral to that next scene landing right. with the impact that it does. So I think, that for me, the dream sequence was... Uh, I, I actually like the idea of a dream sequence, but the actual content of that thing, like even removed from the gameplay, I thought was like pretty bad. Like when you open the door and the mother's there and stuff like that, I was like, oh, this is just corny. Mm. Uh, I, I like that stuff really. Like I like I uh, like how they get from point A, or I like that they got from point A to point B. But the way they get there through that dream sequence, I actually thought the whole content of that thing was was pretty rotten. I think the part with the mom could have been super corny. I think the dialogue they wrote for it like gets them out of that corner and, and makes yeah, it more I, interesting. I it was done really well. Mm. Yeah, but I, I agree with you that the actual combat around that is not good and that the way they tuned it was not right for what they were trying to, to portray there. Yeah, I kind of I wish they just like let you... 
not be invincible, but like somehow tweak behind the scenes, like your your health. So it felt unreal a little bit more that yeah. you were like just mowing On your way. On some level, like what does that say about BJ that even his dream sequences are fucked <laughs> or dark? Like, yeah, you know, th- there's th- there's merit to that. I think what it yeah. says is that they got a little too up their own ass with their difficulty settings in general. <laughs> yeah, or like that combat arena. Uh, I had to save scum my way through that. It was very hard. <laughs> yeah, it's not I had trouble. All right. Well, if if the decision if it feels like we're leaning on the Hitler scene, like I can I can definitely live with that. Yeah. Same. Okay. All right. It is decreed. The Hitler scene is the best Wolfenstein two moment or sequence. Can I just get one more fist bump from my fellow head in the jar? Uh-huh. All right. I put I put the death and return of B J Blazkowicz second on the list, even though this is not an ordered list. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I just made sure to put it there. So you'll <sighs> you'll know. Uh, going home again and confronting your father is also pretty crazy. Man, sure. Hey, you murder your father, and that's still like, well, obviously, obviously, that's the second runner-up. Like, <laughs> what a <laughs> that's a huge what an insane game. It really is. Holy crap! Like the, they went yeah. for it. It took me a while to realize that wasn't also a dream. Of like, is mm-hmm. your dad just really sitting in a Am corner? Am I hallucinating? Oh, yeah, in this like dark room. Yeah, yeah. You, you would. I would have thought that maybe he just would have been dead by then mm-hmm. or something. So you're, you're not really clear on if there's going to be an actual confrontation or not. Um, <laughs> BJ doesn't seem that shocked. <laughs> dead. Um, yeah, it's weird. All right, that's the best Wolfenstein two moment or sequence. Let's take five before we come back with the last momentous category of the day. I can open a new category. Oh, yeah. all right. Damn. With that Wolfenstein-related bit of housekeeping out of the way, now we can move on to best moment or sequence. Mm-hmm. That is not from Wolfenstein 2. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say that here. It does not say that. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go ahead and have the Hitler we, scene. We had, it, <laughs> we had it there for a while, but I kind of like the implication that Maybe Wolfenstein might crash back in this category. Mm. No, because oh. I think it probably because no, I think it would. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. That's the whole point of giving it a yeah. category. Yeah. Right. Yes. All right. All right. Best non-Wolfenstein yes. moment or sequence. All, All right. right. It's a hell of a list. It really is. <gasps> the end of Tekken 7. Ooh. The opening of Prey. Uh-huh. Thanos steals the Satsui no Hado from Ryu and attacks Death and Jetta with a Go Hadouken. Okay. Sold. <laughs> I know, I, I know several of those that words from, from Marvel vs. Capcom, Capcom Infinite. Infinite. Uh, Ryu uppercutting an Elder Dragon from Monster Hunter. Oh. <laughs> Mario, Mario returns to the Mushroom Kingdom. Mario fights a dragon. Mario becomes Bowser. <laughs> he always was. Uh, the New Donk City Festival. Hmm. Uh, the Cannery sequence from What Remains Vita Finch. Eventide Island from Zelda Breath of the Wild. Observer, the first time you go into someone's mind. Uh, Selmer's Poetry Slam from Night in the Woods. Uh, Bury Me, My Love. Endings? Uh-huh. The endings from Bury Me, My Love? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just make sure I have that straight. Romeo's and Juliet's from, from Near Automata. Uh, Become as Gods from Nier Automata. The end of Pascal from Nier Automata. And Route E from Nier Automata. Best Nier Automata moment of shit. Yeah, almost. Uh, The end of Tacoma. Uh, I'm sorry. Crocodilopolis. Entering the Crocodilopolis (laughs) Gladiator Arena. That's where I go to do all my crocodile. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Assassin's Creed Origins. (laughs) Mr. Crocodilopolis. Yeah. Uh, The end of Pyre. The train fight from Uncharted The Lost Legacy. Eating pizza from Uncharted The Lost Legacy. I love pizza. Hell yeah. Uh, the final mission of Destiny 2. Uh, fighting Kuze in the sewer in Yakuza 0. Majima's debut in Yakuza 0. And the final fight in Yakuza 0. 
the Mr. King Dice boss fight from Cuphead. Uh, the Mean Bean Machine boss from Sonic Mania. Uh, <laughs> 50 dudes in two very tiny rings from Wrestling Revolution 3D. Uh-huh. It's great. Uh, the opera singer boss from Mario and Rabin's Kingdom Battle. Uh, the Damien Third Date from Dream Daddy. Nemesis Fuckery in Middle Earth Shadow of War. I'm going to read these out of order. Introduction of Peach from Mario and Rabbids. I meant to add that one. And a, and a PUBG chicken dinner. Mm-hmm. So is, okay, is Wrestling Revolution 3D the game where guys get their arms cut off and... and is that that game? No, it's not like gore or violence. No, like that. Yeah, I think it's by that. It's that same M. Dickey guy. Yeah, uh, and it's garbage in an amazing way. Uh, it's a highly customizable garbage. So, because I, I was watching a live stream, some people were uh, some, uh, a group of people were, were streaming a bunch of wrestling games for a charity, and and it was all I be- want to say it was all the M. Dickey games. And at one okay. point, it was like this huge thing of all these fake bad takes on WWE guys. Oh, but like yeah. they were literally getting their arms like ripped off by weapons in some cases. Who, who or what is M. Dickey? I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking at this oh game on Steam. Uh, M. Dickey is an, institution? an enigmatic yeah. figure okay. who makes all his games by himself, uh, and most of them are, if not just bad, then like functionally insane. Uh, he's made like a bunch of weird like religious games in addition to his yeah. wrestling, uh, huh. you know, milieu. And, like, his wrestling games are not good, but they are not good in the way that only someone who is deeply dedicated to making their own bizarre version of a wrestling yes. game could be. Like, there are a lot of people who unironically like them, and, like, everyone admits that the gameplay is not exactly the best, but there is a weird amount of customization and stuff you can do. Like, again, like, making the ring size super tiny and throwing 50 dudes in there. If you want to, you can throw, you know, like, 200 pieces of furniture or whatever in the ring that you can beat people up with. It's it's a garbage, insane game. Uh, and you and I had a lot of fun with our did. quick look that I, we did. I think we can probably take it off, but uh, that man. was maybe my favorite quick look moment all year. Quite yeah. possibly. I, I yeah. laughed there for me too. Very, yeah. very, wow. hard very good. It was is incredible. It, like I'm, I'm looking at the footage. Is it like riffing on old wrestling games at all, or is it I, totally its own thing? It's its own thing as far as gameplay goes. Like okay. all those wrestlers are fucking terrible versions of WWE guys. Yeah. Okay. And also, and, and like, then it has editing tools. Yeah. yeah the yeah. idea being that you sure. fix it. Sure. <laughs> also, everything in that game moves at like half speed in a way that is yes. very bizarre. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. That game is awful and it probably won't hang on this list no. at all. But like that, that was a great moment that I shared with Dan and I was, I'm, I'm happy we mentioned it. Yes. Now, now I know that thing exists. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure that if, if it's not this game, then it is another M. Dickey game. Yeah, I, that, I think like, he's done violent I, stuff I, before. Yeah, I watched a, a Battle Royale that was like, Guys were losing their legs and have to hop around the ring and stuff. Yes, and it was like yes. this, this all AI fight. It was just, it was not. I wasn't sure if you if you were referring to that no, no. specific thing. Then I'm I would probably help you in this fight, but no. I, I mainly just talking about that moment in that quick yeah. look. And, okay, uh, but yeah, we can take that off. Um, right. We could probably take off eating pizza from Uncharted. When is I, that? It's the very end. Yeah. Like, it's oh a really my. good it's payoff. Like during the credits or after, maybe yeah, after, like after the credits, maybe during or right yeah, before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that when you're all just like sitting on that uh, thing yeah, and like eating pizza. talking oh, about? Because yeah. uh, it's right, in the very beginning, yeah. she promises <coughs> the young girl. The little girl like, wants pizza. At yeah, the very beginning and then of the at the very end, yeah. they are all eating pizza together. Yeah, it's like pretty, a really nice, yeah. satisfying moment. Yeah. Is it like but a shawarma, like Avengers moment? Kind of. Yeah, the end of the whole thing, like big crazy train sequence. Oh, we'll relax. Sounds great. It kind of is like that. Anyone cutting up the pizza with scissors while cleaning the gun? Oh, not Cobra. Nothing is. Cobra. In fact, Cobra should just win both Cobra sequences here. Oh, yep. 
Tensier. So are we, are we taking <laughs> EDP to off? I think we could. Yeah, I really like it a lot, but it's maybe not as impactful yeah. as okay. the other Also, like uh, that, that train fight sequence cool, is incredible. Like yeah. It looks mind-blowing, but like it's not even the first train sequence that I'm right. trying to done. Right. It, I mean, it adds some so, stuff to it. Yeah, like it looks and plays better, yeah, but totally. it, we've done that but before. It feels like a riff more than yeah, anything it's else. A, it's yeah. a, kind of a better, better take on something they've done before. Uh, so fighting game stories are always just an endless excuse of why this character is meeting this character and they're fighting. And uh, there's a pivotal point in Marvel's Capcom Infinite story where Thanos fights Ryu, he wins, and he steals the Satsuri no Hadu, which is basically like Ryu's whatever power source. The right. Sorcerer, it's where power. the Hadoukens yeah, come from. I thought that was that's the Dark Hado. The well, Satsuri no Hadu is, is the surge oh, of murderous boy. intent that makes him into the, evil Ryu. The dark Hado he, that's what he like gives in into check. it. It's, it's always. Yin yeah, yeah, okay. Is that what makes Ken violent, Ken? Uh, that's probably. That's, no, that, no, that's, that's marketing. Yeah. Um, uh, and so Thanos steals the Tetsuya no Hadu, and after getting double-crossed by death, like uh, the actual physical representation of death, who is his old girlfriend? Wait, is this the, right? Mar- the Marvel character death? Thanos' yes. old girlfriend. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah uh, so death is, a, is personified in the Marvel Universe and uh, has had relationships with other characters in that, that universe. And uh, Jetta, yeah. who's in the game, and he he, go, he like walks up to him and hits them with a Hadouken. And it's really funny because it's big old Thanos in his stupid dumb voice saying, And that's like the post-credits stinger. I mean, at least uh, it's not the Josh Brolin Thanos voice. Yeah. Uh, it, it was the only part of that story that was good. <laughs> and, uh, it was really dumb and over the top in a way that I can get behind, but it is not... Uh, one of the best moments overall of the year. It sounds like one of those things that that game probably needed way more of. Yes. If it was all that, I would say it would have been a tremendous story. But They did have Ryu uppercutting an Elder Dragon. They did have that, too. So Hulk like, picks up Ryu, yes. throws him at this huge Elder Dragon, right? Just an absolutely enormous thing. Ryu kicks it once, bounces off, and then they get pissed off and serious. And all of a sudden, Ryu like does the Shin Shoryuken against this huge Elder Dragon and just knocks it the fuck out. It's a it's a merging of my two greatest loves <laughs> in a way that made me like, very very happy. That game sounds like it should have been good. Yeah, it had potential. It, it definitely did. I think I still think the game is good. Or, or oh, yeah, but the, the story should the have been story, better. Yeah. No. from the sound of it, because that stuff sounds like it has potential. And yeah. as for every one of those two scenes that Jason and I talked about, there is a scene of Iron Man and Dante like making shitty jokes oh, about no. the situation with each other and high fiving. Does, it, does oh, that game boy. just think it's the Avengers? <laughs> yes. Okay. It thinks it's better than the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. All right. So we're cutting those. Yeah. Okay. I think all three of these Yakuza moments are very good. I think the standout is probably Majima's <laughs> debut. You do? I think I like the sewer fight. And it's pretty good. So there's a point at which you have beat the Kuze, one mm-hmm. of the one of the bosses. Is, uh-huh. he, is he one of the three bosses? Yep. Yeah. He, he's probably the is raddest the, looking. Is he the one you fight first? Yes. He's the he's the guy you fight the most times okay. also. Yeah. Okay. I know, uh, I know who you're talking about. And uh, he's rad looking. And then uh, you're running down uh, like a sewer tunnel for some reason. I think you got... Did you get set up? I yeah, you did. They, they Like a, a woman who works at a club, you, she knows that you're out like trying to find a hiding spot while the Yakuza is looking for you. So she's like, hey, just go out this back door. Go downstairs. You'll, you'll, be, you'll be safe. You can get out, yeah. of, out of the area. And then you get down there and... <laughs> What's waiting for you is Kuze on a fucking Harley with a samurai sword. Or no, it's a giant pipe. It's a giant pipe that he's, oh, like, yeah. that he's like dragging on the ground yeah, like with, with his shirt off uh, and then just tries to like, and then you fight him in the sewer, which is 
fucking amazing. It's just a super dramatic, like, Metal Gear caliber stupid boss fight. Sounds very anime. It is very uh, well. Anime. Wait, I, I go back like, on like, a, awesome. like a Metal Gear caliber boss. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no. Oh no, using using the transitive property. Uh, <laughs> the Majima thing is also like it. It is also just kind of a surprise because you just don't think the same. The Majima thing is fun because he is a cabaret owner. And there's He's a manager, yeah. 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 So uh, he is running this very profitable, very high-end cabaret, and uh, a shitty guy gets all drunk and it starts like um, disrupting the, the place. But he uh, won't throw him out, so he has the guy just start fighting him, but dodges like dances around all his stuff, and then he like humiliates him somehow. I forget how he, he makes him buy drinks for the entire like like giant his club. his his big turnaround is that you know he basically pleads with him and like ingratiates him to such a degree he's like yeah. we know you're an honorable person we know you're a good guy so that's why you're totally going to like buy just, drinks you're gonna you're gonna make good on yeah. this just by yeah. buying drinks for the whole room and it's gonna be you know everything's gonna be co- totally okay once you do that and it's just like a great like using logic against you argument but like in a physical form yeah yeah like he totally wins that fight without throwing a single punch yeah but do like because on a motorcycle yeah, like, I, I, I think I think we can take the final fight off here. That is a really good fight. It's a great culmination of everything yeah. that happens before that. But like, it's it is just a really good fist fight with Shibusawa, sure. who is a is sort of more the silent asshole of those three. Yeah. And I don't think it necessarily stands out against the other two. Some good music and screaming and yes. dragon tattoos, and it, it it goes on just long enough to feel epic without like dragging. Yeah, let's come back to those two. But the final, I think the final, fight, off, can, final fight can come off. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sonic, uh, Mean Bean Machine was awesome when it showed up, but I don't know. It, it was kind of there and then gone. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's really great. It, it's one of the things that makes that game better. Unfortunately, uh, you do run into circumstances where, like, my partner was playing Sonic Mania because mm-hmm. they played the old ones back in the day, and we got to that part and. My partner was just like, "What do I do?" Oh, like, like I mean, oh, didn't know how, didn't know what oh, the really? machine was, <laughs> and then yeah. just like, I had to like sit down and explain yeah. the mechanics. Well, we we, we ran into a scenario yes, that that it bugged out. That encounter is very prone to oh, yeah, breaking right, on a live stream if, after mm-hmm. you've hated every second of that level and forcing oh. you to play through the whole level again oh, because wow. you have to quit and restart. The if game. you hold right at the end of it, yeah. if you're if you're, you're still winning, moving, if you're still moving as you oh, win that thing, it just it just locks oh, up. That geez. sucks. Like or it never doesn't lock up. You can actually you just keep jumping around in there and you can never get out. That sucks. Isn't mean yeah Kirby's Avalanche? It's Poyo basically. I think it's really smart the way they set it up though because like you it were just cool. in the middle of doing one of those yeah. sonic bullshit things where you're just going super yeah, duper yeah, fast yeah. and the last thing on your mind is this like <laughs> yeah. puzzle like poyo poyo it, and mean mean it is an awesome idea and it's yeah. like oh i guess i'm doing this now yeah it's it's definitely fun yeah it's, it's one of the coolest things in that game Both i think fuck that thing. <laughs> the mean bean machine yeah, mm. good title for a game. Man, the opening of Prey is really good. It yeah. is. It's by all accounts the best part of that game, <laughs> from what people uh, have, have repeatedly told me about it. Oh, uh, people I seem like like, really like Prey. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying Prey's bad. I'm I've, just saying that like that seems to be the moment that everyone kind of like. I want to play more Prey. If I had like to pick really one moment, game. that would probably be it in yeah. terms of like how cool it is and just like how it subverts your expectations. And it does it right out of the gate. It's not like some late reveal. Yeah, right. Like yeah. they don't they don't make you Bioshock your way all the way through it right. to get to the Bioshock. They're like, oh, by the way, <laughs> like a ten minutes in. Yeah. Yeah. Although I, I think a later reveal is much worse, but I think this early reveal is very good. Hmm. Also, I think like the technical execution of that thing is 
kind yeah. of yeah, amazing. Yeah, when you're in the helicopter and you see the credits. Yeah. Specifically, because uh, it feels like a type of thing, if they had tried to do it five years ago, it would have been like a very obvious, like the entire level would have just been skybox because mm-hmm. that's all they could do. But it's a fully modeled out city. It looks like a completely real mm-hmm. video game, and then it all fades away. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's it's executed it's, like, yeah, it's technically very impressive. Cool bird, and then, like, yeah. ten minutes after that, as you're moving through the control room that controls the simulation, you can, like, flip through the different simulations, yeah. and they all they all fade back up and down. You can, I don't you know can if play. Cool. Yeah, it's kind of out of the way. But did, you can, we? You yeah. can play with the controls. Like and, and like And then you can jump into the helicopter play. Like, you remember uh, breaking the window, yeah. and then it, like, shatters the illusion. Yeah. It's yeah. sort of based in that. Okay, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that's that's a, that's a really cool moment. Yeah. I, I'm not sure that it's top three. Maybe not. Based yeah. on, I agree. It's very cool. The way some of y'all feel about it. Can I say I I don't think I like the dragon fight in Mario that much. It's like, okay. It's but, like a it's like yeah. a startling moment, but you look at it and you're like, all right, it's a real looking dragon, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they're like, more impactful than with Mario. Yeah. I was yeah. Yeah. like, yeah. wow, a dragon. They're really doing it. But also considering all the other stuff you see in that yeah. game. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, glad it's I, there. I like it. it, yeah, it doesn't, it's not it, the best it, moment it, of Mario. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's it's this out of place, like, road, like, the the moment in the game where it hits you is this, like, kind of almost annoying roadblock where I'm just, and it's not a difficult oh, fight. Right. It just hits right. you and you're like, yeah, fine. Like, the this thing. It looks different, I guess. I finished that fight and came out of it and I was just like, that was a weird 10 minute detour. Why was there, like it, it just didn't it, feel like it served much purpose. Like it was kind of neat, and it was, I, I I appreciated it for what it was, but also it felt very much like someone on the Mario team just being like, "Yeah, no, I just wanted everyone to know I did play Dark Souls once." <laughs> like, okay, that's fine, that, good, good for you, but like, yeah, it, it's definitely not the most memorable part of it's Mario like, for me. Sort of funny. Yeah, like, yeah. For me, yeah. it was like a good. I liked it because it made Bowser seem like there are other bad guys in this world. Yeah. And, like, there's this dragon who's doing his own thing and like yeah. calls yeah. his buddy yeah, up. Yeah, Bowser's just like, hey, check out what I got. Yeah. It's a fucking dragon. <laughs> hey, not, yeah, okay. Hey, All Frank, right. you want to come help me with this problem? <laughs> I got my own shit to deal with, but okay. That's the thing. Let like, me with, get my hat on. With how easy that dragon is to dispatch, like I don't think Bowser really has to worry about it. Bowser's a much mm. more persistent villain. Yeah. Also, Bowser's kind of a dragon. He totally is. The, he breathes fire. Maybe he's, he's a dragon turtle. He's the Koopa King. He's a Koopa. He's a turtle. Well, Koopas are kind of dragons. He's they're kind of they're, they're turtle dragons. Like maybe they met like a fire basically. breathing like you know yeah. club or something like that. It's just like a like hey villains who breathe fire kind of thing. Yeah, he totally is Gamera. I think when Mario becomes Bowser is neat, but it's all happening so fast, and it just is like kind of like oh of course I'm doing this. That's kind of I, I thought it was amazing, but also yes of course yeah. of course you did that. The thing I really like about it is that they basically fit the last level of a Halo game into <laughs> Mario Odyssey. Sure. It's like okay, now you're Bowser, and then get out of here like he's a warthog. Yeah, he's the warthog. I probably the most disturbing moment of like going into Bowser and like seeing all his old memories. That was past by awesome. you, and like, I really in a terrible, that. shameful way yeah. of like Mario, stop, close your <laughs> out eyes. My head. Yeah, what are you it's like doing? Like a war crime. You yeah. can just like fucking Shang Tsung explode out of him at the end. Like <laughs> fucking die. Like, like eight eight Bowser yeah. come out. It's like a horrible, horrible like betrayal of like. Mario, this, these weren't the rules of engagement. <laughs> yeah, you definitely took this too far. But see, I feel like maybe the game could have done a better job of at least like making note of the, like that having some impact on yeah. Mario. Because think about <laughs> Nothing it. Nothing does. Mario now knows what Bowser's most deepest fucked up sexual fantasy is. Mario doesn't know anything. He's a cipher. Yeah, like, there's no, there's nothing going on behind the hat. There, it's Mario's just what he. I'm Mario, just, yeah. Mario does should what be he does. changed after that. I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I was thinking it a bigger deal, or you did more. With Bowser. Yeah, Kinda, and, and yeah. like I feel like having that game kind of the end of it be this it, it's it's the most Popeye thing they've ever done. I feel like mm-hmm. with regards to those two characters fighting for Peach. 
Oh yeah, sure. Oh, of, of the, like, oh we're both candy putting flowers yeah, in that, front of you. That actually she's just, like oh, teased. I that was like, like I think that you know that's that's okay for what it is, but like I, it is. Like, it makes it, the like, stakes feel as small as they ever. Yeah, could. Like, it was like, such a like, weird. I kind of, I kind of, yeah. I'm, I was like, I was like, wait, are you saying this has always just been about Mario trying to win Peach's affections? Like, uh, I feel like they were trying to be like, oh, we know that you guys don't like damsel in distress stuff anymore. So like, we got you, we see it. Okay, but yeah, then they yeah, just, yeah like, I see that. But like the entire game is she's still a damsel in distress. She yeah. had the yeah. happy. She <laughs> yeah. could have still gotten away. It's, like it's, the two it's, second it's, thing. It's less distressful not... and more of her like. You know, no one cowering in fear from the right. dragon turtle and just going like, "All right, yeah, cool. We're right. gonna we're gonna fight for your affections here, and then she's gonna leave." And Let me get on my balloon here. She's like gonna I, she's gonna fly around and fight her. Yeah, like I yeah. get why that's sort of funny, but it, it's it left me in a worse place with like my feelings on right. the, yeah. like the Mario fiction or whatever. <laughs> I like these other two moments a lot more. Than yeah, my I, man. I love that you go to the Mushroom Kingdom, but I think they mishandle just about yes. everything about it in this game. Yeah, I don't think it's a terribly remarkable thing. Well, I, I think I it's was awesome. wowed by it. If, yeah. if, if I had not seen it ahead of time, yeah. it would have blown uh, my fucking totally, mind. Totally. Yeah. Even from that pre-release footage yeah. where you can see the castle in the painting, yeah. it's like, wait, am I going to go there? Yeah. And then they tease it again if you find that one like, thing. I remember when I went to Nintendo and played that level like two months before release, and I went up to that painting and activated it, and they were yeah. like, please don't, please don't hit yes. Like They were like, please don't go in there. And I was yeah. like, what? Huh. Well, then why did you put that in there to begin yeah, with yeah you know? like i don't like that of all the because there's only like well maybe i missed a bunch of portraits but i, I feel like there's only three four of those portraits I think there's one for one. Oh, okay maybe yeah. i missed yeah. a ton of them then and so then in that case i'm extra bummed that i have to find i know i did not and then like thank god i did yeah. i was so loud going yeah. in there That's but the they definitely I, like, like bungled their like surprise. this is the one this is the one kingdom they should not have let you yep. see yeah. And, yeah. and on top of that it's actually one of the easiest portraits to find oh, yeah yeah it was one of the few i missed um, uh, I, I like there's some really good touches in there. I, I like that Yoshi's on top of the castle. Yeah, yep, that's good. I like that yep. you can get the hat and the costume where it makes you look like Mario yeah. 64 that's Mario. Yeah. Yeah. Where you can go into that like ghost courtyard thing. Yeah, that's cool. But you can't ride Yoshi. You can only possess Yoshi. I kind of like that. I, I think it's awesome. It's a cool I, idea. I loved it from the nostalgia standpoint, but like yeah. I think the New Dunk City Festival. Uh, I, I agree. I, I like that the moons are stars and then it makes the old town. Yeah. 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 All yeah. the noises were so satisfying yeah. and good. Yeah, that was cool. The New Dunk City Festival, I like it a lot, but also oh, you spend too much of it upside down. And I think that's the worst oh, part of those like 2D things is when bad, they have you running but. upside down. Like, that's not something Mario does. I, I, for I their, agree for their with big you. nostalgic thing, yeah. they fuck it all up with that. But you play Donkey Kong. They're turning the yeah, franchise yeah. upside down. You play actual yeah. Donkey Kong. Know, you, you do, you While do Pauline crazy. is singing you a song yeah, yeah. It's pretty about fucking crazy. jumping up and grabbing coins. It seemed like such a fun celebration of like the history yeah. of Mario. Yeah. Like, like, very yeah. touching. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. And then, they worked their way up to it really well with like assembling yeah. the band yeah. and they're playing the Mario tune. Like You're like, oh, that's a neat little bit of nostalgia. And then you go to that and you're just like, oh, holy shit. Um Oh, what I, was gonna say, I think I think we keep that one. Say one other thing about yeah. oh yeah. like yeah I came out of it going like man I really hope there's a way to replay that and then I went in there and sure enough they're like hey you want to do the festival again and I was like okay oh awesome. yeah and you can even yeah. play the different version with Even, the eight bit music oh really yeah yeah so but, I will say that it reminds me when you do take over Bowser you get to go in the two D thing as Bowser with the hat on that's and free, free fire and everything yeah, which is pretty fun. that was yeah. pretty good that was yeah. pretty good. Uh, I think I think new the the new Donk festival is is pretty strong yeah yes, I think it's yes. one of the better moments. All right. Uh, I love the end of Tekken Seven. Yeah, the, the having those characters collide oh, yeah. and, and like the, the such an epic fashion. And what where is they collide? What is, what is, what is yeah, the end of Tekken Seven? Well, what is it? it's it's Kazuya and and Heihachi, and then Akuma comes out after that. 
Huh. Uh, and Are they, so, so they've managed to, volcano? yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, and, and so <laughs> as it's this, this Kazuya Heiachi moment, like they're, they've gone full anime at this point. Like they are playing fucking old cut scenes, like half superimposed <laughs> over the fight oh, man. as you're fucking fighting. Yeah, it reminded and, and, me of the Metal Gear Solid yeah, 4 ending. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, wow. It's, it's a lot like that. And it, it's fucking great, man. Um, and then, then they work Akuma into it at that point as well. And, and the, like they have gone above and beyond at putting guest characters or putting Akuma in there at least as a guest character and making him feel like he belongs in the Tekken universe is one of the fucking in- most insane things they've ever done. So he makes sense in the story. Yeah, like yeah. they call That's very special oh, wow. attention to the way he just sort of wanders in from a different universe, and then like they just keep focusing on I him. I don't know if I got far enough to see how he's introduced. Like, is there is a justification? Yeah, for him being he, there? It, what it? it's Hayachi's wife sends him out to avenge her i think is the the specifics huh. of it wow so he is this fucking demon out there doing a job okay uh, and demon for hire yeah. i am akuma and i have come to kill you and kazuya on behalf of kazumi yeah <laughs> it's really good wait uh, kill hayashi yeah wait yeah. hayashi's wife puts out a hit on him yeah, yeah. dude that whole family on account of hayashi killed her because she was <laughs> wait, <possessed>. she's dead <laughs> yeah well, yeah I mean, as, as dead as anyone has been, yeah. I guess, in That's Tekken. To unpack. Um, yeah, yeah, this is a really good culmination of you yeah, know, seven games or six, yeah. seven yeah. games worth of, you know, Heihachi and Kazuya, and this is the final showdown. Really? Like, did someone actually die? No. I mean, <laughs> they die in a no, way that no, it's implied. Tekken never ends, but yeah. yeah. Is it a lava-based death? We're playing yeah. Tekken right <laughs> They're now. They're fighting in a volcano. Yeah. Uh, it wraps back around to the intro of the game of you playing as the kid version of Kazuya in this bad fight with Heiachi that you can't win. Like that, this that whole story mode is way better than it has any right to be, uh, and it's not yeah. it's not perfect uh, by any means. But I think the way that they end it, uh, the way it comes together, is really impressive. Um, Agreed. Yeah. Mm. And and I was I started talking about it as a way to say maybe we can take it off the list, but not now <laughs> having gone through it, I am less into I, I that also, idea. I, I also like when you beat Akuma, he's just like you are you aren't even that good, and he just like walks away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hearing hearing you guys be this enthusiastic about that is making me really intimidated by. The idea of having finished the category. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Is <laughs> I feel like this is going to be rough. This year is so nuts when it comes to like individual moments that stood out. I feel like when we narrow this one down, I'll be able to make some better decisions. About totally. It. Yeah. yeah. With with this list as long as it is, maybe. Yeah. We just I'm need to cut the easy ones now. All right. I'm gonna All I'm right. gonna say I liked Coma a lot, but the ending yeah, was a little on the nose for me. Yeah. I liked it. I think it's it's a good. Like, I, I put it on there because I, I like the little twist there that, uh, so, you know, you're going to that station to ostensibly, you know, collect records and sort of, you know, get the, whatever, find out what happened to the crew, then why they're not on the station anymore. And the, the ultimate reveal is that, uh, the reason they're not on there anymore is that their own company sabotaged the, the station to try and essentially kill them and turn them into an excuse to automate. Uh, all of the crews yeah. for, for future stations. They're actually like your your co- your corporation is like lobbying for legislation that would allow them to eliminate human jobs in favor yes. of robots doing all this stuff. And they figure like, hey, a disaster on one of our stations is just the way to say, hey, we should let robots do this. They can't die. And there's also a nascent movement going on that is sort of like you know AI independence. Like you know, are right. AIs people? Can they have rights? That sort of thing. And you find out in the end that you are actually part of that movement and you are re- essentially rescuing the AI from that station because the AI is the, even though it technically its commands wouldn't let it just flat out say, Hey, by the way, your company's trying to kill you. They, it apparently spent most of that time trying to hint and sort of nudge the crew and let them know that something was wrong. 
and yeah. that they had it was essentially trying to go against its own programming yeah. and stop them from dying. Or there's a lot of like when you, like your character asks the, the AI about stuff is like, oh, I'm not allowed to tell you about that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like right. it talks around a lot of the truths in a really like a leading way. But I, I uh, and, and you know, like the whole thing of you know the evil rogue AI thing is such a well-worn trope, and you know they're essentially doing what they did with Gone Home here and the ghost story stuff, and sort of turning that on its head a little bit and making the AI kind of the secret hero of the story. Yeah, they subvert it really well, and I, I think it's a good ending. I think it's a satisfying story, um, but I don't necessarily think it's the best moment. No, I, I, and that's fair. I think that's fair. Tell me about Crocodile. All right, so Mockers. Dan, I think this is the only thing that might possibly convince you to play further into Assassin's Creed. Okay. Uh, there's a whole subplot, and this is part of the main story thread, uh, where you, you basically go into the Gladiator arena to find out who one of the, the people you need to kill is. Uh, and when you get there, it is essentially an independent wrestling promotion. Okay. Uh, the guy who runs the Gladiator is the most Vince McMahon-ass character that has been in any uh, Assassin's Creed game. And he essentially pairs you up with this woman who is from your hometown, uh, who has been fighting there for a while. Uh, I believe her name is Kensa? Yeah, Kensa. And, like, it even goes into, like, the full-on, like, hey, you're here to play an ethnic stereotype for the crowd. Oh, wow. Like, you know, you are the sa- like the savage from Siwa or whatever it was. And, like, he pairs you up as a tag team, basically. And so you fight like together. Volkov. <laughs> yeah, you fight together as a tag team in this arena, uh, taking down, you know, various uh, gladiator personalities. And eventually... The only thing that I think maybe takes it out of this is that the main plot around it is not as interesting. Like, where it eventually goes and who you end up killing is not nearly as interesting as, like, the way they sort of, like, really lean into the pro wrestling aspects of what the Gladiator Arena is. Do they all have, like, gimmicks and stuff? Kind of, yeah. I mean, it's not as explicit as, you know, this guy, you know, is a fucking, you know, wrestling plumber or anything like that. (laughs) But it is definitely playing into, like, you know, this, you are, your whole gimmick is you are native Egyptians and they're playing up that aspect of it in a way that is kind of interesting. Cool. If also, you know, like very explicitly racist. (laughs) (laughs) That's a cool idea. If it ended better, I think it would possibly be top three, but like as it is, it's a really cool moment and a really cool little sequence there that uh, maybe just doesn't have quite the impact at the end that it should. It does have an ultimate betrayal of your tag team partner, at least. But Oh, dear. Yeah. Are you the Sean? Do you get kicked through a window? Or? Not, it's, it's more of a... I don't really know how to explain it other than to say, like, basically your partner takes a job working for the person you're trying to kill, and ultimately you end up having to fight them because they're, they've gone full mercenary and you haven't. Okay. But you're saying you don't you don't know. I don't think, think it's top three. I don't okay. think it's top three. Okay. Okay. Can't wait to get there. That sounds cool. Um, I really loved the final mission in Destiny Two. I loved the fire stuff. Like that was a really like wow moment it's for me. Super awe inspiring. Yeah. But I don't know. I also can't tell you any details from that final mission aside from you're on the Yeah, side. like the, you're, right you're there to remember. sabotage a doomsday yeah. machine. Like, that's kind of whatever. It's just, it's really the visual. Right. Like yeah, the, the visuals of that, that it's of fucking hiding from the sun is awesome. really fantastic. Standing on the very, outside very of a space cool. station yeah. Yeah. so big, they're so close to the sun that you but can't like, see anything that, else. That final boss fight in that game is awful. Oh, I, don't, I didn't... Oh, you know what? Actually, yeah, this is just written as the final I, mission I, on I here. Yeah, that's not. That's a I told son. That actually tells you that what how memorable the final mission is. Yeah, yeah I forgot yeah. that. Yeah, like, like, the whole part with the rooftop part in the city is yeah, not that okay, and the boss fight's kind of whatever. Yeah. Yeah, the boss fight is just like jetpacking around. It's pretty easy, right? Yeah, it's not that hard. I barely even remember that. I beat him in one shot. It's like unlimited supers, basically. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the sun part looks cool though. The sun part was rad. Yeah. I enjoyed playing with a friend. Like it was fun. Being like, ah, oh, like I'm at this thing. Like come catch up. Yeah. Kind of stuff. Very quick. But, oh, the visuals so yeah. good though. Yeah, it's, very, mm-hmm. it's a very it's quick. Good. 
It's basically like run through a hallway. Yeah, run through a really pretty hallway. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's why we talked about it so long for best looking game, but but I don't know right. that that moment yeah. is especially. All right. I was a little let down by it, honestly. Oh, I think I think it's really something. Uh, I also think the ending of Pyre is probably not going to hang here. I think yeah. it's a really nice culmination. And granted, it can go a bunch of different ways depending on which characters uh, you ultimately decide to, right. to send back to the to the home city and versus not. But the way they uh, sort of give you the big choice at the end, you can essentially at the end of that game you can decide whether you go home or someone else does, including the person you just fought who is has like a blood feud going with your your crew mm-hmm. of of uh, you know uh, magical dunkers. <laughs> And would, would you? I hadn't finished it, but would you say there's like not one single ending? Oh, for sure. I mean, like, it is. Like there, there is no like I, I hate to use the word canon, but like there's no like official ending. Like it's just a bunch of endings. It is definitely like uh, it is a Kotor style pieced together from the choices. Oh, you made. yeah, it, it's okay. it's very much in that visual novel sort of sense. Okay. And I think that uh, you know I really liked the way it concluded, uh, at least in my game. And yeah. I like the little end credit sequence where they're singing about you know the characters that were in the game, and also like it shows you what happened to everyone. Yeah. So like, and depending, really on, liked it. depending on which pairing stayed back, like you'll find out like who hung out with who, like who sort of, you know, what, what did they do down in the downside right. afterward? Uh, I think, I think it's really well pretty done. Thorough, yeah. I, I thought, uh, wagon imp was elected to the United States Congress. I mean, you can listen, it's a weird world. It is a weird world. Uh, uh, I think it's satisfying. I think it does. It pays off for all of the choices. I think you make, or at least what I felt, uh, you know, in a way that, seems like the combination of things they would have had to come up with yeah. is insane. Yeah. And I thought that they at least went through all of that stuff and didn't just brush it off. Yeah. Uh, which I think was very, impressive. it's a really nice, satisfying ending to what you do in that game. Yeah. I feel like it is. Yeah. Definitely pay off for the choices you make. That's cool. Although on some level, like if it's that variable, I don't know if, well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it is yeah, top three regardless. Yeah, it's tough to talk about. Yeah. If it could go so many different ways. I've added something to the list. Yeah, you did. Finally killing Kallus oh, and yeah. taking the elevator down and seeing a thousand other Kalluses and then Abby added, and knowing you'll never have to play Destiny God, yeah, that's, that's actually probably the best moment. Of the I was game. trying to think if there's yeah. anything else in Destiny that, that qualified for moment, but that one, like, was, holy yeah. shit. This is the most emotional moment I've had of the year totally. in terms of gaming, but it wasn't necessarily due to, like, storytelling or anything. It was just the culmination of... Yeah. of and I think it was a little more different for us, specifically. Yeah. Because, you know, right. we're doing it on camera, right? And, like, we have an expectation to try and beat it. But, like, that thing of, like... I, I'm sure it's a likewise appearance... Uh, uh, likewise experience of coming up on the reset with, like, your friends yeah. and just, like... Yeah. Knowing you only have X more attempts before... Maybe you never even try it yeah, again. Like yeah. I don't think I would have ever oh, played no. the raid again if we didn't beat it there. No way. Yeah, I. Uh, the thing I'd say is that there's something like, and and maybe it's because we were a little drawn out with it uh, and ran into weird issues along the way uh, and stuff. But like I almost overlooked this thing with all the calluses, which is like a really cool visual. Yeah. But it it gets undercut by like, oh god, thank god we finished the yeah. raid. Like yeah, you're, you're exactly. too busy doing, you're too busy going like, oh, thank God. So you really? don't notice I, anything that's happening. I took it as like a cool story reward. Yeah, it, it, it's like, like a really neat thing. And I think, but I think if you hadn't said, hey, come look at this, I never would have even noticed that it. I know. Well, like, you have like to, the chest. You, you, I know. I want to look at the yeah. chest and be like, all right, go. Yeah. I've got to go to bed. I yeah. mostly remember you guys being disappointed with your loot. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's not yeah. great. I also hated that fight with just every fiber. <laughs> oh, it was a bad boy. fight. But when he is revealed to be a robot, 
It's pretty, pretty cool. Fucking yeah. awesome. I'm, pretty I'm cool. talking yeah. about very specifically <laughs> the last bullet yeah. in his body to yeah. that moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if we don't think it's up there, it's fine. I just I wanted to call that no, out. No, that's, 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 that's cool. worth calling out. Hmm. It was done in that Resident Evil movie. Um, where you I see would, all the yeah. people. What, was, what movie was? What one was that? Resident Evil. Okay. You, you, I don't know. Know. you know the one. The one with Mila Jovovich. Oh, yeah. Are you talking about the one where they're throwing all the Mila Joviches yeah. on a pile? Yeah, that, I think that's oh, three. Whoa. Wait, really? Yeah, there's oh, a bunch wow. of Mila Jovovich clones in that movie. Huh. It's weird. Weird. Hmm. Uh, I just randomly fell into playing through Edith Finch yesterday. Oh, me too. Wasn't really. Oh, really? Yeah. Or are we mm-hmm. taking Talos off? I guess. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a really strong moment, but people hate Destiny, so. <laughs> I love Destiny, but meh. Okay, so you hate Destiny, too. I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> that new DLC is out tomorrow. I totally uh, forgot about that. Uh, all right. Fred, Fred, tell me about you. Abby loves Destiny. Yeah. I do. The, I, the I jump like from I love Destiny uh, to you going, oh. And also writing, never having to play Destiny again after well, my I moment. I was like done after that raid. I'm right there with you. But Brad, tell me about your Edith Finch experience. Uh, the, that cannery sequence is a strong contender. I think that's my like, number that's one. A really crazy, like, a, affecting thing. Yeah, it's really phenomenal. Yeah. Like, honestly, for me, that was more impactful than some of the Wolfenstein moments. Oh, like, wow. Tell me about it. Okay, so you go into, like, people's minds, or not their minds, but, like, their memory kind of, you discover their story, uh, sort of, like, and everyone's is different. And then one person's, I think he's, like, I played it a few months ago, but I think he's, like, kind of depressed. Yeah, well, like, uh, not to, I hate to cut you off, but no, like I feel like it just it, there's some important context, which is right. that over the course of the game, they slowly reveal that either this family has a curse on it or they believe they have a curse on it because like you you go through the game <clears throat> discovering the stories of all your dead family members and going like sure are a lot of dead children in this family and right. and and like each memory thing is like leading up to their death, yes. correct? So yeah. This is effectively the last story you uncover, and it's your brother. Yeah. Or the brother of the character you're playing as. And it also is becoming apparent at that point that his death basically broke your family. Like, mm-hmm. like everything fell apart after that. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Like, that's just, you, you know all this by the time you get to see his, right. his, his story. So he works at like a cannery, and what he does is he takes a fish and then he like chops the head off the fish. So you are doing that with the controller manually. But as you're doing that, uh, he starts daydreaming. And like earlier in the story, he talks about how he like daydreams too much. So he starts daydreaming about like being a knight walking through like a city or something. So you're still doing this while you see like the daydream of the knight. Do you control the knight? I don't remember. I feel like literally both yeah. both hands are doing a different so, thing. So like but one like, hand is doing this monotonous oh, like cool. chopping the head yeah. off the fish while the other one is controlling this guy. And as you get deeper into his daydream story, it takes up more and more of the screen. Also, the graphics improve. Like it starts yeah. out looking like a like a text mode. Um, like it looks like rogue. Yeah. Basically, it's like a little, you're moving a little white box through like a black and white maze, and it seamlessly like they, they add dimension to it, and then they add color to it, and then they start adding more characters, and then it fills up more and more of the screen. Also, it's probably it's really important to point out that every one of these family member stories is like narrated by somebody, mm-hmm. and this one is narrated by you finding the letter, like the final letter from mm. his psychiatrist to your mother mm. about like. Here's what we talked about over his his final months, and like I thought I, I thought we were getting through to him, and he seemed like he was getting better, and blah blah blah. Um, so like the psychiatrist was literally talking about his condition as he deteriorated working at this cannery. Anyway, sorry. right, and like I feel like as you're doing the cannery too, there's always like you're like slicing with a a big blade, and like you know he's gonna die. So there's also a thing of like, well, am I gonna like cut my own hand off? Like what's gonna happen? I I 
vaguely remember how he dies, but not really. Maybe I, you should take it away from here, because I like him losing some of the details. Uh, what the psychiatrist builds up to is that he was increasingly becoming lost in his fantasy world right. and like like losing touch with the real world to the point that he had stopped speaking at his job. Um, like this had kind of become everything to him. Uh, and eventually the fish cutting stuff is totally out of the way and it's full screen. You're in the world. Uh, and basically he is like expecting to be crowned king of this fantasy, fantasy world. That, yeah. And he basically like walks up to his coronation, which is the, the queen, like bringing the crown down on his head. And he, I like, think, kneels down. Yeah, and you, right, and, you, yeah. and you lean your head down, and I want to say... Does he get decapitated? I want to say thing? you have to use the same thumbstick motion to, mm-hmm. like... I believe that's maybe true. Maybe bring the crown down on your head mm-hmm. that you were using to cut the fish heads off, right. and then it just, like, hard cuts to black. Like, it's really well done. It's really. very good. It's, it's like, super, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Like, it's, it's such a good cap to everything that that game has... Because, like, a lot of those deaths are very whimsical. Some of them are mm-hmm. very short. Like, I, I agree, and also think like some of the writing is not great in that game. Like some of the scenes are less well yeah. executed than right. others. Like yeah, totally. not not all of that game works for me, but that one scene works. Like yeah, really like that, it, it's it's a really perfect like you know sort of way to sort of end that that series of unfortunate events. And and you know it like it's probably the best rendering of a character of any of those Finch family members. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, that's cool. It's really good. Like I like a lot of the vignettes, probably most of them in that game, and that was definitely the most affecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I, I feel like that one probably stays at least in consideration for the time. Yeah, game. yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, I would say we could maybe drop Observer. I think it's pretty cool the first time you go into someone's mind, but that whole game is so overwhelming that it's not maybe yeah. as impactful as if it were just like, okay, here's a normal detective story, and then you go in someone's brain, and then it's also overwhelming. Right. 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 I don't know. That stuff is great. That stuff is so well done. It is. It's really well done, but also... Is it a top three moment of the year? I don't think so. I don't know if it's top three, but... I think it's it's very good, but I don't know if it's top three. Like, all that stuff is so good. Right there. So, Vinny, you're not sold on cutting it? I really like it, but we can we can get rid of that. I mean, I like it a lot too. I I, yeah, I think too, that's but... that is the thing that game does really well. But like, it just it it is it does that throughout the game. So it is right. It's yeah. a good game. Um, I. I don't know. I, did you put the Selmer's Poetry Slam? I did. I don't know if I would have that. I, I, I think it's, I like it's, that. it's the coolest culminating moment in that game. Like, a lot of that game is just a lot of very small, interesting scenes with characters, mm-hmm. and, and none of it necessarily stands out that way. But, like, there's something about the Selmer's arc that I thought was, was mo- even more impactful than, than most of what that game was doing story-wise. Like, Selmer's is this, ki- this woman who lives down the street from you with her parents. Uh, she's someone I think you went to high school with at some point, and... Like, she's a former drug addict who went through rehab and is just kind of trying to figure out what her life is at that point. And when you start talking to her, she starts telling you, hey, do you want to want to hear some of my poetry? Do you want to, you know, want to hear it? And a lot of it is just like this very short kind of blunt, like not particularly good, I but like sort of it. funny. I like good. Like, an example one, on the day two one is, uh, or no, the day three ones, uh, which was the, oh, where is, oh, there it is. It's the day one one. My heart is a dankness, but when I see you, I feel a thankness. <laughs> When I feel a blueness, all I need is a Eunice. And it's just stuff like that. Like, it's nice, but it's kind of goofy. They're funny. And some of them are a little more cutting. Yeah. And so, but then you get, like, multiple days of those. And then finally she's like, hey, you know, I'm doing this reading at this poetry society. Do you want to come hang out and check this out? And you're like, yeah, okay. You, You can choose to do that. And when you get there, she lays out this incredibly complex and, like, really cutting 
scathing, you know, statement on, you know, sort of the gig economy and the way that like jobs have sort of dried up in that town and just like, you know, talking about like setting fire to Silicon Valley and all this other shit. Like it's really elaborate and pretty it's really good. good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. And it's, I don't like poetry and I'm like, most good. Yeah. And it's and even May is just sort of like, what? The, where the fuck did this come from? <laughs> like it's a it's, it's probably the best character arc in that game, I think. But also, is it a top three among all this other stuff? Probably not. Yeah. Right. I don't know if it's a top three. I like it a lot. But Yeah. Okay. Cool. Hmm. What is the nemesis mm-hmm. fuckery for Shadow of War? Yeah, what are that's you not going to hang here. Okay. There's not even one specific moment I would point to, but they come up with so many little twists on that formula that are so cool every time you see one for the first time. I mean, the we'll Nemesis stuff remains the, 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 I think, the highlight of that game. The one for me was where they started playing with the game's mechanics mm-hmm. and tying into that stuff where, because, um, you know, you can go into your, it's just like any open world game, you can go into your mini-map and, like, highlight a, a thing and hit, like, hit X to set a waypoint on it or whatever. Uh, I went in there and flagged a guy as my target who was on a different map, because you're not supposed to encounter guys from other maps. Like, they don't cross borders. Right. They stay in the zone they're in. I targeted a guy in a different map like, the second that I buttoned out of the menu back to the game, he fucking showed up in my face. And, like just, face. and just, like, Cockney, you know, whatever, their guttural bullshit. Like, it's just, it's just like, oh, you're, you're going to come after me? Like, fuck you. Like, I will come after you. Like, he just showed up because I had targeted him in funny. the menu and came to fight me instead. Like, it was this, like, cool little surprise. Like, like in a fourth wall, breaking yes, that he knew that I, you had targeted yes, him? Yes, That's like, really I had dumb. done something in the game mechanics, and he responded to that. Like, it, it was a cool moment. That's funny. And they do other stuff like that. I've talked about a bunch of it on the podcast, like enemies, like, taking your weapon from you and breaking it in front of you when they kill you. Do they actually break and then, it? And then yeah. you lose the weapon. <laughs> but if you go back and fight them to get revenge, then you get it back and, like, yeah, reforge cool. it stronger. <laughs> like, it, it's a bunch of cool little stuff like that, but, like, I guess there's no one thing I would point to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and say that <clears throat> that would hang here. Okay. Not hanging. Um, I had a million little moments playing through Zelda, uh, but I think it's distilled so much with Eventide Island, yep. where in that game rewards exploration and experimentation, and that is distilled so much. Like the exploration side, you see this island out there, and you're like, oh, what the hell is that? And you fly over there, and, and then it's it has the reveal of like, oh, you got to you know figure all this stuff out without your weapons and your armor and all that stuff. So that's amazing, but then when it takes it all away, that's when it lets you do all this weird experimentation. It's like, okay, I don't have all these weapons that I have that are going to break, um, but how am I going to take down this big Minox or whatever the thing's called? And you can, you know, if it's raining, you can throw the sword next to him, and lightning will strike right. and kill him, stuff like that. And then, like, how do I get this orb over here because there's this water, and I got on this raft and, like, you know, use my leaf to blow all the way over there, and it... I think that is the Breath of the Wild experience, kind of, if, if you had to point at one thing that yeah. encapsulates all of that, uh, you know, rewarding the player, I, I think it's that. I would even say the other thing about Breath of the Wild that it captures is the mystery and discovery aspect of it. Yeah, it's yeah. Like stumbling on that island, because you see it from a distance, and you're like, I gotta, how am I going to get out there? And, and then like, this voice talks to you, and it's like, wait, what's going on? Yeah, and, and it's too far to swim to, because you run yeah. out of stamina, so you have to, like, improvise a boat solution to get out there. And then oh, I flew. Right, uh, that's the thing. Yeah, like, yeah. There are so many different ways to get there. Like, it's it's all about experimentation and discovery. Like, it, it, yeah. is, it is a really sublime, like, sublime moment in like the game. Like, even amid you gushing about that game as you were playing through it, I remember you specifically 
specifically pulling mm-hmm. me aside and being like, I need to tell you about this fucking thing. <laughs> you did really yeah. love it. You took yeah. pictures of it. A lot of pictures of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, that was definitely the moment that I feel like stood out the most to you. And it, it seems like, like you said, it's, it's a great microcosm of what yes. that game is trying to do. It, it was the moment, uh, when we were reviewing it that I, I DM'd Austin Walker and I was like, it was like four or five in the morning. And I was like, Austin, you know that island in the Southeast? Like, just go there. I'm not going to tell you anything else. And he was like, well, I was about to go to bed, but I'll check it out. And like two hours later, I got a DM. I was like, I, this is amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, I, I think that's it. a very strong contender. Yeah, I, 100%. I, yeah. I agree. There are four near moments on here. I think we can safely let go of two of them. Hmm. Uh, Which one? I think Romeo's and Juliet's and Become His Gods yeah. probably are not as strong as the other two. Romeo's, Romeo's and Juliet's is so fucking good. It, it really is. really good. It's really funny. Oh, it my God. Pisseth Off. Pisseth Off is one of the best <laughs> lines of dialogue ever written. Uh, but, uh, so for the folks at home, real quick, the, when you go back to the area where the opera singer boss is afterward, uh, you stumble upon a bunch of the robots putting on this stage play called Romeo's and Juliet's. And it's called that because there are like seven Romeos and seven Juliets all kind of delivering like dialogue the at the same time. Lines, like the first line is Romeo, Romeo, or where art thou, Romeo? And then the second one's like, Juliet, Juliet, where art thou, Juliet? And then the second one's like, there's a lot of Romeos here. Yeah. And there's just like robots who kind of understand what Shakespeare like, is. Yeah, they're pantomiming but, their notion of what theater is supposed to be. And of course, what it ends in is a giant Donnybrook brawl at the end where all the Romeos and Juliets are just having gang warfare yeah. with each other. And and it's and all the writing is like super high minded or, you know, highfalutins. Like, I, I, I shall take thy life. And, yeah. 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 I like the part after where you have like you're interviewing people to be like, wow, that was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. True art, and one person's like, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to see someone put that on stage. Yeah, <laughs> I, would, I would go. I would pay to go see also, Romeo's and Juliet. It's entirely possible to miss that moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I did not game. see that moment. I'm, I'm glad, glad I, I'll tear the shit out. Really of glad I kept <laughs> yeah, so dude, watch that whole clip. I watch. It's, it's fucking pretty funny. The last oh. robot just self destructs. Also, oh, do you yeah. have sound off? Because the, the the voice work is half the reason. Oh, they're talking. Yeah, that's great. I'm just seeing subtitles. The other, I think the robot voices in that game are, are absolutely incredible. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. And the, the other, like, slight subtle detail is that it plays into uh, Yoko Taro's weird love of theater because there is actually a near Automata prequel stage play that was put on in Japan oh, oh. Huh. featuring a bunch of women in, like, Yorha outfits and fucking acting out, like, scenes while the robots explode behind them on a screen. Okay. Uh, Become as Gods is also really cool. Like, that is a big standout moment when you go back to that factory and you find out that, like, a fucking death cult led by a robot named Kierkegaard <laughs> has taken over and then all the robots start suiciding while screaming Becoming, uh, Become as Gods. Right, they oh, jump into God. the fire pit. Yeah. yeah. All the all the philosopher bosses in that game just kill me. Yeah. Like, like, like I don't know if you've seen some of the stuff people have dug into. It's 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 the layered first, in a way that is just bonkers. The first the first enemy you fight in that game is named Marks. Yeah, like <laughs> it's written in a script that you can't tell. Like people went back and just dissected it, like translated it from angelic script, or I just think it's hilarious. Well, and then, yeah, all those other robots are called Angles. Right. You know, like, right. yeah, it's, yes. it, it's, it's definitely leaning yeah, into that stuff. A, I, def- that I stuff. definitely think these are two, like, good moments in the game, but they're, yeah, I, I agree that they could be cut. <laughs> the uh, other I two, will say the Become as God sequence goes on way too long. A little too long. Getting yes. out of that factory takes fucking yeah. forever. You get yes. lost pretty easily. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. I, I, th- I think we can let go of those two in, in comparison to everything else. Uh, yeah. it, it's not on this list, but the I think it is one of the giant angles that you talk to, the giant, like, one that wants oh, you to, like, yeah. the one, the one discover it and realizes it was a death machine. Yeah, the one that, like, gains sentience for, for the first time, because I think those those machines have never generally been disconnected from the network, and it's like, it suddenly realizes, one, I'm completely unambulatory, so I'm stuck here, so I'm just pondering existence. And then eventually realizes, like, 
I was built for death, and that's really fucked up, so I'm going to die, and you should just take my parts and use them. Yeah, that yeah. was a real weird sequence. That was maybe my favorite little small moment in that game. Yeah. There's a lot of those. Like, a lot of the side quests in that game are yeah. really Yeah, the, the side quests with the, the, like, the wife and husband who are trying to, to like, escape, escape yeah. and then you find out that she has basically been just move, reprogramming moving him. through husband. I know. Yeah. Like, at a break, I thought it's the just, same one. Isn't it the same one? She keeps reprogramming. I, I can't remember. There's thought, definitely an element of of recursiveness like, there. Yeah, yeah, I thought she's like, "Don't worry, he won't remember." Okay, like, yeah. Yeah. I'll just reprogram him again. Do you guys find the side quest where you actually meet a Type E android? Yes, before, like halfway through the game. Yeah, like no. it's, the, it's the android that tells you, like, "Hey, I need you to find out what happened to my partner." Yeah, and, so it's just like, "Hey, somebody's been killing androids. Like, there's yeah. there's a dead android here. They're all over the place. Like, can you investigate?" And you do all these side quest steps, and finally get back and realize that she is the killer because right. she's a Type E android, which mm-hmm. means she's an executioner. Right. I think she had repressed the memory. Uh, or something. Yeah. And it starts coming back and it like literally breaks her brain yeah. and she starts like babbling like evil gibberish. Yeah. And the music gets all crazy because like she's been forced to kill her allies over and over. But I think that all pales in comparison to the whole Pascal arc, yeah. which is. I think it's. I think we count this from the moment where like his camp gets under attack. I'd say from when you're quested with going to get the slide parts for the slide. Oh, yes, God. from there. I think that's good content. Yeah. Well, yeah, Pascal's like, oh, the kids in the village. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it all just culminates in that moment. When you, you know, you well, yeah, I mean, that's the end of it. I'm talking about yeah. like what the, the breadth yeah, of I, this I think moment. in this case, that it is more of a sequence than a moment because I think that sequence of events, like similar to how I felt, I mean, even more so than the other one, uh, the Wolfenstein stuff, I yeah. feel like it, the, that step by step process is what lands the impact of like, it. Like, by the time you're requested with, like, go, hey, can you go get these parts for this slide for these robot kids in our utopian village we have built? We're off the network, we're all cool, like, things are going great. You leave, and then, like, if you come back, and some horrible zombie virus has taken over the robots, and all the villagers are eating each other, and, like, the whole thing is burning down. Snake things. Yeah. And, like, so all the robots are dying. Pascal is kind of having a meltdown. Uh, He's the nonviolent robot. He's kind of, he's like a shopkeeper. You know, he's a quest giver. He's like, we can build a society without violence. He's he's an avowed pacifist is the main thing to know. Uh, Mm -hmm. Uh, Comes back and helps you, (laughs) helps you fight in his little donut. uh, Yeah. Flies around. Which is weird. But then, you come he, back. He's and, able to save a bunch of the kids too. Uh, so that's, he is. Yeah, so that's that's why I feel like that later thing is way more profound than the uh, the village stuff. Like when you see him again outside. For me, it was, yeah, specific, it was specifically when Pascal runs out and is ready oh, to fucking yeah. fight. Yes. Like, oh, right. For me, it was that like, is the apex of okay, it. Okay, this this character has betrayed every one of his ideals. So, so yeah, now. you tell him to go hang out at the old um, yeah. the, where the become his god. Yeah, they're they're in the, the yeah the factory. Yeah, uh, and you yeah. go out to the factory and you see just like waves and waves of enemies coming at you, and you fight them and fight them. And it's fight like them. An, and, and Pascal's escaped with like a bunch of the kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. hiding out. The kids right. are hiding out inside the factory. Yeah, yeah, and then. And things go bad. So it's it's this cascade of failures, yeah, where like like they pushed Pascal so far that he has to fight. Yeah, yeah he hacked he into one never to giant, do. uh whatever type angle spot, yeah. Angle um, spots. And so he's like controlling it from the head and it's supposed to be this like very sort of intense, you know, like, all right, badass moment. Finally, Pascal's going to come out here. He's going to do his thing. I didn't even You're, take it that way, though. That's what I'm saying is like I felt it felt immensely tragic to me. Oh, yeah. it was in that sense. Fight. But also there is a satisfying mm-hmm. moment of him just real like like him going in with that Having fucking robot. Having to fight and, for. Realizing yeah. like pacifism is, is good. It's good to a like, point. <laughs> yeah, I need to be able to put my values 
or I need to put something behind my values. Yeah. I need to save these children and fight. And the way they have you do it is like a very satisfying little bit where you are just fucking swinging the arms. It's like another very Metal, metal Gear moment. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, now you're you're controlling this giant fucking walking tank thing. Yeah. yeah. And then everything works out really well. <laughs> yeah. And then it's a happy ending and that's the end of the game. Oh. Dude, that... I so I had to walk around the block after that point. So is it? it I can't remember. He comes back and then the kids have all off themselves. They've all, yeah. Yeah. Themselves. They've They've all destroyed their own internal cores, and the reason is because uh, along the way, as he was teaching the kids to be human, he taught them what fear was. Right. And that fear to- took them over to such a degree that they thought they were going to die horribly. They was like, all right, well, we have to we have to end this. Yeah. He, he says he taught them fear because he thought it would help them. Preserve themselves. Yeah, like a, to a save survival, themselves. Yeah. Survival skill. Right. So, all, but, all, but instead, it consumed them, and then right. So he loses everything, yeah. and then you have this moment where you talk to him outside of. Is it outside the resistance? Oh, it's right. It's, it's right there. It's right there, right there in that right room. There in the room. And, and you get a choice to basically hack him uh, to erase his memory. Well, he, yeah, he presents you with He's, that. Like, he basically choice. says, either wipe my memory or kill me. I don't yeah. care. So I, I, hack, I wiped his memory. Yeah, same here. Uh, which leads to him. Going back to the village and selling robot parts, yeah. uh, like he doesn't remember any of it, and he's just basically selling them. He's like, "I found all these robot yeah, parts." There's, there's some but, oh. comment, offhand comment mm. about like this stuff seems familiar. I feel yeah. like I know where it came from. But but I can't, robot head? But I can't quite put my finger You're, on oh, it. Wow. Anyway, here you go. Here's these body parts. You're yeah. leaving out one of the most vital components oh. of that whole thing, though, is that the the sequence where you go in and destroy his memories is one of those hacking sequences. And every time you destroy one of his memories, you hear it playing behind yeah. you. The sound of you know the children's voices and like you know everything that happened in the village like you are literally destroying his memories as they are playing out in front of you and it is it's rough deeply heart wrenching. Uh, he becomes I, a star afterwards yeah. and yeah. you can actually buy a bunch of cores. Apparently, uh, yeah. you can cores walk actually. away from that and yeah, not do so, either yes, of the you things. Can. And he uh, screams at you. Or I, I didn't do it. He's like, "A two, you aren't leaving me like this, are you? Please, you have to end this for me." He's just like begging you to to. To put an end and to I it. I think he will be back in the village with his memories intact if you do that, right? Yeah, I think, he's, he's follow, still, I think there's a follow-up where he continues and to... And he just, like, hate, he just hates you. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not happy. Yeah. Uh, and then the other option is him. to kill him, which, I, as far as I know, no one I know has actually done that. I killed him. You killed him? <laughs> I, I, I would have killed him. I felt like, I mean, I felt like he it was as good as dead at that point, and, like, I'm just, you know... Also, killing is the more human option. You can't wipe a human's memory. Yeah. Hey, look what being human. But God. the most human option is to leave him alive and to reckon with his own grief. Which I, if I had realized I could do that, that's probably the way I would have gone. Yeah, that's that's probably what I would have done. Also, uh, but I will say that, like, just if you take it face value and you do that hacking moment, like, it is profoundly depressing in a way that uh, it is really rough. I, I appreciate it, but also, like I said, I, I had to get up and walk around the block a few times after that. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that's a good one. And then Route E. Yeah, so Route E, like the end of Route E with the the credits is, yeah. I think, a really neat gimmick that kind of pays off. So at the end of the game, you are fighting the credits in, in your spaceship. You are shooting all the credits down. It's a representation of your pods, which are kind of your little like helpers, uh, fighting against the the law, like the the rules. I, I don't know, the protocols that are in place to wipe out the androids. Right. So the, the the protocols are to erase all memory of the thing and restart over, and they're basically fighting that back, represented by fighting the the credits. They want to break the loop. They want to break the loop. You fight the credits. They can't 
necessarily do, it gets to a point where you get overwhelmed and you kind of can't make it through. At least I couldn't. I don't think anybody can. Uh, and then someone has done it. There is video of someone doing it. I saw people saying that it was actually literally impossible that they start like making your bullets do no damage. Oh, really? I I definitely heard from a couple of people that someone had done it, Uh, but I I can't confirm that one way or the other. Uh, and, and they build it up every time you die, they kind of, uh, text will start showing up on the screen of messages that seem like from out of nowhere or other players like, Hey, keep going. I did it. Or like, give up. Cheesecake is good. Uh, just weird things. And then ask you, do you want to give up? And then it'll ask you like, "Oh, game stupid," or like, and if you keep saying, "I want to keep going," I want to keep going, I want to keep going. Do you admit that life has no meaning? Yeah, a lot of this stuff. And then eventually, it asks you, like, "Do you want help?" And if you say yes, then all of a sudden the other players uh, will come surround your ship and help you out. Uh, the music kind of swells to uh, bring in all these other parts that join in on the, yeah, the same. There's an ending theme to that game because you finish the game like five times. But it's in a different language and a different arrangement every time you finish the game, yeah. and they and they start bringing in all those different languages, like like uh, leapfrogging each other, and, then, and like, then when you accept the help, like this, like we are the world, like yeah. chorus, like swells behind the lyrics, and, and, you, and you you just destroy the credits <clears throat> uh, while the other ships are getting picked off, and it just says like such and such as data has been deleted, yeah. which is like kind of rough. Sorry, uh, for by the way, for yeah. shooting your ass. Uh, and then, uh, uh, at the very end, it then asks you, hey, do you wanna, do you wanna become one of these players that can help the other players? And to do that, you have to delete your, all your data and your saves and your progress to do it, which yeah. I think is a pretty neat thing and like ties into, I think, a lot of the themes yeah. from the game. And I think so I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I totally wanna do that. Yeah, that sounds great. And never knowing that they would like actually delete my goddamn save, uh, I believe they, them. They went through with it. And they like show you, like they go to yeah. like painstaking yeah, links. Very, yeah. Like, oh, here's this, and that's gone. Here's this, and that's and gone. Every save slot, not yeah. just the one you're playing. All with. your items. Like I, I watched Jason play that, and yeah. like I thought that was handled really well. Yeah, we had a f- packed house in the uh, did, media yeah. at that point. Um, I think it's the only way to get the actual final scene in the game, right? With the the bodies of the three. Yeah. Oh, yes, I believe it is. Gotcha. Yeah, because like, then the implication there is that the loop has been broken, like, and that they're they're well, probably they've saved the memories they, of these androids. They have a chance to break. Yeah, them and they're and they're trying. Well, yes, yes. Kind of they're the final culmination of the whole thing, and that they're they're going to be able to bring them back. Uh, also, a very cool moment. Yeah. I neglected my son for three days to get up to that point. <laughs> I, I think I think it was and a really a really cool moment. I think it's it's a really neat mechanic. But like in terms of what the game is about, I think the Pascal stuff captures it better. And yeah, I, I still think it's a really awesome moment. I don't think we have to choose between these two. Not like, necessarily. There, there are I, three I, slots. I feel on the like first. at a point we will. So I, I, we don't have. to. I would like to leave both on for now. Sure. Uh, I, th- I think they're both really, really good moments. Uh, I think the opera singer boss from Mario and Rabbids is uh, really incredible. Like we we talked about it a couple days ago uh, with the the song, all that other stuff. Like the fight itself, kind of whatever. Um, it's actually maybe a little frustrating with the, it's with the way it's built. Um, but that song, that moment as the this boss is singing to you a song that is just just lays into everything about the character of Mario. And what he is and what he has been and, and really everything funny. from just like, you know, how one note he is and how he only has two lines of dialogue, uh, you know, references to Mario Kart and Donkey Kong, which they, you know, earlier in the game is some good Donkey Kong stuff. But like it in, in some of the same way that the new Donk City Festival is this weird nostalgic take <laughs> on Mario. This does that in a, like a really biting way. 
that you would have to go outside Nintendo to get. Uh, and so, like, you know, Ubisoft, like, really, uh, they, they cut to the core of Mario in a way that I really appreciated. Uh, and it's, it's like a, it's, it's a crazy moment that you just don't expect to see in a game. You don't expect to see any level of awareness about how dumb the concept of Mario kind of is. Uh, and they, they nail it. it it's, it's, it's really amazing. Uh, yeah, I like it a lot. This list is getting savage, yeah. uh, honestly. Is the introduction of Peach something that's going to hang here? I think that's a cool little moment. No, it, it's a great, like, she, you know, comes down and just is is super fucking badass. Oh, yeah. She's got yeah. that fucking shotgun. Yeah, comes down with that shotgun and just fucks shit up. Doesn't she just, that like, float down on the umbrella? Yeah. And she's yeah. like, by the yeah. way, yeah. like, it's, it's <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah. That, although uh, that moment just made me be like, oh, I want her leading this group. I don't want mine. Yeah. <laughs> she seems way more comfortable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. those two moments combined, especially right. at that point, you're like, man, fuck Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, the the peach direction I think is is really cool, but but it's it's not top three. I might be alone in this, but the Mister King Dice boss fight to me is one of like the best boss fights ever. Like honestly, the, the so for those of you who don't know, you're fighting on kind of a, a roulette table looking thing. Mister King Dice is above you, starts rubbing his hands, he pulls them apart, and a die a die spawns, and then you have to parry the die. And move forward a certain number of spaces. It's very Gunstar Heroes. Yeah. It's, it's like yeah. you're moving through this board, and every space you land on has a different casino-themed mini boss. Each with their own music, each with their own like right. really unique style. Uh, they only have one form, so it's not like you're fighting. But they're a all bunch. new bosses. It's not like a boss yeah. rush from the. Yeah, they're all new bosses, and then there's like stuff where certain spots will give you an extra heart. Uh, and the second to last spot, second to last spot is like we'll send you back to the beginning of the whole roulette table. Uh, it, you get good enough at like parrying the die where you can kind of yep. move where you want to go. But I just thought that was like, and then you fight King Die at the end, uh, really suddenly too. I, I like how quickly he's just like, all right, yeah. I'm gonna fuck you up now. It's on the same board that all this rest yeah, of so stuff you, is. And he's like, all right, no more dice. I'm coming down to throw cards at you. Uh, I just really like in a game full of really cool boss fights, it stood out to me. As like one of the strongest points in that game, um, I, I'm a I'm big on boss fights, so like I'm I'm a little bit biased there, but that I mean that's what I have to say about I, that. I just think the theme uh, of all the little boss fights are awesome. It's like here's the poker chips, here's the drinks, here's the cigar, it's like a horse race, memory game. Like it's it's really really cool. All right, I, I think with with the way we're talking about some of this other stuff here, I think I'm ready to say let's cut Tekken Seven. Okay. There's just no way it's going to make it. Okay. I, I'm fine with that. It's uh, a really great awesome. way to, <laughs> but, to, but, yeah. to play on that whole history of those characters. Yeah. Yep. Uh, oh. Should we also cut the New Dong City Festival? Oh, oh no. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like compared to some of these other ones, though. Well, tell me about the Ooh. "Bury Me, My My Love" endings. We haven't uh, talked about that yet. Those are brutal. So, like the whole game is it's an i or like a phone app, um, and it's designed so it seems like you're texting your wife who is trying to cross the border from Syria into Beirut um, illegally. Um, and the whole time you're texting her, it's like sort of real time. So it'll be like you'll get a notification that you got a text from her like hours later, as though she was actually texting you as it's <laughs> happening. Um, so most of the story is like pretty mundane stuff like yeah there's sort of like some tension but Mm -hmm. all in all it's like what a wife and husband would text each other like there are literally moments where they're talking about the weather of like well it's like raining here but how is it there kind of stuff um but like you really get to know her and you really get some affection for her through the story 
And the endings are fucking brutal. There are like 19 different endings. The one I got the first time was, so the whole game is just these text interactions. Occasionally you'll get like a photo sent, like a selfie, but it's like an illustrated thing. Um, but my ending was she got on a boat uh, to cross the water. And then like you get like a texting like help. Here's my IP address or, or oh, I don't know, the GPS location. GPS location, yeah. And then, like, you're like, okay, I'll call a ship. And then you don't hear back for a couple hours. Then when you do hear back, the last thing you hear from her is this audio recording of her just being like, hey, like, I love you, I love you, I love you, like, crying. You hear, like, waves splashing. Ugh. It's, like, fucking brutal. <laughs> and, like, that's the first time you hear her voice. It's the only time you hear her voice. Like, it's implied you never hear from her again. And there's, like, another ending that's, like, somebody... She's like, I think someone's following me. Like, I think I'm going to be um, detained. And then you never hear from her again. And that's just how the game ends? Like, you never see yes. credits or anything? Yeah. You just don't get notifications? Well, I think it's it's clear that it's the ending. Okay. But it's brutal. I'm, I'm looking at, like, an animation of it or something. How do you get the voice? Does that come it's in like, as a phone call? It comes in as like a text. A, with like, like, oh, it's like the same as if you get, like, like an, an audio yeah, yeah. file thing. So the whole, like game, a play. the whole game is in this, like, messaging, yeah. text message-looking thing? Um, It's brutal. Jeez. It's very good, but it's brutal. Are there happy endings? I think so. They're like 19. I didn't oh, wow. really get through them. Um, I would imagine there's probably at least one or two, but... I also feel like maybe its definition of happy might still be kind of heart-wrenching yeah, right. in its I own way. That. Um, it's also implied of like, well, the husband's going to have to try to cross too to join her, and like, will he ever make it? Probably not. Well, also, she's probably dead in most of the endings, but um, yeah, Jeez. it's really brutal. I think the only knock against that one is that I, I think you might be the only person here who actually played through that game. Right. So, like, and, and I absolutely trust you that the, the impact on that stuff totally lands. It's just that we just don't have the experience with it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, is that enough to knock it off? Not the necessarily. List? I I just wanted to. Yeah, I know. I think point. that's fair. And it once we get to the end, it probably won't hang because literally no one else has played it. Um, but it's very good and just. I am brutal. interested to play it now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you, cool. you, you were telling me about it the other day, and I, and I downloaded. it. I haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't actually know about it until just now. It's really good. Yeah, it's very good. Well, on a slightly different tonal note, tell me about Damien's third date. Okay, here we go. Vinny's played this too. I did, yeah. Um, so there's a goth dad in Dream Daddy, and he loves like Victorian era stuff from like head to toe. So like he's always dressed in Victorian garb. He will not text you. He'll only write letters to you. With wax seals. With wax seals. With lightning his, every time he comes onto the Yes. <laughs> his house is, like, very Victorian era. Like, he's like, embodies and lives that style. And then you get to his third date, and halfway through, he gets a call, and he's like, um... I got slut. Yeah, I have to go. And you're like, can I come? Can I help? And he's like, okay, sure, fine. And then he goes to this, like, dog shelter... And then he, like, steps out for a minute. You still hear all the, like, thunderclaps and everything as he leaves. And then he comes back, and he's in, like, a polo and Tucked jeans. into his khakis. Yeah, and he has, like, a name tag. And he's just, like, a normal dude. And he's like, yeah, you know, like, the Victorian stuff's a big part of my life, but it's not the only part of my life. And, like, I didn't know when to tell you or how to tell you or whatever. Like, I like shopping for hardware sometimes. Right. And, like, I like volunteer at this dog I shelter. Yeah, I volunteer at the dog shelter. Like, don't be disappointed in me. Right. <laughs> like, I'm not just your Victorian goth guy. Right. You're, and you're kind of like, no, this is okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is way okay. 
Like you're not just a one-dimensional no, just vampire. Like, not yeah. being the Victorian thing is like. <laughs> right. He, he, he like thinks you're going to be super disappointed that he, that's not all that he's into. <laughs> that's cute. Uh, like that. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. It's good. Uh, I, there's actually a, a. I like the the second date probably where his kid uh, tries to brick oh. up the other kid in the school cask the of a Montalado yeah. style because uh, he promises another kid. Wine, wine and then and his kid dr- lures him to the basement while he slowly tries to encase him in brick and then the other dad for that kid who was getting encased is like but what? you sat there for 20 minutes he's like i wanted wine yeah. <laughs> which i think is also very very funny uh, and then you realize that he's like an awesome dad because he doesn't right. like he's like hey we don't have to I go know. back to therapy like yeah uh so like, just talk about it if you want to yeah it's a very good part i don't know if uh it probably won't hang it probably in won't end. stay on here I think but it's like worth talking about he's, he was like going through that arc with him was awesome. Yeah. Like that is a very fun. And then you go on the stupid dog chase where you right. the, where the lady draws a map and calls your house Nerd House. Right. And then was it his house was other nerds house? It no, was, his no house, somebody else. She's friends she with him. She him. likes him. Yeah. yeah. Whose right. house? Nerd's house. Nerd's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, which um, is which is a lot of fun. Yeah. The writing in that game is very good. It's very good. But uh, but yeah, I think it can go. I yeah. like it a lot, but I think it can go. Um, how are we feeling on a chicken dinner? Oh, I man. love the chicken dinner yeah. this year. Uh, I think it's a I, pretty strong yes. tender here. This, this is one of those things where every, yeah, every once in a while something comes along that is not necessarily a scripted or designed moment. It's more just about the, the feeling and, you know, imbued in the player. And I, I don't think anything compared that way this year than getting a chicken dinner for yeah. the first time. And uh, to be clear, I don't, <clears throat> I don't think we're talking about any one specific. No, no, no. no any sure. of the Scott ones. It's your first time. It, yeah. Or just getting just any time. It's always I, exciting. I would almost go as far as to say getting a kill in that game should be on this. <laughs> yeah, <game. laughs> but I think chicken dinner is the stronger moment. Like but, the first yeah. time okay. you get, I mean, it, it's, it's the culmination of, of yeah, yeah. And that final like ten minutes when you're like, oh my god, Dude, or the final like yeah. ten people, and yeah. it's like, okay, I'm still alive. I don't think anyone sees me. You get a beat on someone. Yeah. Very jump, like, like yeah, like, you have that feeling of like this might happen. And yeah, now that I've thought that, I'm like, fucking like, it up. Yeah, using yeah. a term like heart pounding usually sounds super cliched, but yeah. it's like literal. And it's the like, only oh, yeah. time, the only game that made my heart actually yeah. pound. There's just like I feel like a million different options running through your head of like, should I stand up? Should I crouch? Should I get down? Should I go yeah. down? Should I use this gun? Uh, I don't know. This gun has long range. This one's got power. Should I leave the house now or should I not leave the house? Yeah. Yeah. I get into the circle. Do I want to stay in the middle of the circle? Do I want to creep up on the circle? Nothing gives me flop sweats like the very end of one of those matches. Yep. Uh, should you stay in the car? Yes. I can't believe I'm saying this, uh, but I think compared to everything else, or at least most of whatever else is on here, I don't know if these Yakuza moments are going to end yeah. up hanging. Like, Majima's debut is such a good introduction for yes. that character. It sets the stage for what he was before he eventually turns into the thing that he becomes in the rest of that series. And, like... It's the coolest introduction you could possibly give to someone like him. It's done with a lot of flair too. So much, yeah. Uh, but also the introduction of that with Snake Guy is pretty good. The what is it? The the guy he kicks the knife into his leg. Oh uh, yes, the guy that he sort of adopts the crazy personality oh, from the, the red yeah. jacket guy, yeah. the troublemaker. He in throws the club. a knife in the air and then like kicks it with his leg. Yeah, the other guy's leg is pretty good. Like the reveal yeah. there is that a, a, a lot of why Majima is totally crazy in the later games is that uh, is the events of this game sort of brought him to a point where he needed to affect a personality that would make him much more untouchable. And so one of the people he pulls from is this gangster dude he he interacts with a few times who is basically the yakuza equivalent of the Joker. Uh, very weird. And it's it's like in this case the, the the debut to me is the most standout scene, but oh yeah. 
Like, Kuzay the Sewer is a really great introduction to a boss fight, but then it's just, like, a fairly normal boss fight in that yep. game. It's just a great cutscene. And it doesn't even really resolve anything. Yeah. No, it's just a surprise of him on a motorcycle with a pipe. And you feel and giant just, tattoos. Well, it's yeah. a Put great surprise. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. But, yeah, I, I think the other stuff on here might, might, uh, might beat it out. All right. Okay, I'm just going to put this out here. Mm. If we can maybe shortcut our way there, if, we, if we're really being honest about it, is this mm. list the two near moments and the chicken dinner? No, uh, absolutely not. Even Tide is like, very strong. Maybe I like those two near moments a lot. I but fucking love near, but I don't know if I can hang with both near. Okay, then which one are we cutting? That's a really mm. fucking hard question. Man. I think I think Rowdy is the stronger one. Do you do? I think you might yeah. be right. Like the, I don't know. I, I, Pascal thing for me. Pa- for me, the Pascal moment. stuff is stronger just because it is they okay. They both of them involve building up to these moments, right? Like Rowdy is a, is a kind of a culmination of everything. But like, if you want to talk about the central themes of Near and just like seeing a direct visual, characterized representation of a lot of the themes of the game, like Pasquale's arc, I think is one of the better arc of a video game characters. I, I, I kind of put it in context, like the uh, yeah, just like the whole arc of that. I do think it does that game that I, that whole thing a, does sum up. Yeah. I, mm, but they reached opposite outcomes though because, like, near is a game about like ethnic hatreds and cycles of violence, and like Pascal is a character succumbing to those cycles, and Route E is the yeah success the finally breaking the, like, yeah, the cycle like, to me to me the, the uplifting moment of finally breaking free of that shit. Like the, is, is way more profound. The mm. only thing that maybe like puts Route E slightly lower on my list is the notion that they have done the save deletion thing before, and they did it in a much more explicit way in the original Near, which is that you know like that game is much more just about kind of sacrifice uh, for for you know a lot of things, and they have you sacrifice your save in that mm. game as a very direct tie-in to those themes. I think the way they do it in this game totally works. Yeah, and, and a lot fits. of it is the presentation for yeah. me. Yeah. It's, it's less the mechanic of having to sat on the UR having to give something up. Right. It is more the way it's presented. I'd probably also so, say that, like, the mechanics of shooting the credits, you know, like, like obviously it has to be long for it to mean something, but at some point you're just like, all right. Well, once, also, once you, 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 once you, you accept the slide, once you accept the help, you really kind of blast through it. Yeah, also, yeah, yeah. And like, that's a very that's a very satisfying thing. Jason, which one did you pick with Pascal? Do you hack him? Yeah, I hacked the hell out of him. Sorry, man. Like they wanted, and then he the, flew off like a rocket. They want they want <laughs> the to be insurmountably difficult right up until right you, right up until yeah. you say like yes, I need help. Also, there's a bit of catharsis in shooting the credits after having seen them a bunch. Like I was, I was yeah, right. It feels good to just destroy yeah. all that shit. Uh, but I, I don't know. The Pascal stuff is it, talking through it here. I was kind of more ready before coming in here, but then talking through it, realizing that that is kind of a good dis- distillation of what near is going re- for. Makes it really coherent. Yeah, like kind of like as we talk through it, realize like, oh, okay, I think this is the kind of the major theme of like, what is it? Why are you trying to teach people to be or robots to be human? Like all the flaws in that and. <laughs> what a horrible end that will have um, maybe hits it a little bit more than the Route E stuff, which I think is a neat, really neat gimmick and mechanic. Uh, it's an incredible coda. Uh, yeah, very, like very uplifting and, and, and yeah. cool thing. Uh, but it could just be, it could be just the opposite for you, Brad, which is just like the dark thing. That's the thing. Just kind like, of stuck with like me more than anything, the Anything yeah. on that kind of downer is like it's really sad. I don't know. I will say, as someone who hasn't finished the game, hearing about about Pascal uh, makes me want to play it far more than hearing about the 
proper ending. Yeah. It does delete all your saves. I, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I think that's one of those cases where, like, summing up what Rowdy is to somebody, sure. I mean, like, I it maybe sells it, yeah. sells it really short. Yeah, uh, I did watch yeah, it. Yeah, you've seen sure. it, and you and you know, yeah. You know, when it, it's taken you 30 hours to get there. No, I, think, I totally get that. 30 yeah. hours. Just waste it. You delete past no. I did that in, like, three days. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not wasted, man. Oh. You're helping someone else. I want to go back and... and do some of the side quests though, but I can't now. But that's the thing is you can oh. just play it again. That's yeah. what I, I, I that's I, what I started doing. I'm going to play Nier again. Just wow. from the beginning. I guess for I don't know. I guess for me, like the the Pascal stuff feels like at one step, like one very important step in a long journey. True, a and, vital and, one. And Rowdy sure. is the culmination of like absolutely everything. I could go with that. I really, I mean, I really like the yeah. the yeah. way the. I, I, I don't. Resolved. I don't just mean the credit stuff. I mean like the. What does it consider Rowdy? It's the credit. Like, I'm trying to think. Is it part of the the like fading off into? I guess picking part? making making the nine SA two choice is technically considered C and D. But there's also like the the bits with the pods where they're kind of talking to each other. Yeah, and that's definitely yeah. yeah that's that's, that's yeah. part of E. Yeah. Right, like defying the programming. Yeah, because yeah. like that is the moment that even the pods like develop develop some mm-hmm. level of. Like, of Self-awareness which is a thing and, that they have been very subtly building too, right, with like right. the two, one, like when yeah. the two pods start interacting with each other and starting to realize, like th- they're actually starting to realize things versus just sort of you know taking input commands. Like I, I think that's why that whole sequence is so much bigger than just the credits, because like literally everybody, yeah, finally like throws off their shackles and and kind of figures it out. I right? feel like and like embraces like the possibility of a better future. Both of these moments have choices, like. But I, I feel like the choice of what you do to Pascal is such a like it's it's so it's brutal. It's the, one of the hardest things to do. Like I mean, the, the choice of whether or not you're going to help someone else by deleting your save. You're like, oh, I feel obligated to choose helping everyone. But when it comes to Pascal, and when it comes to the clear, like there is no right answer here. This is like a good representation of life. Like this is like. Like, someone's entire existence has essentially just been undone in front of them, and they're like, you know, yes, you have these choices, but they all essentially result in, if not a completely altered existence, then non-existence. And that's, you know, that is one of the big things that game is getting at, is like, is it better to continue to exist in, you know, in this sort of cycle, in this sort of, you know, like, you know, trapped sense of the world? Yeah. And that fight with the Ingles bots just, like, slamming into each other... Yeah. Uh, like, it builds you up really well to tear you the fuck down. Yeah, that feels bad. You can buy the children's cores. Yeah. Their the essence, their soul. And you can. sell it for more money than you Yeah. Can. And that's, you, you know, flip child corpses. And, and yeah. that's capitalism. Been there. <laughs> I think the only one that immediately stands out is, like, probably not going to hang here is the opera singer boss from, from Mario Rabbids. Like, I think yeah. that, that is a great moment. It's probably the best moment in that game. I just read, like, the, all the lyrics. It's very funny. Yeah. It's very good. It's very, very good. It's very good. It's, uh, it's deeply surprising, even. Yeah. I'm avoiding the lyrics because I want to see that in the game. It sounds pretty fucking good. Yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, I like the New Donk Festival, but, like, oh, it's okay. I, I don't know. If, uh, I don't we, think it's top three. I don't yeah. know if it's top three. It didn't stick with me in the same way that a lot of this other stuff did. That's just the most... I mean, I, I'm I think fine it's, it. oh, it's the it's most fun thing. I've had in a video game. It's probably the, like the most joyous thing yeah. I saw in a game. All it year. made me happier than anything in yeah, games. Totally. Year. Like I was yeah. talking the other day during music, like just listening to that song again is like so uplifting. Yeah, I just don't think it was that kind of year, man. So that's why, why, why it resonates. Yeah, that's why I needed this. <laughs> yeah, I, I've had kind of had the opposite feeling where like the stuff that sort of maybe 
I don't know, at the very least kind of reverberated on the same wavelength of everything else going on this year, like maybe hit me a little harder. Like, I don't know. I've never thought of games as escapism the way that some people do, but like this was the year where I was like, all right, this is the place that I get away from everything else because I'm getting plenty of that over there. Yeah, I, I totally see that as a very fun, happy sequence as compared to some of these, which are pretty much bummers. Dan, Dan, I'd like to get your opinion on Mario compared to Eventide because that seems to be I mean, your... like. Eventide's my number one. Okay. Uh, that is definitely my number one. I, I love uh, New Donk City. Uh, like, that thing just made me so happy. Uh, but that was kind of the difference between Mario and Zelda to me. Like, Mario was a game that made me extremely happy, and it was just a joy to play. But Zelda was this, like, much deeper thing to me where it's like, oh, my God, this is, like, affecting me in a way that, like, a game hasn't since Link to the Past. It's a much deeper appreciation of, you know, in that moment, you know, yeah. it encapsulates all that. Uh, so, yeah, I... I do put Zelda uh, Eventide above. New I think City. Eventide and, and PUBG are the two on here that are like uniquely video gamey. Yeah, yeah. Like they're both like expressions of game mechanics, whereas most everything else is like more just presentation and story. Right. Except for I think Mr. King guys like that boss fight also yeah. like has like mechanically it seems like it is a very cool thing. I also say Rudy has a actually has a, yeah. a, that's a good point. Not, not to turn this into a big horse trade, but yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good point. Rowdy Ra- Ra- definitely has that aspect too. Um, I really liked Eventide Island, but I wasn't as amazed by it, I think. I was thinking, I was like, oh, this is a cool thing, yeah. and then I didn't really think about it again as they played the game. I had an unfortunate situation around it. I was telling people before we were recording where I that was one of the first things I found in that game, and so I was trying to do it over and over with three hearts, and that is a very challenging... That's the one thing that does carry over in yeah. that island is how many <laughs> hearts you have, so I was just constantly dying and I was slamming my head against it and so I just eventually left. I would like to go back. I, I have to play more Zelda eventually and, and I think I would appreciate it more but I just had a poor circumstance around it. I, I think I was just amazed because like, at that point I was probably like 30 or 40 hours into the game and even at that point the game kept surprising me time after time and I was just like how the fuck does it keep doing this and then to find this one thing that's like this is way bigger than all the other surprises like this is insane. Yeah. Like yeah it, it came at a really good time for me. I don't think I ever landed on it. I turned this is totally a digression, but I turned that game on for ten minutes this morning and mm-hmm. saw something that I have never seen in yeah. hours, like in ten minutes. I like want to pl- get it's, that game for my Switch. You've never played Zelda? <laughs> I played it on my Wii U, but now oh, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, like, I, I kind of want to play again. That's the I, thing. That's I, I, I did the seventy hours on the Wii U, and now I'm yeah. playing it again. Like, it's, are you really? Yeah, totally, dude. Oh my goodness. I, well, we'll get into it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, again, I, I don't want to denigrate Bury Me My Love. It sounds like that, that game does the thing that it, it's trying to do very effectively. Uh, I just I think the lack of us playing it is maybe yeah. going to be... A... You convinced me to check it out, except for the part where it sounds crushingly bad. It's yeah, awful, yeah. but good. <laughs> like, I think it's really important. I also think it did a really good job of uh, kind of addressing current social issues without being too on the nose or too heavy-handed, like it's very effective. It's really good. It's touching and sad. Like it's a shame that it's going to go because no one's played it. Like that sucks. It doesn't um, have to. I mean, like you yeah. can make the case for it. I, I mean, that, like that canary sequence, uh, canary sequence I watched looked like it did a lot of stuff visually. Like so, is the writing in "Bury Me, My Love" supported by the gameplay and stuff? Like, could yeah. you just have read a sh- can I read a short story and get it, or is it like, oh, like you know, it's the gameplay? No, I think like feeling like you're actually texting someone, feeling like you have a rapport with someone, like and they having it, it all. spread out over like multiple days. Like, I, I think I probably 
was like texting her for like a week before I got the ending. And like that is impactful. I felt like there was a real investment in it. I felt like she was a real person. So like when it ends like that, that's like, you know, and like it felt I I felt a loss not texting her anymore. Okay. Would you take it over the, that cannery one? I haven't played I mean, I don't either. want it to be one mm. or the other. I guess I would do the cannery over this if I had to pick one or the other. Well, what are your top three right now? The carry me, bury me, mm. or the cannery, bury me, and then I guess Pascal. I haven't played that, but it seems cool. That cannery thing seems cool. It is cool. Yeah. You, you guys, you guys made that seem awesome. the best part of the game. I think that should yeah. be in the top three. Yeah. So I, if, I, I'm fine with that, having never played it. Mine is New Donk, Even Tide, and Chicken Dinner. For me, Chicken Dinner, I think it's a cool moment, and I think it's an exciting moment, but I don't think it's as impactful as a lot of these other moments. It's not uh, a moment I like think about anymore after the fact, like, which is maybe not what this is about. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with... I have I to, I have to preface first. this by saying I never got a chicken dinner. <laughs> I got that, one, and it was unsatisfying. That being said, I, I posed the question to you guys, like, you know... Years from now, if you're recommending somebody a video game, do you think saying, like, and, and they don't know anything about Nier, or I'm just going to use Nier as an example. They don't know anything about Nier. They don't know anything about PUBG. Are you going to be like, oh, you have to play PUBG. Once you get your first kill, ooh, it's going to yeah, be like. Those, I are, mean, I would recommend PUBG awards, over though. Nier. I, I think that's not. I think but I think best moment all. is something that sticks with you. Like, I, uh, uh, we have a best story category. Okay. So, like, yeah. okay. like, that's what I was kind of getting with the Bury Me stuff is, like, mm-hmm. oh, like, is it like like that moment that has built up with the game? Like, and you can like make the case up. for it. Yeah. yeah. So I like, can't deny the zeitgeist around like getting a chicken dinner, especially early on it when PUBG was like first kind of yeah, hitting right. it was was huge, and like I was motivated to do it. Right. I, yeah. I can't deny that. Like I, I, watching that cannery sequence, like I looked it up on here, it seems like the the way they it's almost like a brothers esque kind of thing of like letting you control all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's like really the, cool. The story of it maybe isn't as impactful versus like how they unravel well, that and present it. it. Is. Like it's it a, seems like a really cool representation of this uh, impactful story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. It's a pretty like elegant like, way to yeah. depict somebody's that's what I mean. sentence so and like, mental illness and so suicide, I think like, the moment of it yeah. maybe is even more th- more than the story of it, right? So yeah, like, oh, totally, yeah. The way it's presented is most definitely. Uh, so as for PUBG, I'll say that you know I've been playing multiplayer shooters for so long, and it's all just kind of a blur of kills and deaths and weapons and upgrades and stuff. It all just kind of you know like oh yeah, I'm playing a bunch of Call of Duty Four, but I can't tell you like oh yeah, there's that one time yeah, I had that one going. crazy kill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas I, you know, the chicken dinners I've gotten, I remember every single circumstance. I remember seeing that guy sneak past the the thing and thinking, oh, he doesn't see me. I've got the drop on him. Like, I remember every single one of yeah, those. But that, those that, are singular moments. That game comes to a head in a way that no shooter I have ever played. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think that's fair. Sure. Yeah, it's probably one of the only games I've ever, like, taken a screenshot of. Oh, I, I totally like, have a folder of yeah. chicken dinner. Yeah. <laughs> like, Every chicken like, dinner I've ever gotten is like, in like a folder. Like, this, nobody's going to believe me, or, like, somehow <laughs> I need to, like, pass this on to my children, or, like, you need they, to look at this wild shit that just happened. <laughs> or, like, like, they need to know. People need to know I got a chicken dinner. <laughs> is there um, anyone else that thinks King Dice is top three? I never, I didn't play it. I didn't get up. Yeah, I, 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 I've, I've seen that sequence, and, and I think it's fucking rad. Well, actually, yeah, you and uh, I played some of it. We've, yeah, we played a little bit. But I don't know that I would... Part of me is it's hard for me to shake this feeling of like oh yeah Gunstar Heroes okay cool like like I definitely keep doing that every time I look at it uh, it's better it's maybe the like coolest part in a really good game yeah. but yeah I would pick a few others but yeah I, I think we I can mean, cut that one then we we have to cut five of these eventually yeah, so yeah. counting that one yeah that was one of them yeah okay now we need to cut four I think the New Donk Festival goes. Mm. 
I, I'm not happy about it. I, I think that thing is a delight, but I, I just, for me, it just doesn't compare with like most of the other things on this list. And I don't know, like that, that impacted me way more than, you know, any like serious story moment in a game this year. Yeah. Like I was just happy playing that. Yeah. I, I was just, it was just like a, a I was already having so much fun with Mario. Yeah. Like I was like, this game is a pure joy. This game is exactly what I need. It's a palate cleanser. It's, it's perfect at like breaking me out of slumps in other games. It's perfect for just like, if I have 15 minutes to play some games, I can get like two star, two moons and then, like it built to like I was like, but it what it was lacking for me was any big moment. It was lacking any sort of like, like, like big objective you were. A working lot of it to. just feels trivial. Yeah, and then this this was the one moment where it was like you're building that band and you don't really realize what's going. They keep mentioning this festival and you're like, well, is it just going to be a bunch of people? It, I was picturing more of like what happens on the food uh, on the food planet when you sh- everyone shows up. When everyone shows hang- up, cook stuff, hanging yeah. out. I was expecting yeah. that with like maybe some characters and throwbacks, but like. As soon as that song starts and you go in the pipe and you're upside down, like I like the upside down. Yeah. stuff. I'm sorry. It, it's I, yeah, I, I think it's fine. You know, you don't uh, have to there is kind of a lot of it in there for something but. that like is so reverent in so many other ways. Like that's the one thing where I'm like, it's just, it's, just, it's, it's not. But at the same level, like I, I can understand cutting it because like I, it, it was rather short. Like it, 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 it was, it was like this intense happy moment I felt. But then as soon as I was done with it, I was like, I'd like to play this again maybe some other time, but it just kind of... I didn't feel like the need to see it again. And I was so happy I still it. But, but at the same time, I would say, like, it's it's a really good... And, and some of this is what I got out of the, the Mario Rabbids boss fight, right? Is, is it this, It's this very touching look at everything, you know, at, at a lot of what Mario has been since... I don't know, 1980, whatever it is, 1981. Uh, and to touch on a lot of that stuff along the way, to reference that stuff so directly as someone who has been there for all of that stuff uh, was just fucking powerful. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I grew up on Mario. That was the, f- the first game I remember playing. And, uh, you know, it, it's a huge part of the reason that I love this industry and want to work in it. And, like, just to see that celebration of that uh, just really did make me happy. They do it in a way that, like, I feel like they've probably tried to do before. You know, like, Mario will touch on its past. Yeah, yeah. But not like this. This is the purest, like, most well-realized. And I just remembered, like, the the moment before leading up where the all the power is gone and Pauline was like, hey, do you have any uh, experience working, uh, like, she doesn't say plumbing exactly, but she's like, she, she, like, alludes to, like, hey, you, you're used to, like, going down pipes and stuff, so you have to go down yeah. to the, elect- like, uh, yeah. And it's, it's Pauline. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, that's weird. Yes. Uh, like, they're referencing Mario material that they never really touch on and, and paying this tribute to the full breadth of it in a way that, that I thought was, like really incredible and, and and in a way that like you know like that so much of that game feels like it it plays around with expectations and and is doing things uh that the previous Mario games haven't done I feel like they nailed this part as well in a way that like the original makers of Mario could never have done you know this is a game that you look at and go like this was this is the people that have been kind of handed the torch in a sense yeah this is them saying this is what Mario has meant to them like paying respect. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's something that like if it was just the the same old brain trust that has been cranking out Mario games for a lot of years, 
you would never get that type of reflection. And I think that that's the thing that makes it stand out so much is that it is, it's informed by Mario's past. You know, it's the reflection of that past. And, and I, you know, it, it, for, it, for what's, what's kind of a tossed off frivolous little moment, like it, it's, it's really fucking powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that was really impressive. I kind of knew it was coming and it was still like, Incredibly impressive you know, to see. We had but, all heard that song before and everything. Like you know, yeah, I, 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 I had, it made me like that song. I, 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 it's a bad song, but yeah. but yeah, the yeah. song's fucking great. Yeah. Also, it, and I'm, I'm not. I, I realized it probably was like a lot of new blood that worked on that game. It wasn't like the core of that team. Also, the team that made Mario Sunshine. Uh, I, I mean, some that, galaxy. It's that's new to, news to me. Yeah, it, it's a mix. It, it's definitely. A I'm mix. just saying. Could this also just be them apologizing for having almost ruined the entire <laughs> Mario lineage? I, I look at apologize it, for I, a masterpiece. I, I, I think you kind of look at it more as you know the same story that's been across Nintendo in terms of like, hey, they're putting new faces and not necessarily new to the company. These are people that have been there a long time, uh, but new people are getting the spotlight. Right, and and you you get the impression from from this game and and from Zelda that you know they're calling shots that I think the the creators the the original creators left to their own devices probably would not have called, uh, and and they paid off like it's it's, it's risk that works as opposed to Mario Sunshine, which is risk that does not work on anything. <laughs> I was just wondering where Donkey Kong was the whole time. Is his corpse, like, frozen somewhere? Like, what happened? <laughs> the <laughs> pixelated Donkey Kong? No, I mean, like, it's, like it's, the, it's, the lawyer now. it's the thing they fucked up by <laughs> making Donkey Kong Country and splitting that continuity off into <laughs> its own thing is they got Donkey Kong away from this stuff. Like, in an ideal world, these games would flip-flop between well, like Bowser and Donkey Kong, and then occasionally they would team up, and you'd be fucking blown away. <laughs> I mean, they kind of abandoned that. Even like the three NES Super Mario Brothers and World, you know, Donkey Kong's. Oh, yeah. Were, like, yeah, but before saying, Donkey Kong, Country. that's where they fucked it up. Yeah, like uh, like at the end of they that started festival, fucking it up. They like, should like bring Donkey Kong out, and like everybody throws hammers at him, right? And then like they put him. I mean, it is. Well, I mean, it's New Donk City. I don't know yeah. what. Like, did he start it, and then Pauline beat him in an election? Like, <laughs> like what? What? Like, yeah, because like all the streets are named after like Donkey Kong Country stuff. Like, what happened? Like, what dark history is there, is there with this celebration? So, like, the whole thing was kind of tinged for me in, like, some dark, like, facade over really, really, like, you know, oh, it was brutal. Like, the celebration ends with the murder of Donkey Kong. Like, Pauline lifting his heart up in the air and, like, you know. And Mario's, like, oh, Mario up there dancing while she's singing. He's all, yeah. like, stupid. Yeah. I don't know. When I saw it, Dan was jumping on her head, so you've kind of ruined it for me. <laughs> bouncing on Would her it be thing. valuable at all to just, again, take a non-binding poll here just of, like, what everyone's three would be of this ma- this batch? I feel uh, like the spread's yeah. going to be... <laughs> Why? Well, I feel like also, also I can't pick three right now. Like, I, I, I can pick three. I couldn't even I answer like that three. question. Yeah. Are there any that you definitely wouldn't pick? Me? Yeah, because oh, if you geez. can't pick three, is there one that's like, well, that's I, that's not even in the running for me. Damn. I think the, the the Edith Finch stuff I think is really cool, but I think it gets overpowered by a lot of the other stuff here. <sighs> yeah. See, that's uh, the one wow. that like there's a few of these on here that I haven't done. I've only had described to me, and of those, like you know, c- comparing like. Can the cannery sequence to bury me, my love? Like I'm way more excited to play Edith Finch than bury me. Like yeah, out of the ones I haven't seen, which includes Eventide, uh, the cannery one, which I just watched the the clip for on here, just seems like that. It has it looked like I mean, again not having played or led up to it had that like brothers ass kind of like control stuff moment that that you can only get in video games. Right? Yeah, it, right. Is, yes, it, is, exactly, it is kind yeah. of a marriage of gameplay and story that. 
And that's always yeah. impressive. And it's the best really example well. of that in that game by Absolutely. far. Oh yeah, like, that's yeah. my number one. Like other parts of that game didn't work for me as super well, but this is the one part where it really comes together. And that's always impressive to me when somebody does something that's like you can't get this anywhere else. Like yeah. you, you can only really kind of go through this in a, in a video game because of the, the medium. And then for me, it would be like chicken dinner, and then one of the near ones, which I'm still on the fence. I I could live with that list for sure. That's, that's rough because I don't I like that. List. I don't. I don't, I, I don't want to see the Zelda or Mario thing go. But yeah. I mean, Zelda. It's between Eventide Island and Cannery Sequence for my third one here. Hmm. Like I think that one of the near ones has to be on there, and if I had to pick, it would be Rudy. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And I think that Chicken Dinner has earned its place on here. <laughs> I, I think yeah. I. I, I <laughs> The chicken one dinners. person who didn't get a chicken dinner, even I'll say. I mean, if for, but you definitely got close to the end of yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Like, you know the for, feeling. For me, it's actually, like, less winning. Like, I actually don't no, care that not. much. No, it's not. I mean, winning. no, it's really not. <laughs> I'm trying to make like, Ben feel all right. <laughs> like, winning I matters. It, I'm bad at games. <laughs> but the sense that you were able to overcome the overwhelming tension of that moment and actually yeah. pull it out. I mean, yeah, okay, yeah. Winning, winning is an incredible moment of release and if, blah, 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 whatever. But, like, it's really the feeling of fear and tension and, yeah. like, yeah. The, the heightened state that your mind is working in, like you were saying, like all, all the different choices yeah. you can make at any given moment, like there are so many different things, and like you can't, you have no time to second guess. Paralysis. But the moment is when you get that kill. Uh, yeah, and you see pop up. I, mean, like, I jumped out of my you know chair every. Yeah, it's happened. great, but like I, I don't know. It all, it's almost more of an adrenaline junkie thing yeah. for me. Of like I enjoy the tension, like the fear more than actually winning. And like every time I didn't get one, I always felt like I made the wrong choice. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, I shouldn't have been laying down. Or like, oh, I should, yeah, I mean, I should have left the house. I think that's every death for me in that game. Is uh, but especially when the stakes are so high at the end. Yeah. And you're yeah. just like, you're second-guessing yourself constantly. Like, oh, should, now should I move? Should I get up and take the shot now? And you get up and take the shot and realize that there was the other guy that was right behind you. And then you're like, God damn it, I should have. Yeah. So, so if we theoretically have chicken dinner, a near moment... And one more. The cannery? I, I thought oh, that cannery man. thing looked really neat, it, even without it's a setup. awesome. Yeah, it seemed really neat. I think just, yeah, given that I've, I've watched people play the Eventide Island thing, and I've, I've heard, you know, joyous expressions of it, I, I have not experienced it myself. I think I maybe lean cannery as well, just, just because that was a moment that, that I played and very much stuck with me this year. Yeah. I think I, we I, got I, a I good Mario see, and Zelda. I, I, I could see this, this list. I, you know. I like the new Donk stuff uh, quite a bit, but but if if you don't feel the same way, then then I could see cutting. I actually hate to see Mario and Zelda go. I would take Even Tide over New Donk, like but this, like, this like I, I didn't do Even Tide Island, but like I that sounds like the last thing in the world I want to do. Uh. <laughs> I think it's crazy to lose New Donk, yeah. but then again, I also think y'all are crazy for. PUBG stuff. So <laughs> yeah, I don't love it either, but I, I see the point they're making. That sounds like someone that maybe yeah. didn't win one. <laughs> <laughs> or even play it. Okay, oh, all right. Okay, wait, okay. So it mm, I, I, I think we can safely and I, again I'm I'm not trying to be dismissive here, but I think we can safely let go of New Donk and, and Bury Me My Love. I, and, and even Ted? No, I, not even. I think there's more support for New Donk than Eventide. Yeah, really? I think there yeah. is too. I think I think there is. Mm-hmm. Wow, like I don't. But uh, I haven't played the Eventide stuff, and like, but I also have not a strong like love for that New Donk portion. Maybe because I saw it in the quick look before I did it. I don't know. Like it was neat. So I'll say that that's where I saw it also. As I as I caught yeah, it in the quick look, I caught the end and, of it. I was walking up, and you were watching yeah, it. Yeah, and I was like, man, I wish I hadn't seen that. <laughs> uh, 
But then doing it, it was like yeah. it was it, it was. It's still, still, it's still cool. It's still neat. Like you know, I yeah. I almost wish that you like played more of the games in a sequence. But like I get what they were doing. Like you know, go from like Donkey Kong to like one one. That'd be know? awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But like you know, I get it. I think also there was something weird where like at the end when you reach Donkey Kong. You don't actually like drop him into. Does the he thing. not do the fall? I don't think so. I, I think can't he, remember. Yeah, I, can't I think remember. he just falls like he goes upside down. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and he just climbs. I think the ladder. you touch him or something. Yeah. yeah, you knock out the blocks under him. That's yeah. right. In yeah, that, in yeah. that sequence, that's yeah. not how you fight Donkey Kong. That's, yeah. yeah. that's what I'm saying. They don't remember. They don't remember. <laughs> how All right, it was. so this sequence this is your revision. Take history. it out of here. So it sounds like we can get rid of "Bury Me, My Love" and Donkey Kong. You mean yeah, new Donkey yeah, Kong? I, I, I think that's. Hmm. I, I would rather see Eventide go first. Uh, but I, I think I think Eventide is also going. Like I, I don't. Eventide's don't, my number one. I don't believe that that's on here. Sure, cut them both at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of that's where I'm at with. Are it. we also just doing Route E? I I, well, I, I thought we were. I think that's Pascal. I I really think that's same. Pascal. I feel like uh, I really we don't we don't normally yeah. like to do vote stuff, but I feel like yeah. for two moments in a game like this. I, I'm I'm kind of with you. I mean, I do the people who didn't get to those parts do it. Yeah, I think we've heard about it. I mean, I, we we saw the ending. Yeah. I think Canary Sequence should make it. And I haven't played that game. Okay. Hmm. Who wants to start? I vote for Pascal. Have you learned nothing from the last twelve months, Alex? Never enter into an election that you're not sure you can win. I didn't say it had to be binding. I'm just curious to know what the votes are. They have the votes. Are they we going have, with? They have the votes, Brad. Are we I going with popular vote here? I can't. I would vote Pascal. I would maybe go Pascal. Oh, yeah. you're killing me. Yeah, this now. is it's killing so me. Root E. Yeah, it's so thousand percent. It, it, Root E's very good. Rudy, you made me think of, of Smash game. Brothers, and that's that's a knock against it. <laughs> oh well, then Max, I'm changing my vote to Rudy. <laughs> it's also like Star Fox 64. Yeah. Uh, again, also changing God my vote to Pascal. <laughs> Star Fox 64 is great. So Other great. games where you shoot the credits have been bad. No, actually, Smash Brothers is the first okay. one. I teared up. Well, I mean, I teared up during both these moments. Honestly, there's just something so haunting and resonating about the Pascal thing that. Makes when we talked about it, made oh, thinking man. back to it was like, yeah, that really was a moment. Uh, versus, I think the root e stuff, which again coming into this, I think was my moment. But then thinking back to the actual emotion attached to that Pascal thing made it a much more memorable, interesting story for me to tell. Uh, and I think the root e stuff, I was very impressed that. I mean, I think they commit on both of those, right? They really go for it. I think that deleting all your saves is a very bold thing that yeah. is, uh, they somehow work into the game story in, in a way that I think is interesting. But and also, it's justified, I think. I think it is justified. I think the Pascal stuff, though, they also just commit to destroying this character that you have seen. And I didn't like Pascal that much. Like, Pascal was a very weird character for me of like, oh, Okay, robot. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, I love Pascal. I think Pascal is is probably my favorite character in that game. But the thing for me with Root E is sort of going back a little bit to what we were talking about with the New Donk stuff, which is the sense of like you know maybe a degree of positivity and hope amid a year of where that was maybe in short supply. Like, and especially in a game where that was in very short supply. Like, there are funny moments in that game. There are goofy moments. But the overwhelming sense is just deep existential dread and horror throughout. And the thing about Root E is that, like, even if it isn't, like, in a really, you know, uh, 
ex- like explicit and very obvious way, like that is the closest that game gets to imbuing the player with any sense of like hope of breaking totally. out of that shit. Like it is the one moment that you finally come up and like get a breath of air. You know what this sounds like to me? Both the near moments and chicken dinner. No. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just don't know if near needs a happy moment. Like that's the whole point of the game. Yeah. But it's no. not even just like happy. It's like it's it's relieving. I don't like, know. If it, it is a, to relieve it. Like, yeah, I think sometimes you can tell a sad, true, honest story, and like being able to put a face to it, being able to like watch this character's growth throughout the whole game. Like, I think I I do honestly. It's a very small nitpick because that's all I can do for Route E because I tremendously enjoy it. Yeah. But not having a putting up being able to put a face to what you're doing to me is like. It's less impactful. The androids are the faces. Like, they are they struggling are, but to break out of this entire it's game. It's a very loose representation of what's going on. And it's kind of like, here's work. the hacking minigame that you got tired of by the end of Route B. Uh, I don't think I it matters get tired of it, but you see in it. I, like, I, would, I, would, I mean, that's, know what it's, it's about. It's preferential. I, I, yeah. would, I, I do feel that. Like I was I was okay with the the mechanics of it. I actually thought the you know the presentation was neat. Just in, and again, this is like I like both of these very much. But yeah. uh, I think the Pascal thing just with no good out, like for me, felt like boy, you're just you're just stuck. Like there is no good option here. Like Route E ends up being less impactful if not for the moments along the way like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, and like you know, it's a it's a crack. It is like the daylight moment of that game of like you you can you can find a way out and then sacrifice your stuff to help other people get out of that, which I think is incredibly uh, powerful. And, and I also so fucking long building that slide. <laughs> and I just I, I really appreciate that it is just that crack. Like it's not like a big you know grandiose happy that ending. That is 100 percent why I like it. So yeah, much. they don't come out and say, "Hey, you did it. Everything's fine. It's no. peace and roses and happy yeah. times." Yeah, like, hey, maybe there's a shot. Like like yeah. the one robot literally says, "Hey, like, isn't giving them the yeah. same stuff they had before just probably going to lead to the same thing?" And it's like, yeah, we can't exclude we'll that never possibility. Know. But yeah, if we don't try, we won't know. Like it's. But yeah. it is also like a bit matrixy in like a hey, we broke the cycle. Like yeah. what happens now? Like, I don't know. But uh, it's, it's I no fate, but the one we choose. It's not matrixy in the sense but, I mean, that they don't try to fucking like sugarcoat it the way that right. Matrix does. And, and also, the end. also that is a thousand percent preferable to me to just saying hey, you were doomed forever to repeat the past. Yeah. yeah. Like there is no there is no release from this hell. Like for as as <laughs> deeply pessimistic as a lot of that game's philosophy yeah. is, like that they are willing to kind of show that crack and they are willing to do it in a way that feels true to everything else that still happened in that game. 